When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You are now listening to the Cast, the number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Cast number 82 with q Neeks. Or Nick, yeah. as I'll call him. How you doing, Nick? I'm good, man. I'm excited. This is pretty long-awaited. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I'm thinking like over <laughs> a year of this. I mean, I feel like I've teased it a lot. <laughs> or just kind of been like, yeah, I'll get you on, you know, at some point. And I feel like it's been about a year or maybe even longer. But I couldn't actually be sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, as I, as I said, though, like the longer the the way the better if anything because yeah both of us we've progressed further into our content creator careers so it's if anything it's better there's more to talk about there's so much to talk about so i'm excited yeah i mean i mean i just look at you a year ago even a year and a half ago i mean you were just remaking hardcores it's it felt like this uh (laughs) it felt like I mean, it's it's cool and all because that definitely was the meta back then. I th- I feel like it was fading out at the time, but it was still the meta to just remake hardcores, and that's kind of how you gr- that's like cookie cutter way to grow a stream. Like to be completely honest, but now oh, yeah. that you've stuck to an iron, it feels like yeah, you have more to talk about. It's in regards to the game now. Of course, the Sebe cast, we just go fucking everywhere, but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's prime I- time to get you on. Yeah, I think I think the the hardcore meta was fun for a while, and then I was like, you know, I'm just I'm not good enough at the game to be trying to be a hardcore. So I was like, you know, we'll just we'll just settle down and play Iron, which it kind of sucks because like yeah. thinking about the amount of time that I spent like remaking to just move on and like I could have used all that. I could be so like I could be you know a hundred days further mm-hmm. on the Iron that I'm on right now if i didn't do that but it's okay it was a fun meta for a while but it's definitely dying now yeah so let's just take a step back and let's just kind of go into who you are for those that 
have never heard of Qneeks before. And by the way, it is Qneeks. It's not Quineeks, not any. Yeah, <laughs> not Queeks. If you're Marsabun, she says Queeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name's Nick or Qneeks. I, uh, I started streaming probably two, two and a half years ago. And uh, I mainly have played Iron Man since the beginning. I think my, my first like month of streaming. I played a main account and it, I still have the main, but I don't, I've never really, I, the only thing that was big on it was that I streamed my first ever fire cape. Like my first streams were me getting a fire cape, which is pretty cool. Cause I had never done it before. And I was like, you know, this would be really fun to stream. And that was, I don't know. I think I, it was, it was just interesting to other people to be like, Oh, you know, like, a lot of people were like, you don't have to be good to be a streamer. Like, they realized that while I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, it is definitely true. There's, like, a triangle of streamers. You got to either be, like, really good, funny, or loud, I think. Yep. Because, like, yep. there's loud uh, yeah. streamers that aren't even funny in that. <laughs> yeah, they're just loud, yeah. and it's somehow entertaining. They're just screaming a bunch. Yeah. yeah. And if you have, like, two or more of those, you're fucking balling, so... Oh yeah, yeah. I I I try. I'm. Tr that's one thing I'm trying to find the balance in is like being a personality, but being a gamer streamer. You know, like I feel like mm -hmm. that's definitely two definitive categories. Like people are either there for the the gaming or they're there for your personality. And I'm definitely trying to work in the gaming aspect now because I feel like the personalities. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a really cool thing to work toward, and I feel like a lot of people don't see it that way. In fact, they yeah. if it's too hard for them to to improve at the game, if they feel like it's good, it's just way too much effort to improve at their actual mechanical ability in the game. Then they'll even say the opposite. They'll be like, "That doesn't fucking matter." Like they'll they'll be inhaling that copium big time and just being like, "Oh, you know, I can just fuck around the whole time." But yeah, there I'm really funny. Is, it's okay. There really is something amazing about watching an entertaining person that is really good. I mean, look at Bodhi. Yeah. I mean, of course, he's also like the grandfather of the OSRS category, so that helps. Yeah, but, but no, he's he's yeah. the perfect example of like someone who's really good at the game, and they also manage to be entertaining at the same time, which is really hard to do. Like, uh, I literally look up to Bodhi, even Will. Like, I feel like Will sometimes gets memed, but he's really good at the game too. His clicks mm -hmm. are good, mm -hmm. and. Uh, People like that, I'm just yeah. That's that's what I would like strive to be like for sure. Because when you get both those down, it's you get a mix of everyone watching you. You know, it's not just people there because you're funny or people there because you're gaming. Yeah, no, it's definitely like sometimes I even feel like comedy, just being entertaining. And I feel like when I say entertaining, I mean you gotta have comedic value. Like people, you gotta make people laugh in a way, and that's where your stream grows i would honestly say more financially because i've seen a lot of streamers that are fucking good at the game and like they're doing everything right but it's a more serious environment and because of that mm -hmm. seriousness the, again There's, this is, there, i feel like, yeah go ahead no, no no i was just gonna say like I, f I feel like the the support financially is not there so it makes it harder to become a full-time streamer if you're not willing to just be a clown in in some aspects, you don't always have to be a clown, but you gotta just be lighthearted about things. And yeah, and that seriously. that yeah, you've had that discussion before with people like you know Adicon, where like yeah. their support is a lot lower, and it would suck to lose someone like them because you know the environment they provide doesn't really 
provoke people to give them a lot of money because a lot of people aren't, you know, it sounds bad to say, but not as attracted to their personality as they're just there to watch as, you know, insanely good gameplay. And they're only there to watch that. They don't really care about interacting or mm -hmm. building that type of friendship that personality streamers really provide which i mean he still has a good personality like i'm not saying yeah. that but yeah, like no, you know no. yeah. i i definitely see what you mean but you know what i've also never seen i've never seen Adicon bait like once oh yeah for that's for, true that like, is true a hint of it so yeah sometimes i feel like streamers like that have to take other avenues which is usually just shove ads down everyone's throat which is totally fucking fine in my opinion like if agreed if, if that's how you need if that is your income and by the way i'm i don't know i'm assuming you got the twitch ad incentive program thing that's like actually paying actual money not oh, like yeah. pennies each mm -hmm. month so yeah when i see you know Adicon pulling 400 viewers i mean that shit if you he has he yeah, yeah he's if, got a good ad incentive for exactly. sure so that's what i'm i'm glad to see that because yeah some people just can't it's just not part of their personality to just fucking bait and try to get as much like gifted subs and stuff as possible or just be super clowny and just messing around but uh yeah, yeah. There, there's always Would, a balance you need yeah i i will say the ad incentive program is is really good for that type of uh situation and i mean i had a really good offer for uh last month which would be uh, July, and uh, it was it was good, and I there were very few people that complained about it. But I will say, um, the hardest part is trying to make sure you meet the hours because Twitch provides a certain amount of hours that you have to hit to get their payout, or they prorate it if you don't hit the hours, and they give you like a percentage of the payout, which is good. I'm glad they do that, but I definitely was mentally kind of going through it a little bit last month and i was like dang i really i have to like send like a 10 hour stream for like the next week like every stream yeah. needs to be like eight to ten hours but you know i kind of worked myself into that hole but yeah it is good it's it definitely provides a good opportunity for people that don't have a lot of revenue from subs yeah i think and for Adicon's sake i mean people i watch Adicon. i will watch him if he's doing inferno i'm there it's just like inevitable it's like he's yeah. so good that I wouldn't even fucking mind the ads, but I have Twitch Turbo as well, so it's like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, yep, no, I mean, same. <laughs> certain, certain personalities are different. So I want to ask because I've also heard, and I don't know if, um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people know if they've listened to Base After Dark, but you were a streamer before Old School RuneScape. So yes, before that, what did you take away from that little section? and then come back to old school runescape. So I'll let you kind of talk about the whole details of that, but was there anything you kind of took away in uh advice you kind of gave yourself for the future when you restarted streaming? Yeah, uh so for anyone that doesn't know, I've streamed on Twitch probably on and off since roughly like the end of 2014, which I'm I kind of beat myself up over it because if I wouldn't have stopped and I would have just kept doing it from then on, it would have been like inevitable that I would have blew up because Twitch back then, it was like if you just had alerts, really good quality settings, like if you just had a decent quality stream, a decent mic, you don't even need a webcam at that point, which if you have a webcam, it's literally like plus 20 viewers in whatever category <laughs> yeah. you're in just because Twitch is so, it was so easy back then. But uh, I, I think the main takeaways that I had was just always talk like 
when you have like no viewers, like what I took into RuneScape, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be the best at the game. People are definitely not going to be there to watch me play the game. I have to reel them in by, you know, talking, just sitting there, whether it's a story that I had from work that day or a story from, you know, whenever I was little or whatever, just, just talk. And surely someone will hear it and then they'll eventually pipe up and, you know, relate to you or say it was funny or, you know, you just kind of have to build that personality. And then obviously yeah. just doing my best to have like a very high quality stream, like make sure my mic doesn't sound bad. You know, just just knowing how to set up the stream beforehand made it a lot easier to start again because it's like, well, I know how well this looks, how well it sounds, and I don't have to worry about that aspect. The only thing I have to worry about is just being entertaining or trying my best to be entertaining. Yeah, I caught your stream for the first time. I don't even know when. A year and a half ago, maybe? When was the yeah. first time I popped in? Probably a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, I remember, I think I was playing... I think I was doing the hardcore remake, like you said. Like I was probably on like hardcore number two or three, and I I vaguely remember. I think I was doing a quest in Ardoin, and you popped in my chat, and you were the first ever partner to come in, and I was like, oh god, I, I literally got so <laughs> nervous. And of course, the first thing I asked you is, I was like, so, uh, how long did it take you to get partner? And then like I just I did that like typical partner fanboy reaction but i loved it uh, and i yeah and i never would have thought it would have turned into this so that's just it's so cool no i think one oh so it must have been uh eh, yeah it's probably a year and a half ago because I, I it was after i was partnered for sure and yeah no i mean that's something i'd love to be asked and i think uh anybody kind of enjoys being asked that because nobody ever really asks that but you always kind of want to talk about it. And in fact, I had a, a phone call the other day. Some One of my old friends from years ago popped into my stream and found me. And and then they called oh. me and just asked me all about streaming. And it's so refreshing to talk about with somebody that just doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. And, but they're super oh, interested. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, this is this is nice because not really many people do know. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I, I mean like. Yeah. No, go for it. I was, I was going to say like after you uh... – yeah, I mean, you're right, because, like, when we're in the space that we're in, like, most of the people that watch us, they, they're they just there to do what they do. They're not there to ask you about your journey or anything, and you don't have to explain any of that. And, yeah, it, it makes you feel good when you get to tell people who don't watch Twitch or they kind of know about it, but they don't. And you get to explain, like, yeah, I do this. I, you know, I usually hold around this view count or whatever, and... Usually everybody's really surprised and they're proud of me. So it's, it's cool when you get to have that <laughs> yeah. conversation. You're right. It's it's really cool. And then you really, you, you're, uh, I don't know. I feel like your perception changes because sometimes we get, at least for me, I get pigeonholed into thinking, oh, I mean, I don't know. You kind of get a little de bit demotivated on months that are not as good and that's just kind of the name of the game with streaming and content creation in general is like it's ups and downs, ebbs and flows. But hopefully you're on an upward trajectory year by year. Um, but yeah, when when people tell you you're really lucky to be in the position you're in, then I really take a step back and I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're right. Especially when my friend was just saying he wants to get into content creation because he fucking hates his job. <laughs> and he went to school for like four yeah. years for it. And I'm just like, oh, oh. Yeah, you're like, good luck, man. It is it is not easy. I'm going to be real. Yeah, it's 
starting off is not. It's bad. Uh, I mean, it, those those early those early beginnings are definitely what build character. But uh, you cannot pay me to go back to be a. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it would be fun to go back no. and like you no. know with the knowledge we have now. No. <laughs> maybe okay. Yeah. Like, maybe I don't know. Okay, this is the problem. Is there is a luck element to content creation now. I don't know how much of a percentage, and of course, it's very hard to like quantify, but I don't know what the percentage is of luck because if you're just being consistent and being entertaining and being yourself, you can make it if you really put in the time and you don't look at the day-by-day numbers and get demotivated over every little thing. Um, like you said, back in 2014, you were streaming, and if you had only just seen what Twitch was going to become in the future, you probably would have stuck to it if you just could have that i don't know foresight i guess but uh yeah yeah it's i i don't think i could ever at the i don't think i could ever become a content <laughs> creator again because it was rough first three months averaging three viewers like every yeah. no, nobody would have continued no sane person would have continued that i feel like that's there, that's exactly the conditioning you need like that, <laughs> that 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 builds that literally builds so much character you're like well i i did it and now i'm here and i ain't doing it again <laughs> no it, it, it really is a beautiful thing it actually kind of reminds me of just being in runescape and maxing and now I know, oh, I don't have to do a single quest, a single achievement diary, a single combat diary ever again. It's just it's just done. And I never want to make a new account because I remember how just fucking painful that was to just go through all those chores. Just, uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, there. I feel like there's parts where you enjoy the, like, grind of, you know, the chores and the questing and the skilling and then... I feel like once you get done with it, you're like, yeah, that was terrible. I never want to do it again. Maybe it's near the end you start to realize how badly you never want to make another account because I feel yeah. like where I'm at with my account, I'm I like I'm only twenty thirty total level, you know, I don't even have max combat yet. And I, I'm I'm very much so enjoying the the mid late uh iron game right now. So let's talk about just your experience with old school RuneScape or RuneScape in general. When did you start? And what made you even want to eventually stream it, I guess. But I guess more focused yeah. on the OSRS part. Um, I feel like so. Since I was probably, ooh, it was probably, I think, 2009 when I first got introduced to RuneScape. I had a, uh older cousin who I went over to, like, my aunt's place, of course. And uh, he had a computer in his room and everything. And uh, he was, I don't even know what he was doing. I think he was in, Mauritania definitely existed in 2009, right? Did yeah, it? Yeah, it had to have, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not good on the lore. Uh, it had to have. But I swear, yeah, I swear he was doing something in Mauritania. And, uh, well, of course it existed so, because like, it was it was back, it was 2009 and this game was based in 2007. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. There it definitely that. was there from the start. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, I think he was in Mauritania, and I, I was just taken back by, like, the whole, like, medieval-type aspect of the game. Like, for me, there was just something about, like, the type of medieval vibe that it gives, and the fact that you can just roam around and do whatever. Like, I didn't even know, like, open-world games existed back then. This was, like, the first MMO that I'd ever even heard of. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. So I went back home. I don't even think I was 13 at the time. So I think I had to get my mom to, uh, I was either, I, I think I was like, yeah, I was born in 98, 2009. Uh, I was 11. 
And so I had my parents, because I wasn't 13, I had to have them, like, literally I let them put in their birthdays, even though I could have just faked the birthday. I just was so innocent that I didn't. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I had them put in, like, a fake birthday, and then, uh, yeah, from there, I kind of just played on and off. I was never really good. Um, and then slowly I started, like, watching YouTube stuff, and then I fell back into, like, watching RuneScape YouTube stuff when, like, Old School came out. And then I picked it up, kind of put it down, and then eventually, like, made it back around. Probably, like, it was a, a little bit after, because I, I started streaming a different game in 2014, Wizard 101. And I was like, you know, you know, I might try this RuneScape game. And so I started watching people on Twitch, and I was like, dude, this would be really fun. And honestly, watching RuneScape streamers is what put me into the space of wanting to stream the other game that I streamed, because I was like, wow, these guys are, like just as entertaining as I could be and the only reason they're famous or popular is because they're have a good stream and I could do the same thing and so I went and did that in another category and then I was like you know I think streaming RuneScape would be better just just I actually enjoy playing RuneScape whereas like Wizard 101 I could play for like three hours max and then I'd be like tired of streaming it whereas like mm. I can have a 10 hour session playing RuneScape and you know I don't even have to be live to enjoy it so yeah I'm about that kind of, and yeah, I mean, I played like all throughout middle school. I uh, I played a little bit of like pre EOC. Um, I was kind of a, a rat though. I'm not even gonna lie. I uh, I had an account where I botted 99 woodcutting. I was like, <laughs> I found a free script. It was way before anybody could get caught, and uh, I was like, you know, screw it. I'm gonna bot magic trees while I'm at school. I was in like sixth grade. Yep. And so uh, I did that. I only received one. I received like a macro macroing minor ban on that account. And then, uh, yeah, I, I learned my <laughs> lesson eventually. I was like, I, I made like once I got into old school, I was like, yeah, you know, this stuff like I, I'm like, this account means way too much to me to just throw it away to like try and bot something while I sleep. Like, that's so stupid. So, yep. yeah, I eventually moved on from that phase. I feel like everybody has a phase where when you're younger, yeah, you think cheating is cool. Does. Yeah, like the J tagged Xbox 360. Like I used to, I used to think cheating in every game was super cool. And then I was like, you know, now that I'm a little older and matured, <laughs> cheating is very stupid. <laughs> it is, and especially when it comes to like first person shooters and stuff. Like I, I used to play this game on my phone, Critical Ops, which was like a budget CS:GO. But this was like years ago. I don't know how it's progressed. I know it's still a game, and it's probably way different now. But back in the day. They it, like they just had come out with ranked matches, and within a week there was just hackers everywhere, flying, invisibility hacking, and I'm like Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like, how is this even fun for you? And then you know, it was That's a, like yeah, it, it's Go just on. like Sorry. this is just you're just getting ranks for no reason. Like there's no actual objective. You're not gonna win anything. It's just a fucking number. And then oh, but you know what was really funny? <clears throat> this is a fucking tangent. But one of those ranked games, we had this invisibility dude. And so they're 5v5 matches. And the other team had an invisibility dude that would just insta-kill us, basically, whenever we started the match. And then one of the guys on our team, because it was a chat room, one of the guys on our team's like, dude, I just downloaded hacks, right? Like, mid-fucking game, he downloaded hacks or something like that. And then we actually had a comeback win. We were down, like, 7-0. to zero. It was, like, best of nine or something. And he literally <laughs> beat the other hacker 
nine games straight and we were just fucking we were like just smack talking the entire time it was fucking awesome but yeah that's anyway. so good but yeah, yeah I, just, I agree though yeah. it just it doesn't make sense like you know yeah you gain all this from cheating you can't even do it yourself like it doesn't it doesn't feel good like where does it feel good like where do people that do that get off like where do you actually enjoy like it's, it's called being a child and, it's, it's just being yeah, a like, child like undeveloped brain <laughs> yeah you're Sorry. just like ah cool i have all these ranks and all this stuff from cheating it doesn't it just it doesn't they're actual satisfying. dog shit at the game they've never actually played it yeah, <laughs> they have crazy no rank. good no good players ever cheat no people that are actually good yeah. cheat like yep. it just doesn't unless you're doing the theater of blood and you know, <laughs> yeah. oblivion or something. Yeah, but then again, there's a lot of nuance to that. Where you just, if you're a speedrunner, you, you know, a year ago, you could not compete if you weren't on a client that would tell yeah. you when to enter rooms and things like that. Because it's, yeah, it it was a which rough honestly, time. but they the update recently, everything's they've got a bunch of different stuff that they allow now. It's crazy how much like has progressed with clients in the last like what month and a half, month? I don't know when it all happened, but it's pretty cool. I I like it, but I feel like some of the top stuff will eventually get maybe nerfed cuz it seems like it's kind of cheating, but I I don't know. Yeah, I think they just executed that entire transition to uh, what we have now and by the way i don't know if you use the jagex launcher yet do you or do you, are you still uh, i don't i just i still just use i still just load up with runelight go on though i had a random day it was actually right before sebe saturday it's just this past saturday when i was preparing for a 24 and i couldn't log into runelight like right as i woke up i was like what the fuck i can't log into runelight no matter what i tried to do even going on the website i could not physically log into runelight and so Basically, uh, I saw this tweet. I like looked up on Twitter. I was like, is anybody else experiencing this problem? Anyway, one of the links <clears throat> that I searched on Twitter just brought me to the Jagex launcher, which is now what I use. You just open the Jagex launcher, put in old school RuneScape, the default's RS3. You just go to old school RuneScape and then click on RuneLight, which they have a setting for. And then that opens RuneLight. And then the most beautiful part is you just, you never have to type in your details ever again. You just click play done just, really yes it's so good and it's not out yet but they're supporting multiple accounts so if you do play multiple accounts you'll just have a just play which account you know you'll have multiple buttons that are just like wow. play this account and you never have to type in that's amazing account. yeah yeah i'll oh, have yeah. to i'll have to get that because i'm always i've literally like in the last month i leaked my uh username or my yeah my login stuff and i was like oh that's the vod for the stream then this that sucks but uh yeah, yeah that, that's a good that idea because yeah now i just like swap to my face cam every time i have to log out and log in but that'd be really nice to just be able to click a button and not have to it's worry so about good. and it doesn't show any details either it just says play that's it nice with your account name no it doesn't even show the account name it just already knows you're in there because you that's loaded really it up with cool. the jagex launcher yeah so there's there is nowhere on my client, even the the actual rune light up in the top left. I've gotten rid of the uh, name that's that it's even logged into, which doesn't matter because it's literally your username and game. But like, nothing shows any details whatsoever, which is amazing. But, yeah. Wow! Yeah, I'll have to look into that for sure. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you a a link to it after the yeah yeah please podcast. for sure. But uh, yeah, I think they nailed it with 
not getting not going too crazy i dude do you remember when 117 came out with his hd plugin and jagex mm-hmm. just like fucking shat Didn't, on it basically like we don't care. yeah they yeah they that did not care time. at all that, that was a dark yeah, that time. was sad that was so sad that was so sad the, the main <laughs> the main reason it was a dark time it's because like i feel like jagex wanted so much control they're like this is our game which makes fucking sense to be honest but like this is our game don't you know we're, we're not going to allow this thing but uh, I'm glad that they finally just decided, okay, th- that was a mistake. And then they also brought on RuneLight. Just they're partnering up with RuneLight. And now that's a part of the game, which is just like, oh, it's the it's best so good. of ever. Especially, yeah. yeah, for new people as well. Like, I feel like literally if you don't play on RuneLight, like, you're just you're literally like stunting your own growth but i will say like the stuff i don't know what they if they've the stuff they've been implementing into mobile is implemented into the default client or the base client or whatever but if if the stuff that's on mobile is an option or if they make it an option in the vanilla client the vanilla client is like slowly very slowly becoming a little bit resemblance or uh, you know close to rune light which is good yeah, the vanilla client I don't think has been updated once, but I know their Steam client gets all the updates. Oh, okay. I, well I then, yeah. Hopefully that 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 hopefully yeah. does something for people because that <laughs> just yeah. I'm just imagining somebody loading up the just traditional vanilla RuneScape. Like, oh my god, dude, that is such a shit show. Like that client that really is, is so bad. Yeah. I would not want to play the game if I had to play with no little plugins, which sucks because, like, I respect people like Bodhi who do their best to stay minimalistic with plugins. Like, I do my own best to try and mm-hmm. not have a ton of stuff on my screen, and I try to keep it pretty base, but there still are so many things on RuneLight. Like, even just bank tag layouts, like, that's huge. Like, not having that. Yeah, like if you don't have that, like oh, I don't know, I I would I literally like can't play mobile sometimes because I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have a bank tag layout on mobile, like I don't know what to click. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing, um, <clears throat> like for example, if there wasn't bank tag layouts, what would solve that in a way is to just be able to add duplicate items and kind of place things wherever you want, because yeah. the duplicates is really what just makes things nice. Because if you wanted multiple. Nah, I mean to be honest, yeah. nothing will ever even compete with bank tag layouts. But like, yeah, trying yeah, to that set would up be a, an easy yeah. S- yeah setting up like, a clue tab, for example, on the normal bank layout is just horrible oh. because you just have like you have things that you use for other things, and if you're trying to make one tab, then everything gets unorganized in this. I don't know. It's it's kind of a shit show. Bank yeah, tag you gotta go over to the clue tab to pull out all the gear that you could use for anything else. Yeah, it exactly. it, w- it would be a yeah. It's a mess for sure. I agree, dude. Do you remember back when there wasn't even, uh, whatever they're called, placeholders? There wasn't even placeholders. Uh, right? Like a few yeah, I back. mean, because I think when I think when I first started, I remember like I would get an item, and even if I lost it, I would keep it in my bank just to make everything look good. Still, like to hold that place. Mm-hmm. Like you would get like a dupe item, and you'd be like, "Cool, I got a placeholder now," you know, like so it looks good, but. Uh, it was a very short period, and then like, yeah, now you can just fill your bank with red circles to, you know, fill it up. What do you think about old school, old school RuneScape? Uh, this. And what do you, let, 
yeah, let me let me give a little bit more details for you and for the audience. So I made a ramble on it, and I also heard some clip of somebody talking. Now, there is no confirmation. This is all rumors and stuff, and I doubt it'll ever even come out. But just the idea of a new old school, old school that would come out, and it's exactly what the game was on old school release back in February 2013. And it would just never receive any content updates. It would still get... Um, updates for like bugs and botting and you know all that stuff but just no content would ever be released after that it would just be this like very nostalgic uh <laughs> i think that i mean and, yeah i think it'd be pretty i mean it's it, in you know like the idea of it it seems pretty cool um i think it'll if anything just draw more people away from the main game i feel like because you know, I, people will. I mean, maybe you'll be able to. Like, you could play both at the same yeah. time. I'm sure but you probably can't play the same account at the same time, which kind of sucks. But I, I, I mean, I would be a fan of it. I would love to go back and try and see how I could flourish because there wouldn't even be an Iron Man game mode, nope. would there? Yep. No Iron Man. No Grand Exchange. No yeah, God no Wars. I mean, trading, but yeah, that would be oh, that'd be interesting because. It, it, it just would be a whole it's literally a whole different game like at this yeah. point old school runescape is so far progressed with updates like i i don't even know how i would play that but it'd be cool to see because i yeah just the difference in how everything is as you said no god wars like that's just so yeah. it's just weird to me like i'm so accustomed to everything that's in the game now <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it would definitely throw you back to the dark ages real quick. You'd start realizing how blessed we are in this game. But the reason I kind of brought that up was simply because of those quality of life updates of, like, would you want old school on release that was completely untouched? So, I mean, we're talking, like, everything. Like, there wasn't even HP orbs and prayer orbs and run orb up there. It was all in your skills tab. Everything was pixelated really badly because there was no gpu mode and now that's the other question like would there be plugins available so i guess the thing i'm asking is <clears throat> if there was an option for you and by the way there is just a fuckload of quality of life we've received for example when you're fletching something you would have to click uh fletch x and then you'd have to type 99 enter or something like that you know every, every time it wouldn't do the time. last option every si oh my god okay so when did you start playing old school like what year? Uh, I mean, I, you know, tw 2009, but as I said, I was a child. I probably really got into RuneScape, like, actually cared about it when it was, like, pre-EOC, like, RS2 kind of days. Like, mm -hmm. what about, that was probably like, when I played the most. What about, like, recently, like, with the actual old school game, not not RS3? Oh, um, I probably, I mean, I probably picked it up around, like, I, I probably made an account when old school came out, and I probably played a little bit, but when I played, I think the trading post already existed, mm. so I don't know what other quality of life was around that time, but yeah. I remember the trading post very vividly, because I remember the, like, polls to add it and stuff, and I was like, yes, I was all for it, I was like, please, please add a trading <laughs> post thing, because yeah. this sucks, but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess ba basically my question is without all the quality of life, like, would you rather, if you're interested in an old school, old school, would you rather it be exactly what it was in 2013 without any changes or what we enjoy now, but just the content would never change, but we still get all the quality of life Ooh. niceness? Uh, uh, I think if if we're going to go the route of having the, the old game, then bin all the 
quality of life. Forget it. Just just make it what it was. Just nostalgia. And yeah, like let the game. Yeah, like let's see how everybody flourishes in that way. Like I'd be curious to see if everybody can still be as efficient as they want to be no in this way. game. No way. Yeah, it would be <laughs> yeah. a shit show. That's what I'm saying. It it would revert back to like people just having fun, probably or more close to at least the way like the majority of the player base plays. Because I feel like you know the player base that we focus on is like a very very small niche of players versus you know, the reality of people that play the game casually, which is probably more the majority, and oh, yeah. they're probably going to have... I mean, it might stunt growth, if anything, because nobody's going to want to spend the time, but I think it would be fun for the nostalgic sake of no quality of life. Probably a weird take, but I think it'd be interesting, for sure. No, I don't think it's a weird take. I, I just like to ask, because some people are on... I don't know. The people that would truly be interested in that truly are just a very special kind of person that need that that just love pureness like they just want exactly what it was they want to relive that nostalgia and they don't want anything being altered so and yeah. the vast majority of people just aren't even interested in it at all because old school the game we have right now is already just fantastic at least in my opinion yeah I, I love what the game is right now i enjoyed it a ton so yeah i i agree it probably wouldn't do well like for it the would, public it would die but it would, and it, it would it would never even grow it would literally it would peak day one and then it would just slowly die because no content would ever come out <laughs> so yeah that dead. would be it would it would be a loss of investment to to bring that type of server back but it, yeah. it would it would be cool but yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't do well by any means no okay Let's cover some Twitter topics. So I'm seeing right here, Lopsy has a couple questions for you. Yeah. He asks, can we play the Rocky theme for the Zook walk-up next run? How do you compare <laughs> your current job, full-time streamer, and being a mechanic, pros, cons, things you miss, things you don't, and thoughts on Friday night game nights in the living room with your two besties? <laughs> uh the rocky theme for the next zuck uh so lopsy if you guys if any like to give a little background i made it to i've been doing the inferno on my iron and i made it to a uh, zuck probably like less than a week ago it might be a week ago now but i had lopsy uh coach me for it and it was good we made it to zuck jad and then i tanked a zuck ball and then died to a miss jad flick but uh it was good, and there's there's kind of a weird backstory to the the Rocky theme, but uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. I'm not. I can't really give the backstory to the Rocky theme because uh, it may involve uh, substance in <laughs> Las Vegas. But um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'd be down. And then my, how do I compare my current job and being a mechanic? Pros and cons. Um, honestly, like streaming. It's weird because, like, you don't really think it's as mentally draining as it is, especially because you kind of make your own schedule and stuff. But honestly, I think it's still harder than, like, your average, like, 9 to 5 or even, like, the career that I had of being a... I used to be a BMW technician. Like, I went to school for it. That's I did, sick. like, two years of automotive service and then went to BMW's training program in Arizona and i mean i loved the the bmw gig but it just dealerships just make you feel soulless like they don't care as much as they want to portray that they care about the customers at a dealership 
And so after a while, I kind of caught that vibe and I just, I felt less passionate about the cars. Like I love BMW cars are like really like they were a huge part of my life back then. Like I only talked about cars, eat, sleep, breathe cars. And I just felt like that passion was just crumbled by the way dealerships take on their approach to, to business. So I eventually, uh, I got let go, but I mean, they're, they're just two completely different things. I, uh, I wouldn't mind getting back into it maybe as like a side gig or working at like an independent shop if streaming doesn't take me where I want it to, but yeah. I actually want to ask about that. What, if you don't mind, what were the, the things that definitely made you realize like, were there like specific examples of when you realized oh, uh, these people are shady or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I first started, I was kind of like an apprentice. Like I was under a uh, like a team leader, like BMW master technician. And like even the way he handled bringing me up, I just felt like he really didn't care. Like he it, he made it seem like it was a chore to help me. And so I just got a really like negative vibe from the start that like I'm kind of just being fed to the wolves here. Like, cause basically with the way it works is when I started at the dealership, I made a, like an hourly wage at first. And then at a a certain time they decided to take you off and pay you flat rate, which is like per job. So like certain jobs will pay like two hours, three hours. And like, whether you get it done in three hours, that's on you, you know? And Mm. if you don't, then you're still getting paid three hours. And I wasn't shown a lot of jobs. I didn't get a ton of experience when I first got into the dealership, just purely because they're like, here, do this oil change here, do this oil change. I was literally like a quick lube technician. And then even after that, they still decided to put me on flat rate and then give me bigger jobs that I couldn't do very well in time. And I just literally, I just felt like I was just being shafted. And like, anytime I would ask people for help, you know, you're taking away from someone else's time that they're doing flat rate, you know, like you're, they have a job they're doing. And so then they're losing money by helping you. And so you already feel bad. And then it just, it all just kind of started piling up. And I was like, you know, this really kind of sucks because nobody wants to help me and I'm not making good money. Like I literally could have made more money working as like a cashier at Walmart for the money I was making as a BMW technician, a trained technician like i didn't just go to the dealership and ask to be hired like i went through this whole process of school and it just and maybe it was just my lack of maturity too where i kind of just would give up and throw things and just be like well i'm screwed here and a lot of it was probably mentality based because a lot of people that came out of school they were in the same situation as me and they flourished like they did a great job they were making you know, they probably make close to six figures a year from being a technician. Whereas like I was probably making like maybe 30 K 20, 30 K a year from what I was doing. And I just, uh, maybe my passion was intruding on how much I care, like how much I would work because I would treat everyone's things like mine. And I think in the end that kind of takes away from how you work because you're going to do things more correctly when really, the best way to make money is to kind of be a hack. Like you kind of have to throw jobs and kind of, you know, take shortcuts that shouldn't be shortcuts that aren't really like something you'd want to disclose to a customer that you did. But I just never did that. Cause I was like, you know, if I brought my car to the dealership, I would want the technician to do everything he can to take the right steps and take care of it the right way. And that doesn't really pay well. So yeah. 
That's an interesting side because, yeah, I, I am probably the least... I'm the person least interested in cars, I think. Like, I, I have never had a passion for cars, but... That's probably good. I still appreciate people that... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think it's good or bad. I just never was into that. Uh, yeah. Although, now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to, like, see cars in a different light, I guess. Which is kind of strange how that works out, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't Because now I see cars as a... Uh, you know, as funny as it sounds, it's just a helpful, like, dating thing. You know, if you have a nice yeah. car, it definitely helps with uh, no, real-life experience it's, with dating and stuff. So It's crazy because, like, <laughs> I, I don't even think it's really that big of a deal for a woman, like, with a cool car. Like, I think, if anything, it's more boosting your own confidence in yourself. Like... Yeah. My, I have an old 1997 BMW M3 that I love, and like when that car doesn't work, I feel like ten times worse about myself. Whereas like if I were to go pick a girl up in my, you know, I have another car, I have like a 2000, you know, Camry. The girl probably isn't, she's not going to care that much. You know, maybe she cares a little bit. She's like, ooh, it's hot. He can drive a stick shift or whatever. You know, like that maybe. But like in the end, I think it's more for yourself. It just you feel better when you're like, yeah, I'm gonna come pick you up in my super cool car. Like yeah. that definitely helps, but yeah, for most people it's just A to B, and I don't blame anybody who's not into cars for sure. But I just I've always had a weird passion for cars since I was younger. What got you into them? Uh, probably playing like racing games when I was little. Like I used to play a lot of the Need for Speeds, like Need for Speed. The main reason I wanted a BMW was because. In the game Need for Speed Most Wanted, there's uh, it's an E46, which is like a early 2000s, like 2000 to like 2006 uh, E46 M3 GTR, like race car that you get to unlock at the end of the game, and it's on like the cover of the game. You get to see it throughout the game, and then you finally win it at the end. And I was like, that is a cool car. Like I, I, I love that car. And so then when like my time finally came to get a car after playing countless other racing games i was like maybe i want a bmw and my dad was nice enough to uh he didn't buy me like a crazy expensive one it was like a five thousand dollar it was an e46 but it wasn't like you know the one from the game it was yeah. just a automatic like you know pretty base model is owned by like an old guy in florida it was really well taken care of my dad's he was really he has a really good eye for picking out good cars when it comes to purchasing them so he got me that and then it eventually led down the pipeline of me wanting like a manual m3 and so the next best thing was taking it back a generation and getting the uh e36 that i have now which is still the only like cool car that i've owned to this day like i've never sold it and went and bought another one i've just since i was like 17 or 18 i've had the m3 that i drive now and it's just been my like main source of happiness and honestly like motivation like without that car i probably wouldn't have pursued my career with bmw which you know looking back might have been a good thing but uh yeah you but, know, but you would never was... would have known if you didn't that's what i'm saying yeah it's it's it, it would have been a what if and honestly there's not much yeah. else that i could have saw myself like i wasn't great at school i was kind of like a pretty average like Maybe I had like a two three two five GPA when I graduated. It was nothing special. Uh, but I mean, I probably still could have pursued college if I wanted. I and I could still go now if I wanted. But yeah, 
I'm still happy. Everything's played the way it has, you know? I mean, I literally started streaming while I was still at the BMW dealership. I think I've had like three or four jobs since I've started uh, streaming, which is crazy. Just balancing all that has been insane. Yeah, that is that sounds exhausting. I've never had a, a job. Well, I've had like a little part-time thing that I never... If people remember watching my stream way back then, I had a little like part time thing, but I never disclosed it because I think it was too easily doxable, and I still haven't disclosed it. But oh, that I ended yeah. that like years ago. But uh, yeah, no, I mean when you just get a focus on streaming, it is better. But yeah, there, I mean, there's still cons to it, which is like, oh shit, I put all my eggs in this one basket. Hopefully things yeah. go right this month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, like I think it's almost been a full year since I quit my last job and I've been fully living off of uh streaming, which is just crazy cuz you couldn't have told me 2 years ago or you know when I first started like in 2020 that you know one day you'll be able to live off of this. Like I would have never believed that, but yeah. It's just all yeah, as you said, a lot of luck <laughs> has played into it. A lot of it is just finding the right people. Like I definitely accredit a lot of my uh growth and success in streaming because of zoe like zoe pancake she she put me on hella hard with like tasty and i feel like it just every all the friends i've made were just because i found zoe when she had like 20 viewers and just was super nice to her and helped her like set up frankerface z and bttv and all that stuff and then uh yeah just being in her chat just helped me She's find other streamers and yeah yeah zoe's awesome I actually wanted to ask you, have you ever been interested in, like, not necessarily to just do this over RuneScape, but have you ever played racing video games with, like, the full setup with the, like, steering wheel and everything? Like uh, I used to have, like, a little, like, I had a pedals, um, like, a shifter and a steering wheel that I bought just for fun because yeah. I was so into those racing games. Even when I got older, like, I'd still play Forza and stuff. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that was the approach that I kind of wanted to take when I first came back to streaming instead of playing RuneScape. I was like, you know, my whole life is about cars. I work at a dealership. I drive a pretty cool car. Like, I can talk about cars all day. Yeah. And if I could find, like, a like-minded community which I was like looking through the Forza categories on Twitch and I'm like, there's really not that many big streamers. Like I could mm. probably jump in on this and have, you know, a couple hundred and find a way to make YouTube videos out of it. And honestly, it's still not, you know, out of the picture really because yeah. anything can happen. So I don't know if I'd get like a full racing sim. That would be really cool to have like a like a built like seat with a monitor in yeah. front of it with like all the like hooked up stuff. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But the way the funding for that is it's it's definitely pricey to have one of those and usually okay. they're custom made and like a couple thousand dollars but i wouldn't mind just streaming forza with like a controller and finding people that are into cars because even in the runescape community there are a lot of people that are into cars they'll oh, be like yo 100%. you have that car and i'm like yeah i do and then we'll sit there and we'll shoot the shit over like whatever car it is it's it's pretty cool so it would it would be fun to try and move over to something like that but i'd have to be a gradual thing especially yeah. with the way my most of my viewers probably only watch me for runescape so yeah i was just gonna say because like i've seen p do his little trucking sims and i think i've even seen hanner do those trucking sims before but there, there's something and it's not it doesn't it's not just the trucking sims i know p is doing like some off-roading video game as well with the steering wheel and the little green screen in the back those are fucking 
fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie, There's and I am, and, and I'm literally the last. Like I, I do not care about cars at all. <laughs> yeah. But and yet, and yet, I am sucked into those streams because oh yeah, it's just chill. Like you're just driving, you know, on your stream, and it's it's uh, really cool. So I, I think uh, if you were to take that avenue at some point, or even just like a monthly or weekly stream where you yeah. just kind of have like a pimped out little car stream just joyriding or something i i don't know i would be into that i'd literally yeah <laughs> it's so it's so refreshing and fun to watch people who usually stream runescape or whatever main game they have for that to go and play another game because it's like oh they like you know it just makes you more of like a relatable it makes you yes. feel like a more of a relatable person i don't know how that works but you're like oh they play other games too they're not just this robot streamer that only plays runescape it's it's definitely good so yeah i think after my inferno grind is hopefully at an end soon i'll uh definitely look into that and i also i have majora's mask for my nintendo 64 which i have like a capture card set up i have it all like really well done i mean obviously the quality is not very good because it's coming straight from my nintendo 64 but i definitely want to play majora's mask and even more Nintendo games and racing games. I, I love doing it like once a week, like have a day or two, maybe two times if I really enjoyed it, the stream before, you know. Um, I would love to mix in more variety content because that is, even though the numbers don't do very well, the people that are there are the, the real the homies, like the best people that you want there are there and they're going to watch it. So, yeah. Okay, so lo- did we cover Lopsy's last question i've completely oh uh uh thoughts on friday night game nights in the living room with your two besties uh it sounds sounds very fun i i literally look forward to it there's there's a very i i hope i'm okay to speak on this there's a slight chance that i get the uh, opportunity i hope it works out uh to move in with uh Lopsy, zoe pancakes and then uh Lopsy's friend bulos is his name uh cody and if that works out, uh, it's going to be, it'll be a good time. I, I really look forward to it. And it'll be in California, which is definitely a leap from coming from Oklahoma, where it's like the cheapest place to live in the United States. Yeah. But uh, it, it would be amazing. I've visited California and it would just, it'd be so cool. It would be such, a, it'd put me in such a better headspace. I, I hate to be like, I hate where I live, but I, I blame a lot of my unhappiness on where I live, yeah. which might be bad but yeah i just i went out of oklahoma i'm not the biggest fan yeah i i live in alabama right now there's nothing go i mean i choose to make nothing go on basically here but uh if, if there there are things to do i just don't do them but yeah i think the pros of how cheap it is here is definitely probably outweigh the pros of just living somewhere like really nice but super expensive because as a streamer you're not making any more when you move to california <laughs> no yeah nothing changes <laughs> if anything it's probably just going to be worse because i'm going to take like a week or two off and then come back and probably yeah. have like 100 subs and i'll probably end up getting a part-time job if that works out i'm gonna be real i'll probably have to go like bag some groceries or something because yeah that's just and that's fine i'm okay with it like in the end as long as I've got enough to pay my share and have a little bit of fun, and uh, it's fine. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to become a millionaire or anything. It'd be cool, but as long as I'm happy with my friends and where I want to be, then I'm not too worried. Okay, I'm looking for a topic on here 
through the Twitter sections that we're talking about your 12-hour stream. Was that looking through? Oh, uh, oh, it's Nunu Nels. She asked it. By the way, Nunu Nels okay. was on the previous episode. So you guys want to catch that? She Check asks, talk about your subathon. You've probably spoken about it on stream. For those who haven't heard about the experience, but for those who haven't heard about the experience, please do. Positives and negatives, would you do it again? I'm actually very interested in your whole just thoughts on that entire experience. And if you'll want to go into it and explain it a bit more for people that don't know what a subathon is. Yeah. Okay. So it was roughly around the end of February. I did a subathon on Twitch, which, if for anyone that doesn't know, a subathon basically is. Every time someone subscribes and or like gifts a subscription uh, on Twitch, it'll add time to the stream. And so I came up, I mean, I didn't really come up with the idea. I mean, Ludwig was probably the one that really pioneered it. But I decided to go the uncapped route, which means I would be sleeping on stream, eating on stream, pretty much living my entire life for the duration of the subathon on stream, which... You know, I, I figured I was tough enough for it, and <laughs> it, it was good for the first, like, couple days, and then it started getting a little, it started to beat me down a little bit, because I was like, dang, I literally don't go outside my room. Like, the only time I go outside my room is for, like, 30 minutes, maybe, in the mornings, like, when I would get up and take a shower and go feed my cats and then get a drink of water or whatever, but definitely, it, it was a cool experience, though. Like, I felt like a lot of people were in on it, like the the amount of growth that came from it and just the people like that would just hang out i feel like i really became a part of people's routine and it was really it was fun it was something that i wouldn't mind doing again if i were to just map it out a little different i think i had one sub would add i want to say it added 10 minutes um so anytime someone would subscribe it would add 10 whole minutes to the stream and that would also include like bits like the equivalent of bits and or you know if you give me five bucks it would add 10 minutes to the stream like donation wise Mm -hmm. so uh you know of course at the start it ramped up to being like i think we already i think by the end of the first day we had like a hundred and like 30 hours (laughs) already on the timer uh yeah, so already from the start, we had like three or four days to stream out, and I was just like, well, good thing I have money to DoorDash a lot of food, because that was the only way I, I got food throughout the whole thing. I didn't have any like meals prepped. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, looking back, the DoorDashing fast food all the time definitely wasn't the, the strategy. Uh, after a while, <laughs> like it wasn't even like... You know, like I feel like fast fast food is kind of special. Like, usually, if like it's it's it a delicacy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you treat yourself to fast food. Like you, it doesn't. It's not shouldn't be like that normal in your routine. Maybe like once a day, if that. Um, you know. Yeah, maybe and like so, once a week. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like if yeah, you're no, really on 100%. it, good. Once a week is the the good move for fast food. But yeah. So I, I after a while, I was like eating the same fast food, and it just. Uh... Yeah, I, and then I also made the decision because I went and, like, I pretty much got everything I needed to learn solo chambers, so I also decided to start learning solo chambers during the subathon. Oh, and learning that was just, something. Fuck. Yeah, that was so dumb. That was the dumbest. And I also said I was going to play a bunch of other games, and I pretty much only streamed RuneScape. There was, there was, like, a few portions where I'd go play, like, 
Black Ops 2 zombies or Black Ops zombies with like a few of my friends like Prison Joe, T Papa Slice. Like I played a few games with them on zombies, which was so refreshing because it was like, I just need to get off RuneScape. But the majority of the subathon was on RuneScape. And uh, yeah, that would definitely be something I would change going forward. Um, and I think the final amount of time that it tallied out to was roughly like 12 days 11 or 12 days i i ended up capping it because i was so like i was just beat down one night like it was like maybe day nine or ten maybe eight and i was like i was learning solos i was dying a bunch people were coming in telling me the most stupid stuff that i already (laughs) knew like if you hit the mage hand you know the head will turn right and i'm like yeah i know that and it would it ended up like my chat kind of died for a little bit while I was just dying on repeat. I asked like a question, nobody answered it. And I was like, you know what? I'm capping this thing. I'm done. I'm done. And then, so there, there was probably still like a hundred or like 80 hours on the clock. I was like, you know what? This is fine. We're going to ride it out the rest. We're almost already at the rest of the sub goals that I had, which I guess I didn't really explain that. But during the subathon, most people that do quote unquote subathons, whether they're uncapped or just for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever, usually they have sub goal like forfeits, which I had a few different ones, you know, like Alk Roulette with like all my rare items. Um, I ended up alking my Tacits, I think, my Bandos Tacits, which. Rip. I love Bandos, so I was so happy it rolled that and not like my Warhammer oh, or anything. Yeah, so, 100%. yeah, I was like, we'll just go back to Bandos for part of this. Now I don't have to go do Chambers. So, uh, I went and I got Tacits back the same subathon, literally alked them and then went and gotten back. Um, and then I had a few other, like, I had to eat like the, I had the one chip or the hot chip challenge when we hit like, I think it was like 1100 or 1200 subs for the subathon. So, I uh I only could get a little bite out of the chip. It was it was just gross. I it was disgusting. I do not recommend the uh one chip challenge. It literally like turns to powder in your mouth and you can't breathe. <laughs> so uh I don't care anybody that wants to make fun of me for taking just a bite of that. They can they can sugma because that was <laughs> that was terrible. It was not a good time. But yeah, that was uh, I mean like now that ah, sounds like that. Like yeah. I think the only thing that's really helping the morale is just the fact that every hour you spend, like you're making money. Like just every hour that passes, like you've, you've made some money, you know? And that's like the only thing that's just like really keeping you grounded. I imagine. Cause I'll be honest. And I know you were there for it. Say Bay Saturdays last Saturday that fed into Sunday for a 24 hour. Holy fuck. At 20 hours, I had like the most miserable migraine and I was just (laughs) getting tilted over every single thing that would happen. And nothing like if I had, for example, if and I know this doesn't exactly compute because I wasn't going to be sleeping on stream. But if I, for example, was like had to stream for another multiple days with that mindset, holy fuck, I would have like exploded, I think. Like that yeah. subathons are not for me. <laughs> they are not for yeah. me, even though sometimes I'm like because when I would pop into your subathon because I'd pop in here and there and uh it just seemed cool. I was like, this is kind of cool. I don't know if I would be interested in it, but it's still, I kind of get the idea. Like, that'd be kind of fun to do. And then I really realized after just pulling a simple 24-hour, like, no, 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 that's not for me. I would lose my head. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I, I kind of got to the point that you did during the the Sebe Saturday where, like, 
everything would just make me mad. Yeah. I had to take like a like a Benadryl like every day. <laughs> I was just I was just barely getting through it. I was trying to drink as much water as I could because like my mouth was getting dry. I had like a canker sore at the start. It was just oh, it was a it was it was a mess, but I, I I do agree the the mindset of the money, which really it, it sucks. But I mean, in in what it is, a subathon is a really good way to sell out, and yeah. I mean it, it is what it is. And that was one of the biggest positives. Was like uh, I think I did the math, and it was probably a couple days in, but I I calculated the money even like split from subs, mm -hmm. and I was making like almost a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, for like the first couple days and that was like that just blew my mind that you can make that type of money and I was like yeah you know maybe this is okay you know we're making a couple we're making we're making some money so definitely biggest positive takeaway from that would be uh, besides the the money aspect was just the growth like I think during that period I almost I want to say I got nearly a thousand followers and there's still friends that I made from that stream that watch me to this day, like a lot of good chatters, you know, and just the the fact that people kind of know me as the dude that did the, you know, almost two week uncapped subathon where I pretty much only played RuneScape. And yeah, the, the negatives were definitely just the mental health of it. And like, I just felt like I had nowhere to go. Like yeah. if I was in a bad mood, I literally just had to be present. Like if I wasn't feeling it, I just had to sit there and kind of ride the wave. And you know, it, the worst is like having to get up. Like when I would wake up, you have to jump straight into streamer mode. Like you can't just be like, what up guys? Like you can't just be dead. Like, yeah. I mean, you can, but it just doesn't. Like for me, I felt like I'd be half-assing it if I were to get out of bed and be a grouch. So I would get out of bed. I'd be like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna take a shower real quick, get some water, and we're gonna keep going." Like you kind of, I was real with it. I'd kind of have, you know, I had like a little groggy morning voice or whatever. But I would do my best to just jump straight into streamer mode for the next, you know, probably 16 hours, and then go back to bed for Jesus eight, and then Christ. rinse and repeat for a couple of days. <laughs> And yeah, I mean the sleeping on stream was definitely weird at first too. That was that was the the hardest part was just knowing that, that you know there weren't you. a ton. Yeah. yeah, but like just knowing that I'm being recorded in my sleep. Like anything I do, you know, I made sure to wear like pajama pants and a long sleeve because I'm yeah. maybe a little insecure about my uh, appearance. Whereas like usually I sleep in like my underwear with my shirt <laughs> yep. off. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, sleeping in PJs and having a long sleeve shirt on every night was kind of hard at first, but the house was pretty cool at the time. It was still February. It wasn't super hot out. So I, I, I felt good. And honestly, every time I went to sleep, I was ready to go to sleep. So I, I fell asleep pretty quick. Yeah. But, I, yeah that... I feel like I have a problem where I'll lie in bed for an hour on my phone. And that would be yeah. very hard to just set that down. All right. Let's just try to fall asleep now. <laughs> Yeah, which that that was kind of blocked because I used my phone as a camera while I slept. So I had my phone on a tripod. You can make there's a site that makes your phone an OBS scene, like your camera mm. uh, makes it a browser source. Oh, that's and cool. so yeah, I just set up a scene with my phone on a tripod just because it had the best camera. Like I Mofo gave me another camera to use and i was like you know my phone still looks a little better and i'm kind of weird about quality so i was like you know what we're gonna get the best quality out of my phone because when the sun comes out the webcam that i had kind of got like rinsed by the sun whereas like my phone would 
it would stay pretty well focused even if the sun was out so yeah. it was good that i did that because yeah i would probably would have sat on my phone in my bed for you know who knows how long so so here's the big question would you do it again Ooh. um and if if you were yeah. to do it again would there be alterations you'd make yes 100 percent. i would do it again with way different stipulations i would probably cut the sub time at least in half um you know maybe five minutes a sub which is still yeah. a lot like yep that's even then that's pushing it <laughs> yeah yeah like that that would still help a ton and it would still be like pretty crazy enough to convince you to want to give me subs like the whole point yep. of the 10 minutes a sub thing was to really juice it because like i knew if people saw that they're gonna be like duh six subs i put an hour on this guy's stream yeah duh so the, that it was purposely meant to be kind of stupid with how much time I would add because I was like, you know what? I don't have anything to do for the next month. I might as well just push it. So I would probably half the sub time at the bare minimum, maybe even do a little bit less, maybe like three or four minutes of sub instead of five. Um, and then I would like to find a way to set up to where I can go outside, um, you know, because like Ludwig yes. during his subathon, he I don't know if he had an, like a gym at his house, but like he would go to the gym you know, he would take his camera out into like his living room and stream from his living room with really good quality and like, you know, the like a mic probably clipped on his shirt or whatever. And like that would be the ideal thing. Like I could go outside of my house, like drive somewhere as long as I don't get banned for it, like prop my phone up or whatever and drive somewhere um, and just really have like a good routine with something like that because I would like to be present for the majority of the subathon and not like, you know, having to go somewhere, leave and go get food if I feel like I need to get out of the house or whatever. But that's pretty much that's probably what I would change. I'm trying to think if it'd be anything else, but that's probably it. Just the sub time and maybe prepare some food and not buy fast food every day because that... I probably spent a couple hundred bucks on fast food, but I was making so much money. I was like, you know what? I'm going to DoorDash every day. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I think there has to be like a lot of setup and a lot of thought. But the cool thing is, is that if you were to do one, you know what sucked and you know what was cool. So if somebody's just doing a subathon for the first time, they're never going to fucking know what they're doing. Like if I were to ever do one, it's just like I, I'm just yeah. winging this at this point. Mm -hmm. I, that was one thing I really wanted to make sure that like what I did was in my control. Like I had all my scenes set up beforehand. I had, I tried to think through every situation. I, I do my best to prepare for stuff like that. And I had everything that I could have done and within my reach pretty much set up and ready to where like it was just at the tip of a finger. I could just, all right, guys, I'm going to swap over to the sleep scene, you know, and make everything play through my speakers so you guys can wake me up with your alerts whatever and uh yeah i i definitely there'd be a lot more planning involved if i did it again which i i think maybe for my three year which is in february again because i did it to celebrate two years plus the fact that i got partnered in december um i think i would probably probably do it again for three years but uh it would definitely be yeah a little bit what different let's yeah, yeah just different Okay. I enjoyed that insight. I really did because, uh, yeah, that's always something I've been somewhat interested in until I really realized it. Again, going back to Say Bay Saturdays, I realized, oh, it's not for me. It's just not for me. Yeah. I'm not even going to, like, I'm going to try to put it out of my mind, just the idea of a subathon. I will, I will yeah. have a mental <laughs> breakdown during it. I know, dude. Just, just watching, like, 
people like watching that like what happened to you i just that it sucks when people derail a stream like that like when you like i, I it sucks because you kind of let it happen because you read it but like yep. it's just like it just it's just so sad it makes me so angry when people come in and you know have troll questions or they want to talk about appearance like that's my one of my biggest pet peeves with streaming is when someone's like are you a lesbian it's like no <laughs> oh are you are you like, gay and i'm just, like can you no. fuck off how about that yeah can you leave like why are you here like what what yeah, what person wants to just put negative energy out like why it's so much it feels so much better to be nice like even if even if somebody doesn't look attractive to you just to be like hey you look good today like that would make my day if somebody was like hey you look good today smile you know like yeah. just that like even if i don't look good just yeah. boost me up like why it feels so much better but yeah now i mean it's it definitely has to do something with just maturity level because yeah, yeah no no person you would actually want to be around or hang around or be friends with would ever come into a random person's stream and just be an asshole like i'm sorry that just sounds like something like a 16 year old dude would do that just has mm -hmm. <laughs> just just a 16 year old dude that has nothing fucking else better to do uh yeah reminds me agreed 100 percent. it's okay. just immature behavior i don't know it's crazy grown men will do the same thing though i'm sure yeah I, but I, I know still, there's they're still in that same category of just probably living at home probably like <laughs> i okay i don't want to just make assumptions but like something's clearly yeah. gone wrong in their life i feel like yeah they're very unhappy with themselves they're just projecting it's it's the same thing when people ask me questions about my appearance or if i'm not straight it's because they're probably not straight and they don't feel comfortable and so they're gonna go bully someone else not to not to jump into that and be yeah. toxic or anything. no but, but it yeah, definitely just... just makes sense and it's completely the truth that if you're going into a person you don't know stream and just being an asshole you're probably not in a great place so that's what I try yeah. to take away from that is whenever I get it, for the most part, I'm fine until I'm 20 hours into a stream and I have a <laughs> pulsing migraine and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to freak out on somebody. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. Cam has some questions, a.k.a. my hands don't work. Big fan of his. He has a bunch of topics, so I'm going to list them off. What are your account goals after Inferno? Fave things to do when taking a break from OSRS. Hot or iced coffee? Worst flavor of ice cream? Apples or oranges? Yes or no? Big fan. Much love to you both. Awesome. Uh, my goals after the Inferno. Uh, for me, really, I, I it kind of sucks because Raids Three is coming out, and like, I really want to do the Theater of Blood. Uh, but I I'm figuring by the time I get my cape, Raids Three will either be out or it's about to be out. So I'll have a little bit of time if I'm lucky. But I would like to dive into the Theater of Blood on the Iron a little bit. Um, I actually, that's, I, weirdly enough, I took like a little like hour-long crack nap before the uh, the cast. And I had a dream I got a scythe. Uh, fuck. So, yeah. So I, I hope uh, I get to squish in a little bit of the Theater of Blood. But really just continuing to progress my account. I want to get max combat stats. Um, I'd love to keep pushing with Slayer and... I haven't really done any Nightmare. That's probably one of the only bosses besides the theater that I haven't had the opportunity to do yet. So probably switch it into a little bit of Fasani's, uh, which I don't look forward to, but it'll be fun to learn. It's fun, I um, think. 
yeah, fun once I get the mechanics down. I think yeah. the learning curve, it's very punishing boss, but Fasani's for sure. Probably the Theater of Blood, as long as people are still doing it. I, I'm sure people still need stuff from the Theater of Blood, so it's not like it's going to go completely obsolete when Raids 3 comes out. But that, of course, doing Raids 3, probably getting better at the Inferno. I don't ever want to be like speedrunner tier, but I would love to go back on task and really hone in on like flicking stuff better and maybe even just 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 getting quicker times and just focusing on pbs not like you know anything quicker than like you know a freaking sub 70 or something probably that'd be insane for me so just just getting better at the game all around there's still so much that i haven't learned and i, I have so much to progress on i really really do want to become a somewhat of a gameplay streamer just just somewhere on your tier like you're the way you play the game and the way you handle being entertaining is like spot on for how i'd want to be so somewhere of that level but takes a long time takes years so thank you all right what are your favorite things to do when taking a break from osrs uh i mean before so my car i haven't explained a ton about it but my car has been up and down and broken and I, I've talked a lot about cars, but mostly outside of RuneScape. If I'm not playing RuneScape, as of lately, I've been playing a lot of uh, CSGO with my little brother. I, Him and I, like, I introduced him to his computer, like, forever ago, and he never cared about it. And then, like, finally, you know, you just let things go, and it, he kind of got back into being on his PC. And he uh, he's really big on FPS games like Rainbow Six Siege and Counter-Strike and him and I have a very similar personality and he looks up to me of course because he's my little brother so usually after I end a stream or if I don't stream on a day we'll get in a call and play CS and just shoot the shit but that's cool outside of that yeah probably probably like toying with my car now that it's I've just literally fixed it yesterday I had I've been having like a clutch problem but fixed it yesterday um, took it on its first drive today with an expired tag and brake lights that don't work yet, which I'm going to probably fix that after the cast, but, uh, probably just getting out and driving. Like literally anytime I need clarity, like anytime I need to just clear my mind, I'll wait till it's like around sunset. I'll go out, put some music on, roll the windows down and just drive around and then probably get some food, come back home and chill out. But I, I need to really find a way to separate myself from my computer when I have downtime. Like I need a day where I don't get on my computer like yep. ideally i have a day where i literally am not home or i'm home but i'm not at my computer or you know just it, it definitely would be nice for my mental health to get away from the internet because i feel like i get so wrapped into everything on the internet when like you know i should have a personality outside of the internet so i have a little bit more of an ego because i feel like when you only live on the internet your ego is a lot smaller um and yeah, i mean it's I not bad that. but you just you feel less good about yourself when there's less things going on in your life than mm -hmm. oh i'm gonna log in and play runescape for 10 hours and not stream it because today's my day off but some days that's good some days it just you just don't feel good about it so yeah. i need to i need to work on that but outside of that yeah mainly just playing games with my little brother sometimes i play with you know t papa tasty and all them we'll play cs but not too much going on outside of uh things from runescape <laughs> first off i gotta say i think it's fucking badass so you can just repair your own car <laughs> i would yeah, have it, no idea yeah. what the fuck i'm doing at all so yeah. that's a that, really that is, cool skill to have 
Yeah, it's it is cool that I did get to do all the BMW training, and I bought like you know five thousand dollars of like Snap On, Matco, you know, some Craftsman stuff, some cheaper tools, but I have them all loaded in my toolbox. And that's so cool. In most, yeah, most of the time, if something breaks on my car, I can fix it, or I'll you know get a hand and have one of my friends help me with it. But yeah, it is it is really nice to be like, wow, I can just put this in the middle of the garage, jack it up, and hopefully troubleshoot and figure it out. It's definitely a nice skill to have yeah for sure i'm like i'm a dumbass i could i might be able to jump a car like uh with the jumper cables and that's and probably not it <laughs> start a fire yeah maybe not start yeah. a fire you ever seen that uh <laughs> i don't know if you ever watched the office where like andy dresses up as a fucking mechanic and he's obviously just <laughs> pretending but some family like needs a mechanic and so they're like can you help us with the car he goes out there and he just fucking puts the spark plugs on some other shit and just totals the car and just walks off you're like, <laughs> no. yeah you're gonna have to talk to my uh, boss about this i'm like oh my god Oop. yeah i uh surprised and not to like go in on a tangent on the office i've never really the way i've watched the office i always watch like the first two episodes because like one of my friends will be over or i'll hang out with a girl and they're like, we should watch The Office. We should start The Office together. And we'll watch like, you know, one or two episodes and maybe it'll pick up and we won't be watching the show anymore. Uh, but I do think it is a good show. I should probably, I should season, watch that soon. I'm kind of. Season one sucks. Season one is where they didn't really realize what they were doing. In fact, almost every character completely changes a few seasons later. Like everyone has a different personality. It's weird. Especially Kevin, hmm. the fat guy. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a competent individual the first season and then he becomes just a fucking dumbass for the rest of it just <laughs> randomly i'm like so so huh. definitely the later seasons get a little bit more crazy a lot more crazy and just way more entertaining just on an entertainment level but like okay yeah it's definitely yeah. kind of a nostalgic show for me and i will just say re-watching stuff over and over like my brother can just watch the office all the time he just put it on and just watch it i'm like dude can we watch something else like holy shit like yeah i think people get a bit old i mean it, it's kind of like a star wars thing like i'm I'm a pretty big star wars junkie i could rewatch like any of the movies and not get tired of them whereas some mm -hmm. people are like bro can you please can we please watch something other than star wars stuff but i'm i'm pretty wrapped in on star wars i've even gotten to the point of like watching the animated series which all the animated ones uh they're kind of hard to start because you're like ooh animations but after yeah. you get over that fact it's like it's all like canon it's all part of the star wars lore and so it, it's it's really good to watch and i enjoy it i recommend if anybody likes star wars to watch the animated clone wars and rebels and bad batch i'm not gonna lie i really enjoyed the first three star wars not the original trilogy but like episode one two and three i really enjoyed those yeah. e even the originals are, cool. are decent because they kind of have that nostalgia factor because i watched them when i was really young um but the new ones I, I don't know what it is and i think i've mentioned this on a cast before when it comes to movies and shows i if if it in any way is family friendly you know quote unquote family friendly i'm just inter in instantly not interested in it basically because yeah. uh, i realize oh there's gonna be a happy ending everything's gonna work out in the end for the most part it, it, you can basically tell who's a bad guy and a good guy even if they're trying to pretend like oh this guy's a good guy initially and then they turn into a bad guy it's like it's so fucking cookie cutter and i think i've gotten to a point where it's like dude if, if anything's trying to be family friendly where it's trying to 
appeal to all ages i'm just instantly like this is gonna suck i can just already tell yeah they they are more predictable in that sense and yeah i, I definitely get where you're coming but from. that's me yeah. as a non like film slash tv enjoyer in general and i think it's just because i'm f- super picky i am super picky when it comes to like what i'm watching huh. and it doesn't help that i'm also like a runescape player so watching something feels like i'm just wasting oh it used to feel like that it doesn't anymore but i will say when i was like 22 23 if there was an option of watching something without playing runescape on the side or just playing runescape by myself i would choose runescape 100 of the time basically because <laughs> yeah. i just want, like i yeah. want to do stuff i don't want to just sit yeah. there and watch like no I, i'm this i'm literally the same way it's it's almost though like because now since i just live alone and i have cats like most of the time when i'm watching something i am playing runescape but the hard part now is like when I need to do like PVM mm-hmm. and it's not when I'm live and I want to watch something because it's like I have to stare at the screen and then I kind of have to like glance over, glance yeah. down at the movie or show that I'm watching and I'm just, it literally makes me mad that I can't like, because right now I'm doing a, a hunt, so it's kind of like a bingo um, and I just literally like I can't do PVM. I mean, maybe Hydra, like I have a Hydra task. Hydra's kind of easy enough where I could watch a movie or a show, but anything else like if i were to go to any other boss like cg like i literally just have to play music or open someone's stream and just have it in the background because there's no way i'm looking away from you know the gauntlet or whatever boss it may be so try to not do pvm while watching a show but yeah i get get where that comes from for sure so i I kind of here let's finish up cam's questions because they're pretty simple but i want to talk about music right afterward and uh, i have have a few questions about that so but first Hot or iced coffee? Uh, I'm weirdly enough, I'm not much of a coffee guy. Like Me I, either. yeah, I'm very addicted to drinking Coke. Like I love Coke. Like if any, if if you talk to anyone that knows me, they'll if you were to say what's Cunique's favorite drink, they'll tell you Coke. But uh, I drink a lot of Coke, and I kind of I don't think I, I I'm not gonna call it an addiction, but I I like to vape. Uh, I'll be public about it. It is what it is. I. I vaped for like five years, quit it for like two years, and then I went to Las Vegas and everybody had a vape. And yeah, I, I wouldn't really call it a relapse. I swear I could quit it cold turkey right now if I wanted. I know I have the, <laughs> yeah. the resilience. I know that sounds like a, uh, someone who's coping no, with addiction no, and I, they, I could quit anytime, but I swear I could, I could throw it out the window. I could throw all this stuff out and I, I would probably have like one bad week, maybe two, yeah. like in a row, and then I'd be back to normal. But. Uh, I feel like I already have enough bad habits in my life that, like, not saying coffee is a bad habit, but I Just like having. You're gonna need every morning. At, yeah, like I don't want to become reliant on it, and I also like having relatively clean teeth, like sort of white teeth. So <laughs> I'm not a big coffee <laughs> yeah. guy, but yeah. I feel like if I had to pick one, probably hot. I I've never really enjoyed iced coffee. Yeah, I've um, like I've been offered uh nicotine vapes and i've just i think i've talked to too many people that and it's i i think of a cold one especially just i had him on the cast and we're friends and stuff and he's just told me it's like ugh, just 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 don't even get into it because like yeah it's nice and all but if you ever like want to quit and you have an addictive personality with it it's gonna be a fucking bitch to quit if you actually wanted to you know yeah Um, but and I already have my own vices as well. So it's like just stacking on another vice because it's like 
I don't know. I think everybody has their shit. And it's just what it's like to be human, you know? Like, you only fucking mm-hmm. live once. You're going to die eventually. Like, just have, have, I don't know. I don't feel like it's wrong to have a couple of vices. I have my own, but uh, it's like yeah, just ex- stacking yeah. on multiple and like more and more and more of them. It's like, okay, maybe chill a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly like my thought process with like, I mean, it sounds lame to be like, yeah, I'm going to die one day. Like, I might as well enjoy my life. And if that includes vaping to enjoy it, then. Yeah, I'm. Who knows? Maybe down the road I can look back and be like, "Hey, I'm glad I quit that." But for now, it's one of very few vices besides probably an unhealthy eating pattern. But that's whatever. It's, I'll work on that one day. Yeah. Well, I will just say, like, I see you. I see a really healthy dude. Like, you. you yeah. Got you don't. You don't look at me and you're like, that guy needs yeah. help. Yeah. Your, your stream, like your, and I'm seeing you from a stream perspective. I've seen you in like IRL pictures and videos as well, but like just seeing your streams, like great lighting, you got fucking great skin, you got a great jawline, like you, you got great hair. I'm fucking jealous of the jawline and the hair, but like, you know, I, I got clean skin as well, which I'm fucking happy about, but like you got shit going. Like I, I don't feel like a, a couple of vices are the end of the world. I don't know. At least that's yeah, how I see it now. For sure. I appreciate that worst flavor of ice cream uh honestly i'm kind of weird when it comes to ice cream like i really like vanilla like i don't really try a lot of others like vanilla and chocolate like that's really Mm -hmm. all i stick with but like worst flavor probably something with mint like i don't know what maybe chocolate mint Mint chocolate chip i don't Yeah. yeah mint chocolate chip probably down there for me i'm just not a fan of minty things mixed in with you know interesting ice cream i love mint you, really so, so you don't like uh you don't like those peppermint patties like your uh, yorks are a bit like over the top sugary but like have you ever had andy's mints those little green uh, ones little paper wrapping yeah i think i have i mean i like like mints i just don't think it goes with ice, ice cream. cream oh okay i see so you're that's not just, just that's fully just a- against mint no yeah like i anytime i go to sonic and they give me a mint i'm popping that thing right after i'm done eating okay. and consuming my drink most of the time just I, I like like when it's christmas time i love candy canes like i love dude peppermint I love bark. candy canes. have you ever had peppermint bark yeah i actually have yeah Shit's it's i love good. it i love it yeah but i also just love christmas i'm a, I'm a yeah. weirdo christmas no, same. Is like my I love favorite i love christmas time but i don't even get festive well as a bachelor i don't get festive at all i don't set up a christmas tree i don't set up lights i don't do anything i don't even enjoy my christmas day like we went to fucking ihop last year on christmas like just, i mean hey that's something because <laughs> the only fucking place open and we're like eh, i don't know but we'll i still enjoy the holiday season it just feels good something about yeah it. I, a lot of i think a lot of it for me stems from my like childhood like i believed in santa hopefully there's no santa believers watching but uh i uh i believed in santa until i was in like maybe sixth maybe seventh grade like i was telling my friends at the lunch table that santa was real like sixth seventh grade i was like yeah bro he's yeah like i wasn't even trolling and they're like yo you (laughs) dumbass like my mom told me he's fake and i'm like i don't care your mom's lying to you he's real like i i full-blown believe this and then one day my sister snooped on my dad's laptop on like ebay and he she saw like everything on our christmas lifts being bought on ebay and i was like man i literally like i had to go to basketball practice i was like crying that night because i was i was so heartbroken that my parents could tell a lie to me like that i was 
I literally like didn't trust my parents for I don't know how long because of that. (laughs) Now I I had my own uh, reckoning, I guess, or just I think it was the Easter Bunny actually when my my parents told me the Easter Bunny doesn't exist and they would set fucking like egg trails outside of our yard of the Easter Bunny like sneaking into our house like little like hints and stuff like that. And then eventually they're just like, yeah, the Easter Bunny doesn't exist. And I'm like bawling my eyes out. It must have been like, dude, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks when you find out. But uh, that just brings me to the point of like, should I tell my kids from the get go or should I try and let the magic be a thing for them? Because I I really do love the magic behind it. And I think it's pretty cool. I just it's literally just bold face lying to your kids, though. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I've never actually considered that with my own kids. I th- <laughs> honestly when I think about it I-, I think there's I think there's better ways to go about it rather than just making up some shit I don't know but yeah. I don't really have any ideas off the top of my head but I think when the time comes I'll uh I probably won't do Santa but yeah, I- I'm not gonna I'll, I'll lie as, be real. as a kid watching Christmas movies were so good because of that yeah. like magic and that That's belief like, yes. in Santa like even the most weird movie of all time, The Polar Express. I loved that movie because it just, it's so yeah, it just, oh. wintertime, Christmas feeling, even though it's a really dark film in sort of a weird way, I think. I think I saw it like a decade ago and I was like, this is pretty fucking weird. <laughs> like watching yeah, this now. Yeah, I've but. seen some Polar Express explained stuff. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, is, it, is kinda, it is kind of weird, like, but... Yeah, it definitely does affect that. I didn't even think about that either. Like the fact, like of believing in that and seeing him in the movies, yeah. or you just you just feel so much better. And honestly, like I still love Christmas, so maybe I'll just lie to my kids. It it would <laughs> de- it would depend on my wife because I feel like I don't know. I feel like the mother of your children would probably like if if she was down for it, I'd be like hell yeah, let's do it. But like if she's like we don't need to do that. Then I'll be like, hell yeah, we don't need to do that. Yeah, you're right. I, I think I'd probably go that path too. There's no reason to have a debate with your significant <laughs> yeah. other. Santa about that. exists. Yeah. yeah. Santa's going to be real. I'm telling you. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, whoever my partner is in the future, if, if they want the kids to believe in yeah. Santa, then they can. If they don't, then yeah. we'll just it, say, hey, Santa's not real, but you're going to get gifts. So make a list. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I got to say, though, when it comes just to finish off the ice cream thing, pistachio ice cream i love i fucking really i love it really it's probably my favorite ice cream it besides i think pumpkin pie ice cream so bluebell um you've had bluebell right or have you ever Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i don't know where bluebell all all is like around the country but bluebell ice cream spiced pumpkin pecan is to die for first off and then there's this place in eugene oregon called prince puckler's ice cream and obama actually went there There was like pictures of obama there it's like this little ice cream parlor um there's this uh pistachio ice cream there it's like it's like i think pistachio almond so there's little bits of almonds in it but it's a pistachio ice cream oh my god dude it's so good it's so fucking good yeah i don't have a big palate with ice cream i'm i've never been like against nuts and ice cream so Mm -hmm. i guess i'd if if I go to like a like a Brahms, which I don't know if you have Brahms where you're I've at, but it. it's yeah, Brahms is like a very renowned like dairy place. I guess they have ice cream and mm. their their milk is so good. It, it, I swear, 
it's probably terrible practice, but their milk doesn't expire for like a week after the date. So like, <laughs> as long as it doesn't smell bad to me, I'm going to still use it. That's uh, good. But yeah, I always get my milk from there. And if I'm in there and I see some ice cream that piques my interest, I might have to take a dip and report back. I don't know. All right. Apples or oranges? Uh, I've honestly, this is terrible. I've never been a big fruit guy, even vegetables. My parents never really forced me to eat it because I'd always just reject it. I'd, I'd just not mm-hmm. do it. But uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably eat an apple over an orange. I'm not a big texture. Texture is just weird to me, and apples are just easier to eat. Mm-hmm. Oranges, they just fruit is like I wish I was so much better with fruit like grapes I think grapes are awesome and I still can't eat them like I eat them and then I get all that texture in my mouth and I'm like no I I can I can see where that stems from with fruit especially if you were to get a bag of fruit that's like part of the fruits are mushy or kind of grainy like apples especially apples are hit or miss if you get them at the grocery store for sure but uh dude like cuties those little clementines good i guess i might just have to i'm gonna just have to try it because i know how good they are for you and better listen so again not trying to promote drug use but if you're baked one night like (laughs) when you're really baked like have some fruit and just like look at the fruit like you will be in awe of just looking at a like i was peeling a cutie one day after a walk and i was just totally fried and i was just i spent like (laughs) 10 minutes just looking at the veins and the oranges and i just realized this grew like this wasn't man-made like this grew and now i'm eating it it was just like the most delicious thing i've ever had in my life when you just uh, understand the beauty of this fruit that just was nothing and it just grew naturally like holy fuck yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good alternative to instead of cramming my face with candy and chips and soda. Oh, I, I still do, do that too, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still at all. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe maybe I'll have to invest in some, and then yeah, just get a omega fried one night. And <laughs> yeah. See if I like it. Apparently, see if I enjoy it. Apparently, mangoes. If as long as they're fresh and delicious, you can get store bought mangoes that are just rock hard and gross. But if you yeah. get like really good fresh mangoes and yeah there it's a it's life, supposed to it's help the high it's or something yeah it's life-changing dude. yeah i've heard yeah i mean i like i like fruit flavored things like i love like arizona's that are like the grape one the the, the mucho mango like i love those oh, yeah. so i feel like if i were to just maybe just reevaluate my approach to eating fruit i'd probably i yeah. could probably do it mm-hmm and it's a lot better, especially when you do take away the uh, just candy. Because I, I, I'm a lover of candy. I have to like chill with it now because I'm getting older. But when you have a bunch yeah. of candy and then you eat a fruit, you're like, this fruit sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not as sweet yeah. as this other shit. It doesn't have the best texture either because this other stuff's just squishy oh. perfectly. Yeah, it just goes in. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Last question he has is yes or no. I guess you can just. Uh, always always yes but sometimes no so you were mentioning uh, a little bit earlier like having to pvm and like maybe watching a movie or something on the side like now at least what i do when i need to really focus on the game off stream is i will just try to find music for my playlist and i have been for some reason so addicted to like early 2000s progressive music right now like absolutely yeah. hooked like nothing else yeah, I, nothing I, else hits i'm gonna say i love i love the music in your stream 
do a, you do a good job of keeping it all very well themed most of the time. I appreciate that. I I don't know what really fed into it because uh, I think as a child, my first ever music I liked was when we would drive to swimming lessons as a kid, and it was just some CDs that my parents had of like ABBA. And uh, it's just a lot of 80s music and stuff. So that was my first taste of music. And then if we ever listened to the radio, my parents would have on this this uh, Portland-based uh, radio called Mix 107.5, which is just a bunch of fucking 80s songs. So that's, like, what I knew about Like, when you grow up and all you hear is just, like, 80s music, that's what you think. And then it slowly drifted into more just everything when i started playing guitar hero and got mad addicted to it i just loved guitar hero songs which sounds so weird to just like i like guitar hero songs i never admitted that but like that's the music i listen to and then yeah and then it shifted when i met my friend freshman year of high school it made it might have been eighth grade even and he really got me into indie alternative music and that kind of fed into trance when I started playing RuneScape in college, I started listening to a little bit of trance and then it kind of went to EDM and now it's kind of like trance and progressive for the most part. But I want to yeah, ask about that's, you. It's, yeah. How, how my music's changed into everything. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, so when I grew up, um, I feel like the music I listened to is so varied. Like a lot of the time it would just be radio music, like the most basic, like, you know whatever's popular at the time and then yeah. obviously like my mom she she was really into like celine dion yep and same so, with my uh, mom actually celine dion actually slaps nowadays i'm not gonna lie I, you. dude i yeah. s- seriously like i love <laughs> yeah. celine dion like, like i her have voice no is angelic dude it's good yeah it's celine good. dion uh enya like that type yep. of music yep. uh, all the time I love so Inya. those yeah those tunes definitely i feel like sort of shaped like my i feel like it didn't really play in until like recently like i went back and i've listened to it and i'm like wow like i really like i don't know like i enjoy listening to that type of music and uh i think my mom told me she literally played celine dion to me when i was in the womb which is so (laughs) funny but uh maybe that's why i have like a weird connection with it but yeah that was like what i can remember of course my dad definitely liked like 80s like rock and roll you know acdc that type of led zeppelin metallica uh and then of course yeah i had a guitar hero phase where i loved all that like the police like all the songs from guitar hero i definitely love to and then eventually like i kind of started to develop my own taste i uh i kind of have been like i've always wanted to be like on the content creation scene since i was like very little like i have videos of me in like probably sixth grade where I was like trying to be scene anners. Like I would do like Black Ops commentary, gameplay commentaries or COD 4 gameplay commentaries with like a little webcam. Damn. And uh, yeah, it's it's really crazy. Like I'll have to, I can leak to you some of the, the videos after if you want to see them. But I've always wanted to do that. And so I eventually, like when Modern Warfare 2 was like in its peak age and people were like, you know, making Call of Duty edits and, like, episodes or whatever, you know, introducing them to, like, FaZe Clan or Dare or, like, whatever, Soar, like, back in the day. Um, I think I started to develop a taste for, like, rap music. Um, and then uh, I really, I became a huge fan of, like, Kid Cudi, Tyler the Creator, uh, Mac Miller. Like, I used to listen to Mac Miller on, like, the bus ride to school in, like, seventh grade. 
and then uh i kind of just i kind of kept around that kind of like rap taste for probably the like better majority of my life and then i started playing runescape i started like seeing other people's tastes like you know like whales uh, a lot of it's whales music of course bodhi like their type of like house music D B, uh trance as well like it kind of all just became like a mixture to me where like you know if it sounds good to me i don't really care what genre it is it's mm. nice to try and stick around genres but at this you point i really just strict. i like yeah, like you don't have to don't hold yourself to anything crazy. Like I still have songs that do not fit my playlist that are in my playlist just because I like how they sound. But um, yeah, I mean, majority of it now is just a mixture of like like I have a playlist for like rap music, of course, and like weird. Then I have like an indie playlist where I like weird indie music like Mac DeMarco, MGMT, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you could Mumford and Sons or whatever and all that. And it's good music. It makes me feel good, but it definitely doesn't put me in the zone to like game, which is yeah. weird. But yep. the, the streaming playlist I have is definitely what I would use when I, if I'm going to like buckle down and, you know, I need to pay attention while playing the game. And yeah, I can use that to kind of, you can like, you know, continue the playlist on at the end and Spotify and find new music. So Usually I just go off of that, but most of the time, yeah, like house, EDM, drum and bass, trance, like all of it. I, I literally, I music is such a like, I don't even know how to explain it. Music is so important. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's weird. Uh, I I guess I'll just mention this, but I think so. I was never a stoner as a kid, like ever. I, I never smoked weed until I was literally like twenty four. Um, but uh. Yeah, there's something that happens with your brain when you're, like, chemically induced. That music just, like, it it, it becomes you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're hearing Literally. sounds you've never heard before when you listen to it sober. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you're just yeah. all there for it. And, like, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be jamming out to a track at night just totally fried and i will just be (laughs) kicking and i'll be doing like fucking hand twirls and shit in my bed like it's like pitch black and i'm just like jamming out you know what i mean like just like yes dude like sometimes i'll try and get in that mood before stream where i'm just like playing like only my favorite songs and i'm just like i'm just in it i i love when music is like that even yeah even sober or under the influence like a lot of the time when i'm under any sort of influence i'll go into uncle stream just because his music is like literally like his music regardless of him playing final fantasy and me not having a clue what's going on like just listening to it yeah you it really does like it feels different like i don't i wish there was a good way to explain yeah Yeah, you just notice sounds you feel it way differently like i can't even like i don't know i understand why people take drugs at like concerts and you know raves or whatever like i totally understand now yeah, I, I respect. I I do not blame anyone for taking you know whatever Molly or yeah. whatever during a show or a set because it would yeah. definitely enhance it for sure. Uh, no, I mean even you know bringing up Uncle's stream for example. There's other streams that are similar where they just play very just music you never heard before. So which is also really yeah. cool because there's no uh, like you're not like anticipating anything from the song you're just listening to it for the first time ever basically and i don't know if you've ever gotten to the point where maybe 
let's just say, for example, you are in that uncle stream and you're just high as shit and you actually <laughs> don't want to leave the stream because you feel like you're going to be missing out if you leave. Like, literally, you, you feel like if you turn off the music, like you've just like, what the fuck, dude? Don't turn off the music. Like, it's you're jamming right now. Yeah, that's how I feel yep. with some other streams as well. Pretty much any music ends up being really good, a lot better. Um, but yeah, there's something truly special about uh, at least, and I know everyone's different, but the way I look at progressive music and certain tracks mm -hmm. in particular, like I have had some spiritual experiences listening to some music, like truly I, I was, spiritual. I was... Yeah, I was say, it can get emotional, dude. There's especially with like progressive and trance. There is a lot of emotion uh, that goes into the song, and I, I definitely there's a few songs that I can just think of off top that are like, yeah, they definitely just make you feel like a certain way. They could definitely make you cry. I've yeah. definitely had like moments where I've Balling probably almost up. been brought, yeah, like either brought to tears or literally a tear is going down my face for no reason like i have no <laughs> yeah. reason to cry yeah. like there's nothing that's gonna make me like why am i sad now but yeah. like sometimes it is good to have that though it's good to have that release so it's good when music can make you cry like i've i share a lot of music with my mom like i made her a playlist for mother's day because she every time i'm in the car and i'm on aux she's like i love your music like you you should make a playlist or you should share this with me but i used to always use apple music so i just made the swap to spotify mm -hmm. And so I figured for Mother's Day, I would make her a surprise playlist of a bunch of songs that I've either showed her that we've like shared a moment with, like, and a lot of it can definitely like while making it, I was definitely getting very emotional because I just think of all the moments where I've been in the car with my mom and played her a song that means a lot to me and it meant a lot to her. And it's, it's weird how that can work. Yeah. I used to do these a lot more commonly. When I first started my YouTube channel, I would just make hour-long skilling videos of me literally not talking, just gameplay of me doing something for one hour, like sweating my ass off, basically. And I'd always have like a nice little hour-long playlist of some songs I chose. Uh, and so it was just like these little hour clips pretty much of just like some music that i was really into at the time so when i go back and i listen to them, i'm like oh shit I, I loved that song but for some reason you kind of get out of it have you ever listened to a song where you're like this is the greatest thing i've ever listened to and then a week later you find another song that this is the greatest song you've ever listened to <laughs> and it's yes, like it just like dude. keeps rotating you're like how are songs trumping this like this was the best song ever and now it's not even that good and now this other one is just the greatest <laughs> thing ever like what is happening Yes. No, I, 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 I hate when that happens, but I do love it. Cause it's like, obviously you're finding new good songs, but like mm -hmm. it, it just, I don't know. And also when songs get old, yeah, like it does, it, it sucks. It's, I feel like music has kind of a shelf life once yep. it gets put into your playlist where you're like, yep. I used to love this song. And it's like, <laughs> I'm sure someone else who's listening to this, like they've I, never heard it. And yeah. they're like, damn, this is a banger. But then you're like, mm, I, I don't like I don't this really anymore. Like it anymore. No, yeah, it, it, it sucks. It dude. is strange because I am very picky with my playlist. As long as I'm not lazy, I will go into my playlist actively. And now I've gotten to the point where just glancing at the album art itself, I don't even need to read the title of songs. I just see the album art because usually when I'm on my stream, I'll, I'll if, if I'm listening to a song I'm not really into or one that I really am into, I'll just glance over. It. And of course, that image is just ingrained in my mind now. So when I'm looking <laughs> through my entire playlist, I'll see those songs and just those little glimpses of the album arts gives me a certain feeling like, oh, I don't like this song or I love this one. 
and I yep. always have to tear songs away from the playlist. And I'm like, you know what? There are probably like these were bangers at the time. I do vividly remember these were bangers at the time. And maybe I shouldn't get rid of them because I know other people will appreciate them most likely. But I have to do it for myself because, yeah, yeah on my in, stream, in, I want to be end, jamming. I want to be jamming. Yeah. In the end, you're the one that's, you know, actually sitting there and listening to it the whole time you're <laughs> yeah. live. Not everyone's always there. So it makes sense. It's weird that you bring up the album art thing because I do the exact same thing. Like, I see yeah. the the artwork and I'm like, oh, this is a, this is a, I love this song. It's a heater. And then I'll see the next one in queue and I'm like, oh, nope. I don't know about that one. But <laughs> Yeah, so I do that same association. That's so weird. I'm sure plenty of other people do the same thing, even outside of yep. streaming yep. for like you know putting music on for a stream. Yeah, in fact, you know what's really fucked up about that whole album art thing is, have you ever heard of like uh, Anjuna Beats? They, there's a very just basic album art they always use, and the first time I ever listened to an Anjuna Beats song was like really annoying. It was just a very annoying song. And so forever, that album art was just ingrained in my mind as this music sucks. And uh, <laughs> since then, you know, I've had to, like, kind of tear back that uh, indoctrination almost and, like, give music a chance because they actually have, like, absolute bangers out there. And I've always just resisted because I'm like, oh, it's this shitty album art. <laughs> yes. I Yeah, no, I definitely I, – I think it's weird when artists kind of remake an album artwork for the next one because then it's like you kind of – yeah, you get that. You get one wrong image of it, and it's, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it puts it out the window. Yeah. All right. Uh, a cold one asks. I think it's awesome to see how much you've actually improved at the game in the year that I've watched your streams. Now, what on God's green earth were you thinking? Setting your subathon value so high, one sub, ten minutes. You had to have known that you would have been trapped forever. <laughs> I guess we've already discussed that, but uh. Yeah, kind up. of. Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to say, like, I genuinely look up to a cold one so much. For, so for him to say that, like, means so much to me. Like, just even him being like, he came in my stream one time and he's like, hey, man, you've gone from, like, dog shit to just kind of bad. And I was like, damn, that means so much from a cold one. Like, no one could ever be like, you went from shit to bad. And I would be like, thank you. Thank yeah, you so much. But like, it's that's coming literally... from a cold one and you know that that's a compliment. Like, you know, he's trolling, yeah. but at the you just know yeah, it colden has a good heart so it all makes it yeah um but yeah i mean uh i i knew i did discuss i pretty much knew that the 10 minutes of sub was gonna be an absolute shit show i wanted to give people a reason to subscribe and yeah, i knew yeah, like you, you didn't want it to like be cut short like oh the subathon lasted two days oh well that fucking sucked yeah. yeah i was like this shit's gonna go on for a long time and it's purely because i'm an idiot yeah. So, yeah, that I was think, pretty much it. I was stupid. Yeah, I think the uh, one sub five minutes is perfect because then 100 bits equals one minute. It just nicely evens out. I oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, You're that, right. That's got to be the, just the best. And That's a sweet spot. Yeah, I think that's a sweet. And if you really wanted to pimp it out, just make it like fucking two minutes. <laughs> just like, I, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like if you grew your stream enough, you could probably pull off the two minute for a sub <laughs> oh i no yeah and i'd probably shit. go for at least a week yeah yeah give me a give me two months sure. at this point give me two months stream i'll do it <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure okay um let's see by the way if if you're looking at the topics and you see one that pops out to you feel free to just ask it but uh, grab one okay 
Wait, you have one? Is that what you just said? No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, I, I just finished your sentence. All right. Um, Madam Mage, big shout out. She has four topics. How are your cats? They deserve the world. I liked you better with pink hair, but how about lavender? Why does everyone call you RuneScape's femboy? And if you bark in this podcast, I will drop a five pack in your stream. And I'll just say, you know what? As as cringe as that's got to be, I respect the hustle if you do bark. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I will respect the hustle. All right. <laughs> All right. Congratulations. Oh I just barked on a save You heard it, um, Madam Mage. You heard it. That's a five pack. That's a five pack. Uh, that's a five pack. That's uh, a five pack. My cats, they're uh, they're good. Uh, I've, if for anyone that doesn't know, I have two cats. Uh, their names Tommy and Frank. Uh, they're both ginger cats. They're both little orange boys, and uh, I, they're pretty much the only friends that I have in my city that I live in. So they're 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 definitely good to have. They they ground me. Like when I literally got to Zuck, I went and took like a lap around my house and got like a drink of water. And one of my cats, like he saw me and he just rolled over on his belly or on his back. I'm like the middle of the living room and I just pet him and it literally it literally brought me down a level like I was I was so nervous like I was shaking pouring my glass of water you know and uh just petting him helped but um they're both good they're Frank likes to talk a lot he's a very talkative cat he's you can ask mofo he's very annoying but uh they're good I love him I literally was laying down with him on the couch before I got on the uh cast today so they're good that's awesome so yeah, let's uh for let me just say as well, and I don't know I already mentioned this, but your hair is so fucking thick, man. I, I, when you get older, like <laughs> I used to have thick hair, I used to have really thick hair, and then it just sort of thinned out over time. Fuck genetics, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't lie, I'm pretty envious. Even just being able to style and have bangs, like I've never fucking had bangs. But uh, she does ask, I liked you better with pink hair, but how about lavender? uh lavender that's like a sh uh, this is probably the i'm so stupid it's like a shade of purple no yeah i i think of lavender as like that laundry that you know that um what's that bear what's that little uh teddy bear that's on those uh down is it downy is no. that the, the the whenever i think downy of downy bear. with that bear i think of lavender because it's always like that light purple i don't know okay yeah, I mean, I could totally. I I'm kind of weird about the hair color thing. I'm I've pretty much not had natural hair since like it's almost been a year. I think it was September of last year when I went to Austin to meet like uh, Tasty uh, Lopsy. I went with Mofo. Whale was there. Um, we like dyed my hair blue during that trip, and uh, pretty much since then, it's either been bleached or colored and like i think the closest it got to being natural was like during my subathon like i just had bleached tips which i really don't look forward to going back to the bleach tips because i'm you know i'm probably like one haircut away from bleach tips again so uh but yeah no i wouldn't mind having lavender hair i think it'd be fun i i think i look better with bleached hair and or colored hair and it, it makes me stick out more people remember you a lot more when you have weird hair so yeah i'm I'm cool with that you know i want to ask because uh have you ever considered growing out your hair like big time or have you ever oh yeah no i uh during my high school days um probably i would say it was like my sophomore into my junior and senior year i had uh 
literally hair that was like down to my shoulders like Holy and fuck. you know uh, everybody likes to say i'm very feminine and uh i used to work at a sam's club and sometimes i'd have to fill in as the greeter and since i had long hair i was very scrawny and uh you know i i wore pretty tight jeans uh oh, sometimes yeah. old people i would tell them to have a nice day and they would say you too ma'am and uh you know, that was oh, very interesting that they would Dude, mistake I, me for a woman. I'm sorry for interrupting, but I had the most awkward encounter of all time at a Walmart probably two years ago. I was walk okay. I, I walked to a Walmart because my brother was in Costa Rica at the time and I didn't have a vehicle. Well, I wasn't going to use the vehicle, basically. So I just walked to Walmart. It's pretty close. And uh, there was this, like, big chick uh that i thought was a dude <laughs> I, I just thought it was a dude and she was bent over like putting she was working at walmart and she was putting the uh boxes you know like up on the shelf and stuff and i just i was like hey sir i was like hey sir do you know where i can find oh. this and she turned around and it was like just a hundred percent a woman like a hundred percent a woman but of course i'm always seeing the backside and it looked like a dude like it would have been <laughs> because she had short hair but when you see her face it's a totally a chick you can so, tell so yeah. i called her sir she turned around and dude i'm not gonna lie i literally just started walking away i i i i, I was so fucking embarrassed dude that instead of like looking her dead in the eye and like doubling down and being like yeah you <laughs> or like oh shit i'm so sorry i literally just walked off and i just kept walking and i didn't even get the rest of my groceries because i just needed to leave the store i was like holy fuck dude like that was the most uncomfortable <laughs> experience yeah. i've ever done i've never mistook like missed uh mistaken mistook i've never mistaken um, yeah there it is i've never mistaken uh, a gender of a person before like that like that egregiously and i was like Holy fuck. All right. So yeah, my my heart my later. heart rate must have pumped up like two times and my face was red as hell and I'm just like get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here. I'm never going to this Walmart yeah. again. Like holy shit. Yeah, I cannot was, see that person again. Yeah. yeah. Bad. I mean, I think most of the time it happened to me, I usually I would usually they would say have a nice day, ma'am, and then I would say you too and then they'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I'm like, "Nah, it's fine. I have long hair and I wear tight pants. I don't really care." Uh and, you know, usually I just take it as a compliment. I don't, you know, I, I'm just a pretty looking fella. But, uh, yeah, I had long hair for a while. Like, I had, like, like insanely curly hair. Like, it's, I mean, it still kind of shows now. But, like, literally, like, I wouldn't have to do anything. And it looked like I, like, ran my hair through, like, a curling iron. Like, I would have curls, like, just down my head. I had to wear, like, a headband when I ran cross country and track. That's because cool, it would just it would just get everywhere. But I love the long hair look. I... Are you gonna do I've it considered again, it. Think? Yeah, I mean, I've considered it again because you know, like I see T Papa with his long hair and he looks pretty good with it. And I'm like, you know, I could totally pull it off again. It's just the amount of like eating your hair in your sleep or finding long strands of hair and like you know wherever you know on your pillow or when you're taking a shower, it gets all on your fingers and. I'm just not the the biggest fan of it, but I mean, I wouldn't. I honestly would like to see how it would look now. Maybe even just somewhere in the middle ground, not like super long to the shoulders, but like just kind of crazy long, where I like have to pull it back or something. I don't. I, I would definitely try it. I love long hair. Yeah, now there's definitely like pros and cons. I mean, I had facial hair for three years, and every single time I'd eat anything with sauce or any sort of 
you know, just any food, basically. I, I would have to go to the restroom and clean off my facial hair, like, every single time yeah. without fail. Or I'd, I would do these weird things where, like, <laughs> I would, like, move my lower lip up to, like, my upper lip and just check for food almost it sounds gross as shit but like it's just nah i would definitely do the same yeah like you do little these little out. you do these little ticks sort of like you have these ticks at that point when you have these uh like um facial hair and you just have to like check and inspect your beard and stuff and holy shit as soon as i shaved all that last saturday i have these like phantom ticks where i'm just like checking my facial hair. i'm like i don't have any you idiot like yeah, you're like, checking. you're good. It's not on your yeah. lip. Yeah. No, it's That's, really. Yeah, because, yeah, like, I have this thing. Um, I'll bring, like, a bu- I'll bring like a bunch of paper towels if I'm going to eat, like, some juicy chicken. It's just going to get everywhere over my beard. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I ate some chicken today right before the cast. And, uh, yeah, just nice little, oh, that was fucking easy. Just brush over the paper towel over my mouth, and it was done. I was like, damn, this is supposed to take a shower after this usually but we're good (laughs) yeah i uh i can't really i mean i probably could i've never really tried but i always just i have an electric shaver that i just use every day or at least on the days that i stream because i'm gonna be on the camera but i just i only grow like the slightest stubble still i think i'll have to be like 30 what's uh what's like the genetics on like your uncle's sides do, do your uncles have beards is your dad have a beard uh yeah i mean my dad and definitely on my dad's side they definitely do uh have a good side? bit of facial hair uh i my mom only had sisters i think okay. but i will say like my dad told me he was like in his late 20s when he could finally grow like a good bit of facial hair so i'm yeah. I'm just hoping that by then, you know, it actually does come in and I stop having a baby face because I think people would maybe take me a little more serious. And if I had a, some facial hair, if not, I mean, Dude, it would just be a cool you uh, would extra like a, appearance. You would like a five o'clock shadow would be pretty fucking dope. I'm not going to lie. As I'm and, saying, and I that's think what it, I'm saying. I think it will come in because, listen, I didn't grow my first facial hair until I was 24. And I didn't think wow. I could grow anything. I literally didn't think I could grow anything. I knew I could grow, grow some, like, chin stuff and some neck grossage, you know, just that neck yeah, hair. That kind I of got gross. that. But then it took me – you know what it just took? It took me growing it out for three months. It was the most awkward thing ever. I got to wear a mask, luckily, because it was COVID. But uh, it just took me growing it, just not touching it, even though it looked horrible. I had to know for myself if I could actually grow a beard. And then I could. It was a little patchy at first, but it's slowly been filling in. I'm 27 now. So, yeah, I thought for the longest time I'd never have facial hair until I turned 24. And I was like, okay, it's coming in slowly. So uh, don't give up hope. All right. Yeah. Because right now it's definitely just like patches, like all over my chin, you know, to my like cheeks. And it's just not... Yeah. just doesn't look good but yeah i won't give up hope yet i just know if i could i definitely will and i might just one of these days just stop shaving and just see what happens but yeah it's bad it's gonna it's, look it's, rough yeah, it's it's very rough i mean you can see uh, i have like a few rambles where i've had my face came on like two years ago when i was in that three month thing where i just never touched my facial hair and i'm like jesus christ i need to delete this it video. just looks so yeah yeah, yeah i had a friend in high school that was like yeah man you just gotta let it go and i'm like yeah bro but you have like a whole bald spot in like the middle of your cheek like it does not look good like it doesn't but it is what it is Okay, this is actually a good topic because I know you've mentioned it in Based After Dark of how low IQ your chat is. But Joe asks, why is Peepo Sit the best basis for an emote 
And then why is your chat zero IQ? I'm assuming moat, a moat <laughs> wise. And then what is your most embarrassing moment on stream in relation to another streamer seeing a clip of you outing yourself? Wait, what? Oh, wow. That's a very specific question. You know, uh, seems like they know something. <clears throat> but uh, Peepo sit. Honestly, I have to say that's that's probably Joe definitely has to be on Twitch. The uh, username Sunset Saint for sure. But uh, Peepo sit's a great emote. I don't know. I don't know if it's the best basis, but there are a lot of variants of the Peepo sit, and it's it's a pretty good emote. I like it. I think more people should invest in the uh, Peepo sit emote because it's very cute. Yeah, uh, I, those what? Peepos. Okay, like there's like a variety of Pepe emotes. There's like Pepe, Peppo, Peepo, and there's another one I think. But yeah, they're all just so fucking cute. I like the Peppa yeah. ones that just look like deranged <laughs> little things. Yes, dude. I, I love it. I It's so weird, the emote culture on Twitch. I mean, I guess just move. Yeah, like I, I just I don't understand. Like, like I, I get it because it's like the Internet's thing. But also like behind the whole Pepe thing, I don't want to like get super political or anything. But like a lot of Pepe stuff like originated on the Internet from like weird, toxic, like political stuff like a lot really? of like yeah like a lot of like that. i'm in like a subreddit called pepe the frog and a lot of people just post like really like i i don't, I don't want to jump to like it being on one side but it feels very right leaning mm. and it's usually like like it's very it's like propagating like weird anti like uh I just, yeah, I just, I'm not, I don't want to get into it too deep. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's like the whole existence of it or how it started. I, I know it started from like a comic or something, but I feel like the internet has a very weird twist. I'm just glad Twitch makes it a very safe place and they just make funny emotes that everybody uses. That's, that's about it. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. Like, I've had people come into my stream, and of course, like, tryhard's the biggest emote where it was like racial context to it because, you know, that's happened in the past. Yeah. But, like, with any yep. emote, it's, like, almost anybody can put any story behind an emote and be, like, oh, so you hate this group of people because you use this emote. It's, like, dude, like, it's it's an emote. It is a, <laughs> yeah, it's literally an image on a screen. It ain't that deep. But, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, falsely spew any claims about stuff like that. I'm not too into it. I just know that there's things where it's been used in the wrong manner and yeah. it's it's just weird because twitch just uses it in like the safest manner of like you know you just type it when it feels right or if you just feel like typing a pepe doing whatever there's like a million variants so i love the uh as as dark as these emotes are i really love the really sad like uh you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Pepe Amo, it's like the copium where it's just the dude's just fucking breathing in copium. Like nothing's it. going wrong. Yes. And then there's this other one that's called, uh, I think it's called Keck Society. And it's like, it's, yeah. like a, it's like a Keck emote. So it's like the Keck W. But then behind it is the Pepe wearing the mask. He's just fucking bawling his eyes out. Like he just hates yes. life. Yeah, it like, it like transitions over. <laughs> but he's yeah, laughing on the internet. About. But deep down, he's just so sad. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> I Real. I love, yeah. So relatable. I like those. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. And all the, uh, I think it must have been Sag that came out first. And there's a bunch of other ones like Prage and. All the other yeah, all the jidge, all the jidge. I don't know how to yeah, yeah all the sad, Cage, gladge. Yeah, I love that's I, another form of. I just love how the culture of Twitch just goes through these emote phases and stuff, and you just get to see new ones that are just awesome that you've never seen before, and you're just like, oh, this is cool. It's just all it's like forever adapting, in a way. Yeah, I like yeah. I will say, yeah, it's always like. Oh, yeah, I love emotes. I really do. That I think that's part of the reason why I get so mad at chat being zero IQ, <laughs> quote unquote. Uh, it's because you're looking at yeah. the king. You're you're comparing yourself to Bodhi, who's been around for eleven years, and he's got the perfect like culture of just you know what emote to type, you know. And even yeah, even, and he does a good job farming him. Yeah, and even hey Jace as well. Like if I if I type a wrong emote, and he'll 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 call me out on it. I'm like shit. Yep, for sure. Those type of streams, definitely. I mean, and yeah, it's probably just, yeah, the fact that I'm comparing myself to other streamers when, like, in reality, you should never compare yourself to someone else. But uh, I think a lot of the reason why my chat is quote-unquote zero IQ to, like, answer the next question is just purely off of the fact now that it's a joke. Like, I've always... So now it's just... like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, like, type the right emote, and then everybody types a drift or whatever just to <laughs> troll me. It's like, oh, I don't know, dude. I, I just don't even get worked up. I got worked up one day, and I, like, literally banned someone over it, and I was like, that was way too far. Like, why did I get that mad over a stupid emote in a Twitch chat? Like, just move on. So I need to... I'm working on that part. I love that there is such a thing as emote etiquette. And we even talked about it on Base After Dark. And I've heard episodes since, I think on the Hanner episode, I was my name was brought up about like, I just use my own emotes wherever the fuck I am. <laughs> like, yeah. And they asked me about it. I'm just like, I don't fucking care. It's just a goddamn emote. And I might as well just spew my own because I fucking made them and I love them. And I'm just going to use them. I was going to say... You yeah, you have exclusive permission. You're not doing it to self promo. You're just like this works, and it literally does. It never it never bugs me. I love it. I love yeah. when you come in. It's it's on brand for you. Like it's perfect. I appreciate that. Well, that's a good thing. To, oh, I guess uh, just have I don't know. Found myself in a, a nice position where I can use my own emotes when other people are like fucking on edge whenever they type their own emote like they want to it'll be perfect but if they do you know they're gonna get called out like you use your own emote. yeah yep no but very rarely i will say using if you're sub to a channel and you're watching that channel using their emotes is so flattering for the streamer oh my like god 100 percent so huge brownie points any anytime you use the streamers emotes especially if you're doing it in someone else's chat and you're not being like annoying or trying to be toxic with it like yep. I, I talked about it in the after dark cast but like when you see your emote in someone else's chat and they don't even know you're in there yeah. 
Uh, you pop so in and you're a mod and you see previous messages with your emotes. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It literally, yeah. Huge brownie points. I love that. Yeah. No, and to be quite honest with you, I mean, I am very picky and choosy with my emotes. I'm not just going to use an emote because it's like, I don't know. I will. I yeah, mean, if, a dance if, emote. If, you're going to do it at the right time. Yeah, and if a streamer has good emotes, not even dance emotes, but just like still emotes. Uh, I know Hona had one. It was like this Hona feels bad. It was basically like a Pepe feels bad man emote, but it was like this little chicken variant, and it was like the cutest thing I've ever seen, and it had eyelashes and stuff, and I was like, this thing's fucking adorable. So whenever there was anything sad that happens in a stream, I would type that one because it's just a quality emote. Yeah, dude. So. I literally like that's I, I feel like that when you're trying to, you know, upload emotes for your subs, you definitely have to you try to think through every situation that they could use each emote and you try your best to to nail it on the head with stuff. I tried doing like the Pepe variant thing, but I just don't really have anything about me that stands out in specific to where I could make a Pepe look like me and Sometimes that that whole gig's played out. Like, you have it really well done. There's only a few people that can just do, like, a remixed version of a of a Pepe, and it actually work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, no it, it definitely kind of worked out for me. It just painted, just painted the green yellow. It's like, okay, that's good. That's how I kind of started my first emotes, and then it just fed off of that. And the Winnie the Pooh just kind of popped in there randomly, too. <laughs> so just Perfect, it. though. I literally somehow at all, your branding, like, that is such a big deal, I feel like, with streaming, for, especially for anybody who's new. Like, finding your own image is such, like, because yeah. really, as a streamer, you it, it is like a you're, you're running your own business. So, like, when you can sell yourself really good, which, like, you have it nailed, uh, and, you know, a few other people. But, like, when you have that image really well done, it does a lot of work for you. And then... Yeah. You know, you just being there on the side is, you know, part of it. I mean, I I think you do a decent job as well. Whenever I see gnome child emotes, I actually think of you now because of the unique <laughs> set. Unique set Pretty... was brilliant because it's such a recognizable thing already, but nobody ever really chose to brand themselves as that sort of. And I'm not saying that you branded yourself as a gnome child or anything or that's like your emote but like it definitely <laughs> yeah. works it's like shit. yeah i was surprised i mean a lot of people like have put the spin on like the gnome child as like a streamer in runescape but i feel like not that many people have done it successfully i don't know i don't have a ton of gnome themed emotes i have like two or three but i do think it'd be cool to incorporate it in other ways and find a way to be slick with it because people would love it and yeah as you said it's very distinguishable like you'll know it's from runescape even if you don't play runescape because that meme is so yep. like way renowned on the internet yeah like, literally yeah like the way too dank's huge feels yeah. feels dank man same thing like exact like yeah perfect yeah no but it, it's interesting how i kind of worked out in my favor luckily even though it wasn't even really planned out that way it's not like i had a pr team like do this you're gonna it'll do good but I'm, yeah. i am happy with my emotes i do take time into them all right b milla oh wait no there was another question i don't know what this one was it, it must <laughs> be, it must be uh completely like an inside joke but what is your most embarrassing moment on stream in relation to another streamer seeing a clip of you outing yourself Okay, so this kind of ties back to the subathon. Uh, basically, during my subathon, I had that throat scratching clip. Uh, you were actually in the chat when it happened. I was, I was uh, crying. I was yeah, actually putting crying question marks. on my computer, just dying laughing. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening. 
Yeah, so basically during my subathon, I mean, even when I sleep, like I do this thing where I scratch my throat. It's just, I don't, like my mom does it. Everybody in my family has the ability to scratch their throat. Um, sometimes I guess I just make a funny face when I do it. I, I, I've done it around my family. I'm like, why do you make that face when you scratch your throat? <laughs> like I like suck in my lips like really tight when I do it. I think it just builds more vacuum when I scratch my throat. And so I did it while I was sleeping. And basically, it's still my biggest clip on Twitch, <laughs> and it got posted on like a bunch of like weird like live stream oh, YouTube God. accounts. And this girl, this girl, her name's Emmy. Okay, uh, she's she's pretty well known. She I want to say she has like 150k on Twitch. Okay, um, she came into my stream uh, I think I because of that clip. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, she came into that <laughs> my stream because of the clip. She gave me some money. She donated while I was sleeping. You know, she was really nice. Uh, and basically I eventually found out like months down the road, like probably just a couple weeks ago that she has an OnlyFans. And so <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I decided to subscribe to the OnlyFans, uh, because she posted this really like revealing picture on Twitter. And so I go on my stream and I'm showing her tweet where she has like, you know, her whole, like everything's out almost, you know, it's all covered. I can show it on Twitch, yeah. but I'm talking about it. I'm like, bro, this girl. This girl right here was in my stream, you guys. My stream. <laughs> and I subscribed to her OnlyFans. I don't care. I, I said it. And then I said that. Somebody clipped it, and then they ran and took it to her stream. Oh, my God. And then, like, a day or two after, I was, like, wave, like, 47, 46, maybe, maybe closer to the 50s. Um, she comes in, and she's like, hi, smiley face. And then oh I was God. like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no. I was like, she knows. She knows. Oh, like, there's no, no way she's not about to out me for being extremely horny. And so she posted the clip. She's like, uh, care to explain? And then, like, as soon as she entered my chat, literally, like, I lost. Like, the w the next wave started, and I hadn't even, like, swapped to my wand and a colt. Like, I literally was just, like, sitting there, uh, like, God. freaking. Or maybe not a colt. But, yeah, I was. I literally just died. Like, I literally just died in the inferno because I was so God. shook by her being in my chat. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, I reviewed the clip. And then after that, though, like, she stayed for the rest of the stream. She tier one subscribed. And then she asked me to play Counter-Strike with her after the stream. Damn. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it wor It literally worked out. Like, it literally, it was, it was, I was very scared because I thought she was going to bully me. But uh, she, she ended up being chill. like, yeah, let's, yeah, she's like, let's play some CS. So I was like, I bet. And then we played one game of CS and then got off because we lost. And that yeah. was it. We haven't talked really much since, but. It was it was the most definitely one of the more embarrassing because like oh, I was just rewatching that with her in the chat and then somebody else came in there like why are you watching a clip of my wife and then I was like she's <laughs> literally in the chat bro like shut up dude but uh, it, it was good do you remember uh, Jenna on Twitch uh it sounds it sounds familiar she's her, from like early days right yeah and her name was Funky Taco Slayer for Funky Taco Slayer for a while. Yeah, I remember hearing that name. I used to. Uh, did she ever mess with Lord Kirk at all? Yeah, no. I mean, she remember? was on yeah. Raj Patel and all the time. Okay, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was a regular on on Raj Patel that turned into the Austin Show, and uh, I yeah. mean, she blew up from that. But she was just a humble RuneScape streamer at one point, and that's when I originally like met her on stream. And uh, anyway, so we were like friends, and then she blew up, you know, because I was just a viewer at the time. So, you know, just a viewer, and then I watched her 
just grow her channel immensely just from Raj Patel being on there. And then she changed her name to Jenna and then just did like IRL streams for the most part. Um, anyway, she popped into my stream like after I was partnered. This is probably a year and a half ago or so. She like, popped into my, or maybe a year ago. I don't know when it was, but it was probably about a year ago. She popped into my stream and I was like, oh shit, because like she's very i mean she was at the time like pretty fucking famous like you hear jenna and if you're on twitch at all you know who she is so she pops For into sure. my stream and she recognized obviously like who i was because my name was say baby at the time which it was the, still the same username and i was pretty active in her chat back then back in like 2016 and uh anyway she popped in and i was doing like theater of blood and just fucking lost <laughs> I lost all concentration <laughs> at the end. because like, yep. you know, like you yep. see somebody that you've never like you've seen them, but they've never seen you. And then they pop in your stream randomly and you're like, oh, God, like I, we have a history, but you've never you didn't know that I started streaming years later because you already blew up. And then so anyway, we're like talking and it was a good stream. It was a good stream that she popped into because I was pulling good viewers at the time. So that was definitely a one up. And then uh I DM'd Ari Slash, who was, like, the most horny dude ever for her. I DM'd him on Discord. I was like, dude, Jenna's in my stream right now. Like, get in here. And then Ari comes in and starts, like, asking Jenna to be on the Sebe cast and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Oh, was, no. It was a good time, but uh, she was, like, down, too. I just never, like, <sighs> nothing ever came of it because I was like, she's just being polite. Like, she has to be because the cast yeah, is really she's new at the say time. She, uh... Just, like calling out in the chat but it was really cool because uh yeah just having a big streamer in your stream is just it's a good feeling it's fucking oh, nerve-wracking yeah. though it, it dude it, it really is it's weird that like you, people can have that effect on you yeah. like i'm sure she didn't i mean maybe it was a little visible but i'm sure she didn't even think twice about it like and for us <laughs> you're just sitting there like you're like red in the face you're like oh my god i have to play good i have I to be know. entertaining still like it's hard to focus on the chat after they come in because it was the same thing with when emmy came in because i was just like yeah. Yeah. i like i was just i was too many thoughts like, going away. in your head they're just yeah yeah and I'm like and i'm live like i, I yeah. feel like the most human like yes. i felt like the more like i just didn't even feel like i was live i just felt super human like i felt like i was about to go on a date for the first time or something. <laughs> she was just she was just hanging out my stream. I was like, how do I keep streaming yeah. with her in my chat? Like, how do I act normal? Yeah, but it's really bad because – and I've, I've, I've had experiences, I don't know if you have, where people from your past life pop in your stream unannounced. And they're like, hey, it's me from, you know, back five years ago. What's up? And so now you're trying to be a streamer for your audience, and now you got some person that you want to catch up with. So you just have to be like – Yo, I, I, like I'm streaming right now, but I'd love to talk like after the stream, like DM me yeah. or whatnot. But it's just it kind of pulls you out of the whole stream thing. You're like, oh shit, like yeah, I want to reconnect with this person, but you're still streaming. It's weird, and you know, I mean, I do act slightly differently on stream. I'm crazier. I'm more, I try oh. to put all my energy into it. So when somebody sees me. And, of course, everyone in my past probably sees me a different way. But, like, yeah, when they see me there and then they 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 remember what I was to them five years ago. And then they see me in my stream. It's like there's probably a lot of questions. And I'm like, just yeah. let, me, let me answer them after the stream. I can't do this right yeah. now. 
Yeah, I have a I have an IRL friend who's a mod in my stream, and sometimes he comes in and we talk about like real life stuff, and I'm like, this is not like, this just really isn't the place, because like it just nobody else really cares. Like it it sounds terrible, I know, I know. but like it's like damn, I really want to talk about whatever real life stuff is going on. Sometimes it's okay to be like, because he's like going to like law school, I'll be like, how's school? You know, like mm -hmm. you can say that to anyone, it's not a big deal, but. It's just like whenever there's like certain memories that'll be brought up and it's just like nobody really yeah nobody else is really registering just inside yeah. jokes it's just weird to be in a public like work. you're you're a public entertainer at this point now you're just like leaving people yeah out. you gotta remember i'm in front of an audience and still trying to be somewhat entertaining so yeah it just doesn't yeah okay here's a interesting question a couple of them b milla asks you win the Mega Millions for $500 million. What's the first thing you do slash buy? And any ghost or supernatural experiences you've had? Completely okay, unrelated. I'm trying, to, yeah. trying to find it real quick. B. Milla. I can also just link it to you real quick. Oh, I found it. Uh, You win the Mega Million for $500 million? What's the first thing you do and buy? Um, ooh, I don't, that's like, there's just so much diff, like so many different things you could buy for that money, but I would probably start with relocating my, I mean, honestly, the quickest thing that I could do really probably go buy a car. I'd probably go yeah. buy a really nice car because 500 million, you could go buy anything, anything you want. You could anything. buy a McLaren, you could buy anything. So I could go, I mean, obviously they're going to look at me like I'm dumb as hell because I just won the lottery, but uh, I'd probably go buy like a really nice car and then I'd eventually work on, you know, probably moving somewhere that I, you know, would like to so, be. But that's and then probably buy my parents a place, too. That'd be sick. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, just kind of a tangent on it. If if money really wasn't an, uh, just a um, what am I trying to say? If money wasn't a obstacle. Yeah. Obstacle or object or whatever I'm trying to say. There's another word I'm thinking of. But if that wasn't a problem where would you want to live and uh it, not like specific locations i guess unless you already have one chosen but like when i think of any place i'd love to live like when i see a f myself as an old man i would love to be an old as in like 50 or 60 i just see myself like <laughs> by a lake nice cabin Ooh. you know nice land and I, it, I don't really care about the land as much but i just want to be like secluded sort of and mm -hmm. just nice cabin house with like a studio and like i don't know i see myself at a lake though where a bunch of tree coverage and stuff like where do you see yourself like Ooh. where would you like to be if you just money wasn't yeah object? uh probably i mean honestly something similar to that would be amazing like uh you know location wise i would like to be somewhere where there's mountains around still and then maybe a chance at a beach somewhere so probably somewhere coastal it doesn't have to be the west coast maybe the could be somewhere on the east, but I definitely think I favor the west coast a little bit more. Like uh, anywhere, yeah. Like I would like to even, yeah, have some land. I would like to be secluded off in my own little area. Have a really big like shop for like multiple cars, like oh, just to shit. store them, yeah. and then have like a like a lift somewhere so I can just work on cars and just kind of chill out. But definitely, if I could, somewhere in the mountains, a mo any mountain anywhere. I don't yeah. really care. Uh, I just being around like mountains is just it just feels so good you just the everything is just like picture perfect like that was like I blame like Oklahoma for being like 
part of the reason why I'm a little, you know, sad sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, I think it's because when I lived in Arizona, like I would literally wake up, I could go out on the porch. It would be, you know, perfect in the morning. The sun would be rising over the mountains. Like, God, just, just that type of scenery Beautiful. just puts you in a better headspace. For me, at least it made me feel so much better. Same with like even being able to drive on a mountain. Like you get to go up a mountain, be at the top and like overlook a city or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But is yeah, maybe having that really from a house. Flat? Is that what yeah, I'm extreme. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's a few places like I've camped in like Southwestern Oklahoma where it's, you know, probably the highest elevations, like 2000 feet above sea level, but mm. it, it's, and it's still pretty, but it's, it's nothing compared to, you know, the mountains that are out West or even yeah. out East, same type of thing. Yeah. I grew up in Oregon and it was just so beautiful. We just, I took for granted all the waterfalls and all the like natural parks or uh, na not national parks, but just those, maybe they are national parks. I don't know. Just those parks, state parks that are just really uh, just well-kept and nice and just a lot of beautiful scenery and stuff. And it's like, ugh, I had took that all for granted. Yeah. I even lived I in know. Houston for a while and like that was just the flattest place on earth. Just so flat. Yeah. Like it's just like this is depressing. Yeah, I think, yeah, similar to Oklahoma in that vibe for sure. But yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, it makes me question like, like I'm kind of happy that I grew up in Oklahoma because now when I, if I do get the opportunity to move somewhere else with like a bunch of parks and stuff like that, I would definitely, I enjoy it so much more. It literally just feels like my life's a movie when I go there. Whereas like people that live there, they're like, yeah, I mean, that's there. I don't know. Like they don't really, don't care as much. Any supernatural experiences or like things you can't explain that have happened to you? Um, I'm trying to like, not really. I I mean, I think the closest to like supernatural is probably like having like a really vivid uh, sleep paralysis where it just feels extremely real. Where like, you know, you're stuck, you're stuck in your bed and you can't move and there's a creature in your room. And the only thing you can do is just close your eyes to make them go away. I uh, I definitely have had that happen, but nothing, I mean, nothing out of the ordinary when it comes to supernatural stuff. I uh, am very glad I haven't had any experiences. I definitely do believe that the supernatural does exist, though. I've seen some stuff on the internet, which, of course, the internet, but uh, it, it seems very believable. So yeah. I'm glad I haven't had to experience any of that. I had a weird experience at my last apartment where, again, it was my brother in Costa Rica, and I was home for like two months just alone and i remember going into the kitchen we were in a small two-bedroom apartment i went into the kitchen and then when i was went, i went back to my room with some food and for some reason something made a noise in like the back and so like i just turned around and i saw a fucking like what i think who knows i mean nowadays i just think oh i was just like stupid or i was tired or something but i thought i saw a child like in my apartment, like a small Ugh. child that was just staring at me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh and so, so, so I had to take a double take and I was, and then, you know, when those moments when you're watching a scary movie and you're like, just run, run, like, just leave. Like, what are you doing? Like exploring it. Like, why are you like looking in reality? Yeah. You really do look, you know? Cause I was just like, yeah. okay, that wasn't real. So I went back behind the wall and yeah, nothing was there, but, I swear I saw a child and uh, nowadays I just I, I've convinced myself that obviously it wasn't like real but like in the moment it was pretty real and it shook me pretty bad for a couple days I was like oh shit like was that real? yeah 
Yeah, it's the same. I feel like that's the same type of vibe whenever you like watch a scary movie and you're yeah. like you don't want to go to sleep anymore oh i, oh, I hate that i literally yeah. i do my best if i'm gonna watch a yeah. scary film i do it during the day because i'll usually shrug it off by the time it's time for bed but yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I don't i don't I, that experience doesn't really haunt me but i will say um at least the first few times i had smoked what i would get really paranoid and i would start like psyching myself out i'd be like i'd pretend as though somebody's in my apartment because everyone else would be asleep and i was streaming dgen hours so when i had my stream would be like two in the morning and i would like go upstairs to like get food and i'm like i'm like shivering i'm like just like shit someone's gonna fucking attack me or something like i don't know like so (laughs) that i don't know if it was all kind of about that like child experience that i saw but i'm like oh i get a little nervous when i'm not like completely if I'm completely sober, I'm totally fine. I can be in a dark room and if you know, and just be fine. I don't scare yeah. myself. I used to I used to have experiences like that. I feel like when I first started like getting uh, you know high, I feel like I used to do it with my friends. Like they would come over to my place and then they'd leave and then I would just be alone in my house with my cat and like anytime my cat would like look at something or like leave the room and like go stare out the window i would literally get so paranoid i'm like there's somebody outside of my house there's i'm turning the alarm on i'm shutting my door i'm locking it and i am not leaving my room now and like every time i'd go to get like a drink from the fridge i'd like run in really quick you know grab it and run back to my room and like i'm i feel yeah. like i've finally kind of overcome that but i yeah. definitely used to no i, I do still, get par- i used to get really paranoid i still have that a, uh, a little bit mainly because i have this big like staircase i have to walk down and the lights are always like completely pitch black if i have to go get food it's like oh, I, yeah. I i i quickly go down the stairs i'm like i'm not gonna just yeah. stall here i'm going down like quick yeah i'm grabbing it i'm running up and flicking the lights <laughs> yeah. off real quick i'm out i'm out yep, yeah, yep, yeah i know that I, vibe it's weird because i'm like i'm 27 years old why am i still doing this but for some reason it's still stuck with me after all this time i still nah. it's always that little feeling i i know it's not real but i just well i will say i've had a few experiences like one of the I mean, a couple years ago, somebody tried to break into our apartment while I I was the only one home. Like, somebody was smashing down the back door, basically, with a hammer. And, yeah, that kind of scarred me because I had to call the police. And I thought, like, I had to yell at the top of my lungs, like, get the fuck out of here. And uh, without even seeing the dude. So I was just sitting there in my underwear, basically, with one contact in. I was trying to get my contacts in. And I'm just fucking yelling (laughs) bloody murder, basically, to get this guy away from me. And I'm like... Yeah, that was not a good like because we're not in like the nicest neighborhood, and I'm like, yeah. So I do get a little paranoid because that is real. Like that is a real thing. Yeah, no, that definitely. And you know, I did that. I I don't know if you have the app, but like the Ring app yep. or like the yep, neighborhood, whatever. Yep. Yeah, I I don't have a Ring doorbell, but on that app, I used to like when I first moved in, I would just look at it all the time. And it'd be like, you know, one mile from your house, someone's reporting gunshots. And it's probably just some old guy, like, you know, just being a schizo or whatever. And it it literally would make me more nervous that someone's going to come over to my house. And I don't know. I had this experience with this girl when I first moved in. She came over to visit me because she was in my town. uh, And she left her car doors unlocked. And they, like, stole her, like, purse and, like, a bunch of stuff from inside of her car. And it just made me more scared to be like, wow, like, there was somebody with, like, ill intent, like, you know, less than a couple, you know, less than 100 yards away from where I was sitting in my bed. Like, that just, 
Oh, I, I psych myself out way too much sometimes, but I, I know I'm cool now. I mean, I just yeah, turn my I mean, alarm on and if, it's I don't know. it's real though, because I mean, my brother's had his car break uh, broken into like three or four times in the past like three years that we've lived in Alabama. It's not great, and it's always the time where he leaves the door unlocked, so people aren't smashing windows. But people will go around checking cars, basically, like. Oh yeah, they'll pull handles. That's yeah. probably just what happened. Yeah. I mean, s- supposedly the girl that had ha- happened to, she filed a report and they actually got back to her and said that they caught the people that were doing it, which is crazy, Damn, but yeah. Yeah, they just were going around pulling handles, seeing whose shit was unlocked, but yeah, I'm crazy. glad I park in the garage. Yeah, I'm keeping my stuff in there. Okay. Uh I know this was already kind of covered, but big shout out to Randy. He asks, "Ask him what it's like living in Oklahoma." Doesn't he live in Oklahoma? Yeah, it's funny because yeah, as as soon as you posted that, I think Randy saw that I lived in Oklahoma and he uh, he dropped the follow on Twitter, so I was stoked on that. Hell yeah, Randy's uh, a good dude. I just gotta say, if you don't know him, he's yeah, he's a solid super dude, super cool. Yeah, no, I've been. I think he was probably one of the first people I followed just because I knew he was from Oklahoma and he's doing it kind of big, like yeah. all the stuff that he would do in Buffalo Wild Wings. Like I guarantee you, I've been to like one or two of those, like for sure, because. I grew up in Tulsa, which is where he lives. I mean, I grew mm. up in a town outside of Tulsa, but I've been all around Tulsa. And just the fact that, like, there is maybe a slight chance that I've probably bumped into him in public and just didn't know because, yeah. you know, at the time he might not have been a creator and I wasn't in on, like, you know, RuneScape stuff. But, uh, I mean, outside of, like, how flat it is, it, it is a good state. Like, I, where I live in Oklahoma, I love it. I have all, like, food around me. I have... You know, I'm not far away from Oklahoma City where, like, everything goes down. And I'm right between, like, both college towns. You know, Oklahoma City is kind of, like, wedged between Stillwater, which is where Oklahoma State is, and uh, Norman, which is where Oklahoma University is. And uh, so, like, I'm in a good spot, especially for when all my friends were still in college. Like, I could always – they're only, like, 30, 40 minutes away, and I'm totally okay with driving that. But – uh, besides the flatness, it is good. It's cheap to live here. I literally pay like 1100 a month for a two-bed, two-bath, two-car garage uh, house, pretty much. Yeah, that's nice. And that's the yeah, total like, price? You can't... Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, nice. before bills, of course. But that's yeah, like, like yeah. that's... Yeah, like, it's it's such a good price for living. And I'm still around my family. I'm not super close to them because they're still in, like, Tulsa area. But I- I'm happy with where I'm at for now. Like, it just made sense to come back here... To like, I literally moved here to go back to work at the dealership that I went to, and then it kind of fell out, and now I just live here to be here. But yeah, I initially didn't want to move back to Oklahoma after I was done with school in Arizona. I definitely wanted to stay west. Like, ideally, I wanted to either be in Arizona or California, but it just it just made more sense in my life to come back to being sort of close to mommy and daddy, just because they would take care of me if something happened, and yeah. you know, I, I doesn't really happen, but. You know, in the case that it does, they're close and they can help me out. So, yep. Okay. Uh, so I had to preface this by saying, yeah, the announcement tweet was kind of harsh on my end, so I do apologize. But Father Eric asks, please, or he says, please explain in full detail how you die to a level <laughs> two woman. Yeah, we haven't really discussed a lot of the hardcore deaths and my little hardcore arc, but, uh, Basically, so the night that I died pickpocketing a level two woman, I had an account that I want to say it was the one that I killed by being so stupid. Uh, basically, I thought the the altar for the Enter the Abyss quest, I thought when he said go to the 
the chaos altar. I thought he meant the one in the wilderness of the quest. <laughs> like, and one of my viewers in the chat was like, yeah, it's the one in like level 30 wildy. Like, just take your hardcore out there. You know, it's fine. Oh, uh, my God. So I went out to that altar instead of the one that's in Varrock, you know, like yeah. East Varrock or Southeast. The actual room crafting or... altar. Like the... Yeah, or, yeah. Or, the oh, one oh, that oh you're talking sense. about the one like actually in Varrock, like the town. Like, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like the when you're doing inter... Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, like the, the oh, altar God. altar that you pray at. And so I went out there and I died to all the chaos druids or whatever. And then I remade that night because the account was probably only like 10 hours deep. I was like, whatever, dude. You know, we were just doing Enter the Abyss. It's not that deep. I went there. It was getting late. This was still when I had like worked like eight to 10 hours a day. It was just getting late. And so I, I decided to remake. And then I was like, I was probably only like two or three hours in on the account, you know, like I probably only done like a couple quests. I decided I was going to go pickpocket a woman to get like level 10 thieving, you know, so you can go thieve cakes, you know, the usual starter <laughs> hardcore slash Iron Man agenda. And uh, I guess I was just so tired. I was just sitting there bumbling on like to a dead chat uh, <laughs> asking them about like how their day was when I probably had like four viewers and uh, yeah, I just got sat down. It was... It's a very sad scene, but you know, went and yeah. remade again, and then remade again, and kept doing it. it. That clip looked so fake until you see your reaction, and you're like, "There's no way you could fake that. Like, there's there's no way you could actually fake like being nah. that like devastated." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "No way, dude!" I was like, I literally ended the stream there. I was like, "Well, guys, I'm gonna remake off stream, and I'll oh, see you guys tomorrow." God. It was and, such like, a sad way. This game is like the worst game to ever have one life in it's runescape the game that takes the most hours to ever do anything and now you yeah, got this 100%. mode where you just have to keep restarting and that's like at least for a year i mean as soon as hardcore was released i don't know if you were watching old school runescape twitch in like 2016 2017 oh my god dude it was just that was the, the new way yeah you had to be a hardcore like hardcore was the fucking shit and if you weren't a hardcore, you're like, what are you doing, dude? Like, if you're a normal Iron Man, what, are you, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Boring. So yeah. boring. Who would do that? And and normal I mean, normal Iron Man. I, you know, I'm not blaming anybody for it because it's like it's a fucking video game at the end of it. It doesn't really matter. But I mean, the top streamers were just pumping it out. Like, just Bodie would always talk about who the best hardcores are, and so everyone's watching Bodie. Like, yeah, hardcore is cool because. You know, there's people that are really good at it. And then you got, like, Foe continually remaking Alfie, always doing it. It's like you got the giants of the category just obsessed with hardcore and just breathe it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, And then just you see yeah. the mental deterioration when people end up losing their hardcores and having to remake and just go through this horrible depression. But they keep just going back into this vicious cycle. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Can we move yeah, past it's, this it's already? Yeah, I agree. I think it I mean honestly like uh, the the point of where it is in the game now, it's definitely not as big of a deal, but I do think playing a hardcore is not like it's just not the way anymore. I mean, it's it's fun and I definitely like personally like whenever I finally get to a point on my account where I feel like I'm somewhat good enough at the game to have mm -hmm. a hardcore that you know is worthy of note, I will probably remake just for fun, but it's we're a long ways away from that now but yeah i don't know what i was thinking back then like i 
like literally barely had a fire cape. Like why, what was I thinking? Like, Oh yeah, I'll just be a hardcore. But I mean, I will say it did pull in people. Like they did yep. Yep. enjoy watching it. Even if I was completely terrible, maybe that was part of the reason why they watched. Like, I feel like majority of people that watch hardcore, they just want to see you die anyways. Yep. Like they don't, they don't care how good you are at the game. They just want to see you die and your reaction. And so they can clip it and go tell someone that look at this dumb idiot that just died to, whatever situation it is whether it's a level two woman or galvic and ds2 yeah now it's i don't feel like there's you just have to have experienced all pieces of content before you start a hardcore but even then new content comes out all the time and i mean for example raids 3 if you had a decked out hardcore right now you're still going into raids 3 blind so you have to either play it as a main or like first and get your bearings and then start in it it's just i don't know and I, I will say this, and I used to say this all the time. Now, hardcore has kind of died down, luckily, in my opinion. Um, but for the whole time watching hardcores, it was like, whenever you watch a hardcore at God Wars, they bring a fuck ton of anglers. They don't flick. It's just eat up anglers to 120 HP every time. Keep things safe. If you have a little one-second lag spike, tell you out. Like, you got to follow procedure. Don't do anything crazy. Don't ticky. Don't any so you're basically losing all of the actual development to gain those skills. Like, because yeah. you're so fucking scared of dying. So you never actually even get good at the game. You just, you just go the safe way and get the items and go the slow way. It's like, damn, this is boring. Mm. But it's just it because really, you have a red really helm. It really is. Yeah. yeah. The red helm somehow makes it somewhat it's, entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like, I literally, I do think, like, you really, you kind of shaft yourself on, like, the fun part of the game where you, yeah. like, learn mechanics and you risk dying because you don't care, yep. like, when you're not a hardcore. And it just makes it so much more fun. And it's content when you die, even if you're not a hardcore. Yep. Like, people think it's hilarious when you die. So you're losing out on a lot of stuff. But I just, yeah, as a player who's inexperienced, hardcore is not not the move. When you're, you know, pugging level of gaming or, you know, Bodie or whoever, Foe, Roydy, all those, all those people, it makes sense because they're at a point where the game is maybe a little stale and they're so good at the game that the only thing to spice it up is to have one life exactly. and it, it is good content but it's definitely a dying meta yeah and i'm not saying like yeah you know don't make a hardcore but if it's going to just like make you sad i just remember seeing Bodie just so burnt out after dying and a lot of it was just never even his fault and i'm like dude why do you keep doing it like christ like mm -hmm. just, you could be enjoying something and i'm, I'm really glad where he's at now just collect yeah I'm, i love yes i'm so i'm so glad he's doing what he's doing now because yeah. it just yeah it would suck to see him almost every time die to a dc or whatever stupid you know like not even his fault thing yeah. And then he would take like a week to like a month off just because he's so burnt and like just doing that those grinds over and over. Like I I really do respect his his approach to it because he was very headstrong on sending it and just you know figuring out what you know where his limits are, which is so cool to see someone that good find their limits and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mick Homie asks, what are some good examples of Twitch culture? And then he also asks, one thing, or one thing as a streamer, you, wait, one thing as a streamer you know now that you wish you could have figured out earlier in your streaming career. Okay. Uh, 
Wait, did you did you read the Who is Elijah Yo? I did not. Did I just completely miss that? I I read Mick Homie and then I just like the I, good I examples. Thought it was part of uh, his name. Who is Elijah Yo? That's yeah. his first thing. Yeah. So uh, I'll, yeah, I kind of want to. Elijah Yo was my like alias when I streamed Wizard One Hundred One, and I mainly used it on YouTube before I found out about streaming, and then. It eventually bled into like streaming and then like I slowly just stopped caring about YouTube because streaming is just so much more fun. And it's uh, in reality, it's it's less effort. It is a lot of effort still, like don't get it twisted, but like streaming was just so fun and it just didn't require me sitting at a computer editing a video. But uh, Elijah was the name of my, Elijah was the name of my character in Wizard 101. And I liked the name Elijah just because it was a name in the Bible. And I used to have a pretty strong like, religious presence in my life which it's kind of disappeared now but it's never going to be fully gone it's nothing yeah. wrong with that but uh yeah so elagio is just the name i went by you could probably you can still find the twitch to this day and the youtube channel and all the cringe clips highlights whatever is <laughs> on those channels i'm just not going to get rid of them for the sake of you know whoever finds it they get a little treat at seeing me when i was in like high school so <laughs> It's all it's all there and it'll be there for the rest of time, even the weird cringe shit. Hopefully nothing that's gonna get me cancelled, but just yeah, the just the yo. There. Just the yo part. Just, I know it's weird that the yo 90s, transferred over. It's, it's such a like a nineties thing, I think. And I know, you know, you're just barely in the nineties, but like just the yo just after things. Yeah. But I, I I just I I I was trying to find a way to make the name Elijah be clean and not put like an X or yeah. like a Z in it or whatever. Or I have to put like a still multiple like... underscores or some weird shit. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Elijah Yo. And it sounded good. And honestly, I uh I had on like I was I would say I was probably like top five of the category as long as it wasn't like a YouTuber streaming with like three hundred viewers, but top of the category would be like fifty viewers roughly. It wasn't like it was crazy. It's still the same way in that category to this day. I used to, like, as a kid, you know what? You just brought up some really nostalgic memories to my head of just what my RuneScape names used to be back in 2004. And uh, my one of my usernames I used was Billy Christmas. <laughs> Billy Christmas with one L and it was like K R I S M A S or something. It just like barely fit the twelve letters. And it was Billy now Christmas. That's nineties. And it, I don't even remember exactly how that came to be, but for some reason that was like my fucking name was Billy Christmas. And um and I'd always like I think part of it was because I just loved the Santa hat. I think I think part of it, which is like the Santa hat was like the coolest item in the game, and I really wanted one. And the holiday items had just come out in like 2005 or 2006 with the like scarves and the little hats and stuff you get to wear. And I was just like, yeah, I'm a fucking G, Billy Christmas. And then uh, I always really loved the names like Jack and... Uh, what was the other name i really liked have you ever watched uh mystery men by the way i just gotta ask no it's, it's it sounds familiar but i don't Dude, think mystery i've ever seen men it is the funniest movie of all time but uh it's just uh i'm not even gonna go into it well i will just because it's funny <laughs> yeah. but basically um uh ben stiller is like the main character in it and he's just like trying to impress this girl with like his name and she's like hey what's your real name because he always like went over his like superhero name and then she like asks like hey what's your real name and he's still like trying to impress her and he's like dirk 
dark phoenix or something like some like weird like dark anime names almost just he's just going through a list of them and he's like well i changed my name to like dark di or dark or whatever just going around and that was kind of uh i think where i got the idea of just like coming out with some cool names like random yeah like jack phoenix or some like just some weird shit like you know childhood names you'd love to have i, I like it though dude you could still go by billy billy christmas bro yeah, probably. I'd call you Billy anytime. That'd be sick. <laughs> Billy Christmas. That'd be an amazing. Yeah, yeah, dude. I that would I would rock with it. But this yeah. the Seder, the Sebe is too good. Yeah, I like say. I re. You know what? I gotta say, I love Sebe. It just rolls off the tongue easily. It's not too long. Sebe Bay was too long. The Y's were confusing. But like, just just regardless of the spelling, the Sebe is just easy so good yeah i told my dad i was going on the sebe cast and he's like sebe and i was like yeah you, you s-a-e-b-a-e he's like yeah yeah he was just he was questioning the name for a second i was like is it not a good name but it was just funny it's it's weird when you step out of your internet circle oh, and yeah. talk to people like your parents about yeah, my dad stuff. Was, my dad was like when i first made the podcast i was like it's called the sebe cast he's like what like yeah, it's my podcast. Name. <laughs> He's like, "Where's that come from?" And I'm like, "Don't like ask." I, Long story. I, I don't know. It just is what it is. Yeah, rolled off the tongue. But that's the thing. Uh, I mean, I I think I've mentioned this in other podcasts, but it's like, wh where did I come out with the name for Save Cast? And it's literally just plaster your name on something. It's just unforgettable, basically. As as uh, arrogant as it may appear, just plastering your name over something just. It and it works. works. It, it really, works. it really works amazingly. Yeah. Okay. His other question is: What are some good examples of great Twitch culture? Uh, I mean, you kind of pointed out like when I compare myself to the the greats. Uh, yeah. I mean, good Twitch culture. It doesn't even have to like relate to emote usage. It's, I mean, a lot of it I feel like falls into emote usage. Like, just people in Bodhi's chat. Like, whenever he you know says something about like people being locked in a stream forever because they subscribed everybody types like a Bodhi delete immediately like they just they just know it like it's just a cue like and it th those are real people like sitting there like oh i know how to type this emote i'm gonna type it like it's just weird to me but yeah like Bodhi's chat it's will's chat's really good with the emotes uh except sometimes his chat's really cringe just because people that are like new to the stream try to be like yeah. ironically funny and it's just not I funny like but a lot of young people in his stream like yeah, and they try to type like just weird, funny jokes that aren't funny <laughs> because Will kind of just because Will has those really shitty tweets or good tweets, sometimes good tweets. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just those streams, even Mick's stream, like Mix, his stream is a, a great example of like a good culture. Like yeah. they all know the inside jokes. They Same all know like yeah same with whale like his he literally will sit there in silence for 10 minutes and his whole chat's typing whoop chicken nugget get it you know like that type of yep. like they just know whatever it is or he says one thing and they all know what to type like it's just it's it's i'm just extremely jealous uh and not in like a negative manner it's i'm like just jealous envious, that they've got yeah. yeah envious i'm just envious they've gotten to the point in their career where they can just kind of not coast but they can kind of just their chat's just so smart that like yeah they're forever gonna have IQ. that they'll yeah they'll never lose the iq of their chat which is amazing and i, I hope they treasure it as much as like i would if i had it <laughs> not that i'm saying i'm don't I, I do it's just on a smaller scale right now just probably because of size you know yeah and a lot of it just has to come down to time and i know like some examples are like 
I don't know. I don't feel like Whale's been streaming so long, but it almost feels as though he's been streaming for just a decade because of how, like, just such a tight-knit cult almost of, like, Whale's following. You go in there, it's just a completely different vibe compared to any other stream. Yeah. Uh, but, it's, yeah, It's cool the, that they have that. It takes years, though, to just build stuff just slowly. Yeah, you gotta those those type of chatters you you build up over time. Like you have like you know, I I've, we've talked about it before, but like Twitch definitely has seasons, and sometimes you lose people, and then some will stay through the seasons, and they kind of just slowly pile and up throughout your streaming career. I gotta say, some of like that culture, I feel like spawns from just totally funny, amazing moments in your stream where somebody in your stream that's a big fan of yours makes an emote that's just hilarious and then you upload it and then everyone spams it because it just reminds you of that good fucking time i mean look at bodie 73 i mean that's just like that'll never yeah. disappear ever again because it just happened real and vv cool is just everywhere and so you got these things where like your fans make things and they're just good yeah. and then you and that just have has to happen organically you can't force it for the most no. part so yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that that's a good way to put it. A lot of it just comes from those experiences. Whether it's you adding an emote like on you know BTTV, Frankenface Z or whatever, and then everybody's using it, or it's you know yeah someone makes something for you to upload as a sub emote even, and then everybody's like, there's just so many moments where yeah, it just over time it kind of it kind of just correlates and everybody meshes and it, it just yeah it reminds you of that stuff. Yeah. All right, Mick's last question was just something that you would have liked to have known in your in your earlier streaming career that you know now. Um, I honestly like looking back. I wish I wouldn't like. I just stop looking at the numbers. Like definitely, I could just, if I could just tell myself to like move past like keeping the view count on when I was very early into streaming because I would sit there. And I'd watch it go up and down. And, like, it, you have no, like, you, I mean, you have control over it a little bit. Barely. But not enough to, yeah, like, it's very, very minuscule how much of an effect you have on your statistics when it comes down to it. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're trying hard and you're in a good mood and you're upbeat, that's all you need to do. Like, you, if, if it goes down and you're being that way and you're staring at the view count, it's going to kill it. So if yeah. I could tell myself to turn all that off and quit looking at my monthly analytics it would have helped a lot but you know i'm kind of at that point now where i very very rarely look at the view count like i i have it turned off and sometimes like if i'm near the end of my stream i'll hover it to be like all right cool we're like we're gonna send a hefty raid to someone and make their day better like that's usually the most frequent i'll check and it's just near the end or if i'm like if i'm having a bad day and i feel like i'm having a bad stream i'm gonna hover it and it's gonna reaffirm me that i'm having a bad stream yeah. and then i'm probably gonna end pretty quickly after because i'm like well we're having a terrible stream i'm gonna end it but yeah no yeah, usually i just it's weird I, I i've always been somebody that's had my viewer count up ever since day one of streaming basically till now well mainly because i just have my streamer dashboard open so it's like I don't really mind seeing it. And I'm not chasing this arbitrary number of 75 over and over, you know, every single time. Oh, day. that's, yeah, dude, that, I'm so glad I'm past that. That is the, that is the most mentally wrecking, like, literally, like, I'm, so, yeah, I'm very thankful I finally got the partner out of the way, because 
just even like I'm okay with being below 75 now. I don't care. Like yeah. as long as chat's having a good time and I'm having a good time, I am totally fine with being at 60 or even less. I don't care. Yep. Got the check mark out of the way, but and it happens because yeah. like just there's just some evenings where everybody's live or somebody's doing something crazy. Like multiple people are doing 24 hour streams. Then you go live, you don't know, but like people are elsewhere. And it's not like they're like, yeah. oh, we don't like this guy anymore. It's like just fucking watching something else tonight. What's the f- it's not, it's yeah, not literally, like there's deep. nothing. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that and if was I, also tough for me as well. Yeah, just I, I sometimes I feel like when I used to stream back in the day, I would check who was live, which I'm glad I don't do that now. But I used to be like, oh, so and so's live. That's great. I'm losing viewers. Like, yep. I don't do that anymore. I, do I don't check too. who's live. I don't, yeah, I don't chat in anybody's stream when I'm live. I don't look at that because if I see someone else is popping and I'm not, then I'm going to get in my head about it. And it's just not, yep. it's not a good thing at all. But yeah, other than that, I honestly, I wish I could tell myself to be more myself back then. Cause I feel like when I first started streaming, I was trying to go for like the pretend to be like Bodhi or it's will, which some of that still kind of bleeds into my stream now, but not as bad. Like, I just feel like I took a lot of mannerisms from them and sometimes it still happens, but it's usually in like good taste, not like me just trying to pretend that I'm someone else. Yeah. And that, I feel like I've always, okay. Because whoever I watch a lot, I end up imitating. It's just human nature. How the hell are you the way you are? You just think that you are just always the way you are. It's like, no, it's because of your environment. That's just how humans work. You just associate around things. You start talking the way people do. Just the way yeah. human nature works. So, but yeah, I do. There is a line where it's just like, you're just what? What did they just do right there? Let me do that. Like, let me like copy that. But sometimes it's just organic. You just start doing things that other people do, and there's nothing wrong. Oh with yeah. That. And then the cringe yeah. thing is when cringe lords come into your stream and like call you out on it of like this little thing that you did that somebody else did, and you're like, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? Like, I'm. Yeah, like I literally look up to that person. I just am literally imitation is flattery or whatever. Like you're not doing it because you think it's going to work or it's going to get you any clout from it. You're just around that environment and you think it's cool to like, I don't know. Because I used to pick up, I mean, I've said this, again, I I know I say this all the time, but like I've said this in previous podcasts of like fat clouds, for example, uh, just basically i mean i would camp fat cloud stream all the time and so he would come up with these gimmicks and just super just original gimmicks like one of the things he started saying was (laughs) he would basically like do a compliment but also an insult at the same time basically like insult and then say you know what but nowadays you're all right in my books you know he would say that you're all right in my (laughs) books and i just thought that was the funniest fucking thing i'd ever heard because like like it's such a boomer phrase you know kind of but then he started using it and so then i just started using it because it was just so fucking funny and then somebody called me out on it one day like wow you're really trying to act like fat clouds i'm like dude he says this and it's fucking funny like Okay, yeah, now, now, funny, yeah. now I have to resist saying this because he said this. Like, I'm not going to fucking live my life just like, oh, he said this. Now that, that's off limits now. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that just doesn't – no, that yeah. doesn't add up. Yeah, it, it's it's okay when you do stuff like that. Yeah, like I I definitely have picked up mannerisms from yours, Fatty C stream sometimes. Same with Prison Joe, yep, Tasty. Yep, like, everybody. You just watch those people. Yeah, it. like you sit in their stream enough. 
you're going to want to talk like them or, you know, crack a joke like they do just because it works for yeah. like them because it's funny. So I, I, I get that. I just like, There's nothing too deep about it. I mean, yeah, there is obviously a line where you're just every single thing you do is just this guy. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, when it's when it's just a little bit, it's nothing. Yeah. It's whatever. Anyway, okay. Uh, there was a topic. Oh, okay. I wanted to see this. So, Greg asks, with the current Inferno grind you're on, where would you rank it on difficulty versus the other grinds you've gone through as an Iron Man? Uh, he keeps adding commas and periods to things that aren't supposed to be there. So I'm getting confused. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you've gone through as an Iron Man, skillful slash mental. Is there and is there a grind you're looking forward to after it? So I guess like difficulty of Inferno and yeah, how has Inferno been? Because a lot of time Inferno eats people up. They get really like down that they're not getting it. Yeah, uh, I mean I would say the I think the start of my Inferno grind was really really fun, and then there was like probably like two or three weeks because like I want to say like week two. Like, I was probably only six or seven days in. I made it to triple jads, and I was like, wow, I literally made it to triple jads in, like, a week or, you know, a week of daytime, not, like, how many days has actually passed. But um, I just, I got there, and then I kind of had, like, a couple weeks where I was just kind of sitting and, like, I was getting kind of messed over on, like, 31 all the time. You know, all the double blob waves were just yep. eating me, and I was just not having a good time. I felt boring. I was mad. I think for the first time ever, I genuinely had like a meltdown, slammed my desk, and ended the stream uh, <laughs> because of that. I was like three hours into a stream. It's probably the first time I've ever ended at like three hours because I was just so mad. I was like, I'm not doing this today. Um, so at first, it definitely was fun. Then it got really bad. And now I think I'm at a point where it's becoming enjoyable because I'm starting to appreciate the waves for what they are and kind of like doing my best to skillfully play them and solve them. Whereas like, I feel like at first I was kind of just yeeting into the waves and just kind of hoping I would get through them. Now it's like, I'm really trying, but I do think that having that early triples was not good for me because I've sat here and like compared myself to that PB for the longest time where I was like, well, I made it to triples once. Why can't I get back there? But in reality, I was just spooned a bunch of waves and got lucky. So, uh, but yeah, it's fun now. I like it. I'm excited. I'm totally okay with milking it until I get the cape because it is literally peak content. It First is. cape content is like yep. some of the best content on Twitch. Like I love watching people get their capes and I love being a part of that journey and seeing them get better. And I know people feel the same about that with me. So, but ranking it, uh, I feel like it's kind of up there between like, so I've learned like CG and chambers, like solo chambers and I feel like those are probably the one of the, some of the hardest things that I've learned. Like solo at least progression-wise, for me to learn. That yeah, solo, solo chambers was rough. I would probably put it between uh, solo chambers being the worst to learn so far, followed by the inferno, then probably followed by like corrupted gauntlet. If that kind of gives you an idea of like yeah. the skill that I feel like it is, because they all teach you different things. And I already feel like the Inferno, even though I don't have a cape has taught me so much, yeah. uh, just about like cycle, like the four tick cycle. Like it feels better to be at Ulm now because Ulm's on a four tick cycle, which is the same as all the monsters in the Inferno. You kind of know when to pray and yep. all that type of stuff. So I would put it around there. Um, it's such a, a good I... feeling completing your first cape. You just have such a boost of confidence. You're like, let's fucking oh, go. I'm... I can learn anything now. Dude, I'm... 
That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to let anybody talk down to me after I get a cape. I mean, I shouldn't let anyone talk down to me already, but... And the cape is so it, badass compared to a fire it, cape. Dude, it's so oh, it literally looks... Like, I literally don't even care about the stats at this point. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I just want the cape. Like, I just want to look cool. <laughs> I, want, I want people to tell me I bought my cape, and then I can be like, yeah. I'd be like, go look at my like last two months of me streaming my Inferno journey. <laughs> Surely I bought it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Wait, who's poultry in game? Is that a cold one? Or no, that's not. Uh, that's not cold. Is it? I don't. Wait, is he? No, I don't, I don't no, know. No, that's not. That's not who. He is tree something. There's a guy named Poultry that's with me right now. He dressed up as a pirate with an infernal cape, and I just I right clicked his name as Poultry. Poultry, I like it. I don't know all the tree names. I don't. I don't know. Maybe a secret exact account. He's lying about being done. I can't remember. Tree just became a big uh, thing, I guess. People named it. Yeah, it did. I don't tree. like it. It's all spawned from yeah. Cold One mainly. Yeah, and uh, and then I think, who was it that, was it you guys that had a Cold One on your, on Base After Dark? Or wait, who had, where was, where was a Cold One on? He was just on a podcast and he talked about where that came from. But uh, oh, I don't think story, we've had I'm not, not going to go into it, but uh, <laughs> there is a story behind it. <laughs> oh okay yeah. interesting but uh i, I could tell you after if you're yeah yeah i'm down yeah. uh a grind i'm looking forward to after the inferno honestly dude i'm just excited to just go do whatever i want like i feel like i have so many best in slots now at just missing the cape like i just got hydra leather i have uh you know primordials now like i just have so much i got a lance like just the the infernal cape to accompany all of that new gear that i have um it's gonna be bomb. honestly i look forward yeah i look forward to getting back into solo cox a ton uh but then again like i know raids 3 is gonna come out and so i just feel like that content is just gonna be not good for like a month probably or maybe like a week or two so uh i mean outside of starting raids 3 and getting into that hopefully i have my cape by then uh definitely getting back to chambers eventually learning Fasani's and then uh of course the theater of blood like i'm so very excited for the theater of blood i've i've sent a few kc i've gotten a vernick i do a a couple you know after every base after dark usually with uh the boys but yeah <laughs> i thought I, you guys I'm were ready to, like, sit down. trolling that that night no dude <laughs> yeah that's literally like, the fuck it's like 4 a.m like i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> yeah we're gonna <laughs> yeah, do we, some tops we... like Jesus. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're gonna send a couple tob. You know, it's just four or five in the morning, no big deal. But yeah, we after those casts, we stay up till like six, seven in the morning. Sometimes even later. It's I do not care for that sleeping schedule. I genuinely like being up when the sun comes out, but I never am. But hopefully, I, I think I'm gonna work towards having a little bit earlier stream schedule, so then I overlap with less people that I share, you know, interest mm -hmm. in, uh, and I can end at like midnight and then you know go to bed at like one or two and wake up at like you know noon at the latest it'd be perfect it'd be perfect so i think that's the, the plan i actually want to ask you this isn't a topic uh on the thread of course but uh i want to ask you about based after dark because you've been on the i think the majority of the episodes that have come out if i'm not mm -hmm. mistaken and uh yeah how is that podcast environment because i've listened to over half of the episodes and like over half of my fully finished which is really nice it's the base after dark podcast is great because first of That's all so i relate cool. to it so well because i know you guys like really well already yeah and so it's just like hearing friends talking shit and it's just nice but uh yeah how is that and do you oh, see first... like 
Oh, well, here, I'll just ask a couple more questions along that and I'll let you just go. But uh, do you see that being a thing that you're involved with long term? And um, also, have you had any ideas of like maybe, and again, this is just coming out of nowhere, like branching off. And did, have you enjoyed the podcasting element? Maybe you would be interested in like doing your own sort of thing like that. But uh. Yeah. I mean, eh, for me, I don't think I could ever do it myself, but I do uh, I do hope and I would love to continue to be a part of it. I, I definitely think the podcasting, the environment of it is so fun, like especially with the chemistry that I have with all the people that are on the base after dark. Like yeah. it's just it's so fun. Like I know they meme they joke me all the time for being like P three Ohm or whatever because I'm <laughs> days and I'm not. I mean, I feel like I offer a good bit most of the time, but. Sometimes I do sit there in silence because I just like to listen. And sometimes we all get talking. We all start talking over each other. Yep. It is a lot of people in yeah. an environment for us I'm to I'm surprised how well it works out with fucking – we had seven people in my episode. That was fucking nuts. And it yeah. worked out. We were You guys were all so goddamn polite. It was crazy. Yeah. We do our best. It, it definitely can get to be a bit much because there are times where it's like three people talking at once. And it's like, whoa. But, I mean, that's going to happen when you have that many people and everybody gets their turn. But I – I definitely do want to be a part of it in the long term and I I love where it's going so far. It's it's offered such a good like outlet for us and also it's brought in a ton of new people that like some of them don't even play RuneScape. They just stumbled upon it somehow and they're like, Hey, I saw you on the after dark. I I appreciate you doing it and they'll drop a follow. Sometimes subscribe and it's just like it's just crazy. Like yeah. it, when we started it, uh, I mean I wasn't I feel like I wasn't a part of the brainstorming of it, but I ended up kind of becoming like a pretty average uh, member of it. And I really, I did not see it ever actually driving a ton of traction. Like we didn't really start it with the intent to drive traction. We kind of just started it because we thought it would be fun because we always are in a discord late at night. Not, not me as much anymore. I kind of just been a loner lately, but before the cast, we would always be, and calls just shooting the shit talking to each other and they're like you know why don't we just make a podcast out of this like i'm sure people would love it so i'm very very happy with it and i appreciate you saying all the nice stuff you have because that just means a ton yeah no it's a it's a really great vibe every time i listen and again i'm very biased on that but i i don't see why anyone would disagree but yeah knowing you guys like personally is it's a cool definitely adds it. it yeah yeah, I think I think that's kind of another like good way to bring people a little more together with us cuz when you listen to that it feels like you're sitting in the call. Like every yeah. time I've listened to one that I'm not on, I literally feel like I'm sitting in a Discord call with my friends. Like yeah. it's it's just crazy. So, I think it brings a little bit more of that uh I don't know. I don't want to say parasocial relationship together, but it kind of does. So, yeah, it's, it's good though. It's good. Yeah, I mean, that's what the internet's for. We want parasocial yeah. relationships. Let's be honest with each honestly, other. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like we're like saying like, "Oh, parasocial so bad." That yeah, we keep fucking craving it for some goddamn reason. Literally, like literally I have so many streamers that I just watch parasocially, like even XQC, like as stupid as it is, because he's the biggest streamer ever, I still feel like I'm a friend of XQC just because I watch him. Yep. And that's like why his viewer base is so large, because everybody there, whether they want to admit it or not, they are definitely having a parasocial relationship with XQC. They keep up with his life. I mean, it's it's just the way the internet works at this yeah. point. It's it's unhealthy, but it, it's literally just how it works. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I was just, I'm, I'm very happy to see, and I know uh, Mick Homie's 
and Lopsy have come out with their podcast, uh, Real Homie Hours, I believe is what it's called. That's been great. I've also uh, been catching that. That's where a cold one was on. They were on. Oh. He was on their podcast, and I was listening to that. And uh, I also got to know a little bit more about Thanks Derm, who, like, there's just a lot of streamers that I never end up getting to watch. First of all, I'll just say I follow hundreds of streamers now. So initially, when I follow a new streamer, I could actually go in and interact and have a good time. Nowadays, I'm stretched so goddamn thin that, like, I have. I look way too deep into it. I feel bad when I don't pop into streams because it's just hundreds of people that I would love to just go in and have a conversation with. But I'm like, I'm kind of busy. I want to do my own thing now. And now I'm not just sitting all day on RuneScape. I go outside here and there. And like, I just yeah. don't have the time to do it. But listening to those podcasts and getting to know people has really been beneficial for me. So Yeah, I, I definitely respect your uh, your the way your uh, work. I'm trying to think of it. The way you put everything together, like the amount of time you spend streaming, the amount of time you spend making these casts, the amount of time you spend even making other content for YouTube and still streaming, like uh, your work, work, eff- work, effort, ethic, ethic, yeah, is just insanely like <laughs> uh, I need to be better about that because I should be making you YouTube content. Because I do not see it that way. You at feel all. lazy? Do you I feel, feel like lazy? the laziest person ever. But. I mean, I know I put work into things, but I always know I can do more, and uh, and I don't sometimes. And I'm like, why don't I do more? And then I'm like, I mean, that that's that's just the drive you have, though. It's good that you have that because if you didn't think that, then you would you would slowly fall off. You would you wouldn't be taking care of what needs to be taken care of. So, it's 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 good that you ask yourself what like what could I be doing more of? Because that's the mindset you need to be successful. At least I feel like. I mean, and uh, like I I think you do have a YouTube, right? And I, and you've posted uh, OSRS content on it. Am I correct, or am I just? Yeah, uh, I mean, I initially started posting hardcore videos because after like a bunch of my hardcore deaths, I was like, I right, this one's the one. Like, I'm gonna make this one go as far as I possibly can. And then I got smited by Darok. And yeah, so Dude. that I didn't even like finish that episode, or I didn't even post anything about it. But I do. I even think. Just to get my foot like feet wet, I should just post like everybody. All my YouTube friends are like, "Don't do it. Don't make Iron Man videos. Don't talk about your account." But you know, just just to do something. Like I Dude, feel like I need to be doing something. I first of all, I'll just say I admire that you actually enjoy the game and you actually care about the game. And and you know, people might think that's cringe to be like, "Oh, you care about the game. Like, stop giving a fuck and stuff." But like, yeah, there's a limit. Like, don't fucking make the whole your whole life about the game but like people there are a lot of players out there that actually do want old school runescape content they don't want your fucking life story about shit um i mean look at the top youtubers look at torvesta he pulls out a video it is all runescape related there's nothing about his goddamn life in it there's nothing unrelated to runescape at all besides the sponsorship segment and he fucking kills he gets half a million views on videos like you know what I'm talking about? Like, there is yeah. a want and a desire for RuneScape content where you're nerding out, you know, about RuneScape. That's all it's about. Um, yeah. And, dude, all I'm going to say is YouTube was the fucking best thing I ever decided to get into because, yeah, it starts off really slow and you build up. You come out with new ideas. You try new things. And the best part is, is if your stream is at least big enough where you can survive on your stream, then you're building up another little avenue of revenue. That's just slow burn. But 
then if you do have a bad month of streaming, which is literally just inevitable, it happens all the time where you just have a lower month, then you have like these other avenues where it's like, okay, well, now I have this like kind of base revenue yeah, like that I'm getting regardless. Guaranteed. Of. Yeah. And it's yeah. just way better because you're also not stressing out about YouTube because like the, the, the stream is just what fun. I stress out about. <laughs> the YouTube is just my projects yeah. that I just throw up. And uh, dude, I literally encourage all my guests that are content creators to get into YouTube. It's so good. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, literally, it can push so much traction. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I've watched you grow from, I think when I first started watching, you probably were just pushing like the hundreds, really. And then I've just watched it just keep go up and go up. And it's it's definitely a, a product of all the effort you put outside of your stream, probably more than just what you put into your stream, because the, the best way to grow is just by, you know, posting anywhere that isn't Twitch. Like, yeah. stop worrying about Twitch. Like, most people advise... Don't even stream five days a week. You could stream three or four and just have a really good YouTube, and that's yeah. gonna that'll still cut the corners. Like that'll still that'll still pay the bills. So yeah, just crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think I I just I don't have any good ideas to start off. Dude, of. I mean, whatever, I just, whatever you want, like just anything. You just fucking throw some shit together. Just do it. Just put stuff out there, and you'll realize what videos are popping off, and then you kind of build on that. Now, I'm the complete opposite of that. I do exactly what I want because I know what I want to do. And that is I don't want to edit anything. I just want to talk in my microphone for 20 minutes and then upload it. And I'm done. And, dude, I'm not going to lie. That is just really refreshing. It's kind of like the, the base after dark thing, like the outlet. You get to just talk about whatever the hell's on your mind and then you just post it as a ramble. And that's the qualification yeah. for it. The I know. I feel like you, yeah, you've, tr you've trademarked it so well. I literally, like, I'm jealous of the the rambles and having a the good part i mean not jealous envious uh dude you can do rambles I just... <laughs> i'm not kidding like, I, I, okay but you but yeah. i was gonna say you ramble about like important game stuff Barely. i'm gonna ramble about i don't know like what i, dude, <laughs> I don't, I dude, don't know dude there's so listen i am in that like elitist prick category that's like I, I i can't even relate to the average player you are at least a lot closer to the average player Okay, and, that's true. That's true. People do. There are so many people that have never experienced chambers or solo chambers or getting their first infernal cape. You're literally in the thick of it and making your rambles on like what your struggles are, what you've learned, things like that. You have little clips of like, hey, I learned this today. Like this helped me or like and I'm just throwing out random ideas. I don't know if these are good or not, but just just talk about shit. And the best thing would be to have like even clips of it, just silent clips where you're rambling and then you show examples of things that you're doing in the game and stuff like even progress videos people fucking love progress videos i know i'm telling you i literally all my friends are against <laughs> me doing it but i think it would be do the best it. way for me do I'm, it I'm, I'm i'm just gonna piss them off and just, just do it, do like, it. Right. You, you'll piss me off by not doing it so am i your friend too because <laughs> you'll piss me off if you don't do yes it. okay perfect that's all i need the the, the one versus the yeah. the few youtube friends that i have yeah i and mean even if it flops, like who cares? As you said, it's literally just a, a side project. Like if it gets no traction and it's dead, I people can make fun of me for it or whatever, <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, but I'm still booming on Twitch. I'm still having a good time streaming. Yes, still enjoying the game, etc. So, dude, my YouTube yeah. videos, some of them just totally flop. I upload videos that get like 800 views sometimes. I'm like, yeah, that was a fucking shit video, but like it doesn't matter. And then no, I'll yeah. have some really good videos, like having Bodie on the cast, the greatest thing ever. That was my top top view uh video the the videos that actually do the 
best are actually the ones I actually put effort into and our guides, by the way, guides pop off. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of making like a like a normie like like a four idiots or for dummies yes, type. But, yes. But you don't need to even insult your own content by saying four dummies. Like just literally like look at what Theoatrix did. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a great but Theoatrix <laughs> well, literally yeah. says like I'll, efficient I'll guide and he's never fucking done anything in his life just pulling shit from the wiki but like you, you just say this guide and you put your own spin on it and people will eventually like flock to it yeah and I mean the good thing about like help content is it is like the most discoverable because even if somebody else has a guide out your guide and the time that it comes out is the newest guide yep. so surely it has the best methods yep. you know the newest methods or whatever so uh, even just maybe dabbling in like, cause like I know I've explained it before, but I, on my hardcore at the time, I found a way like a few people have done it mainly like weird hardcores and like UIMs. Uh, you can train your prayer from uh, killing Elvarg in an instanced uh, nightmare zone practice. It's free. You can just go in, you kill him in like 10, 20 seconds. You grab the bones, you leave, you do it again. And it's right by the bank at Nightmare Zone, and you can stack bones that way. I really want to make a video about that because there's no good video on how to train yes. prayer off of Elvarg. But I, I think I'd have to make it not as informational and more of like, I broke training prayer for early hard or early Iron Men or something. Like yep. it'd have to be clickbaity. But I yep. do it. my friends have helped me with it. I, I've been sitting on this idea for so long. So I, I think it'll have that might be the first. If I just can sit down and write a script, you yep. know? Oh, and I know you're like just the first time I saw your stream, I already knew, okay, this is a man of quality. He's not just throwing together some shit. He actually cares about his audio and his visuals and his stream layout. And he's he's kind of like me where I, I have the same thing. Like I want things to look decent. I'm not like the most perfectionist that I know of, but like I do like things looking nice. And uh, yeah, you making a video and putting some effort into it, it would clearly show. There's some really yeah. shitty videos out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the good thing is like at least like my ceiling is still like the lowest low is still going to be somebody else's high just because of how much effort i'll put into it so i just got to put out a few flop videos and just get through that the hardest part is definitely starting when it comes to that type of situation it's, it's rough and your but youtube I, voice would... is gonna suck at first i look back at my old videos oh, I'm like, yeah. i sound so depressed and monotone and just like but even though I wasn't depressed, it's just that YouTube voice doesn't carry until years later. And then you start realizing if you listen to my ramble one versus ramble a hundred, it's like night and day. I'm like yelling at my Ooh. mic and ramble. 100. I might, yeah, I might have to, cause that, that does sound pretty good. It's, it's crazy. Just the, the energy that kind of picks up over, over some time, but that's just natural. Ignoble Solid asks in a year, do you still see yourself being a full-time OSRS streamer? Would you consider maining a different game or completely moving on from streaming? Any advice for aspiring streamers? Any advice for streamers who want to be partnered one day but are currently banned? Uh, for <laughs> real though, Nick, you're a legend. I'm hella glad that I've gotten to know you. Also, get an Infernal Cape soon. You're partnered already. Please stop milking. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Ignoble. Uh, I mean, in a year, do I still see myself being a full-time streamer? I hope. I mean, I really like. I've I said it a little bit before, but like ever since I was in like, like middle school, I've wanted to be a, uh, the person that I am today. And you couldn't have told me in middle school that I would even 
be a Twitch partner, like how badly I wanted it back in like 2014 when I was like 15, 16. The like, uh, it just blows my mind. The like the growth I've seen and the, the opportunities that I've been blessed to have. But I hope in a year I'm still a streamer. But um, would I consider maining a different game or completely moving on? Um. You know, I guess it just depends. Like, if RuneScape gets really stale, and I honestly can't foresee that happening in the next, you know, I don't know how long, but I'm I'm hoping I don't ever want to just move on from RuneScape because it's just it's just so fun. It's such a big part of my life right now, and it's a weird way to say I have a addiction. But I mean, it's just it's so fun, and the amount of time you can put into it and what you get back from it is exactly why i love the game because i just feel like it just it offers so much like reward like it just feels so good to even just get a level still like even you know two thousand total in it still feels good to get a level i still i just there's so much to learn and it'll never end so i hope i get to stay with old school but you know, if another game pops up and I start popping off in another category and that's the analytics look good in another area, then <laughs> maybe it is time to say goodbye to RuneScape, but I can't see that happening on Twitch at least, unless I, you know, YouTube were to go crazy and I outgrow like Tasty or something. I, that would yeah. just be insane, but yeah, that, that'd be the only way. Yeah, I always think of, like, if, if RuneScape were to seriously start dying down and actual streamers are leaving as well, like, big stream, like, Bodhi were to leave, and just like, all right, this game fucking sucks. Like, they did something irreversible to it, right, which I don't see happening. These are all just hypotheticals. This game has been thriving and growing for the past decade, but, like, I would probably go to, like, more IRL things, I think. I don't even think I'd switch to another game. Maybe, like, occasionally I'd do, like, chess or something, but... I think I would really? try to start exploring more IRL stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, IRLs like when you are entertaining and you're funny in public, people love that stuff. So I, I mean, I think for me, I now that my car is hopefully going to be back up and not broken anytime soon, I would like to do like an IRL stream from like a car meet where I just walk around and show cars and talk about everything and you know, might bump into someone and talk to them while I'm streaming and it could be good content because I could say something stupid and I can be funny, but yep. yeah, I don't, yeah, the only other thing would be like, as you said, if I were to like stream a car game with like a simulator, that'd be yeah. my only other market. I just think, I mean, I wouldn't be like a clown on the streets doing weird stuff, but I, I just think like more, I don't know, this sounds weird, but like I could just, uh, and again, I don't know how well this would even do, but again, this is all like a hypothetical. It's just, just sitting down, talking about, you know, stuff. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds horribly boring. Like in a restaurant or something? Just anywhere, outside, inside even. That's peaceful. Just go. I was even thinking, I, I mentioned this on my stream, like uh, I'm, I'm planning on getting a bike soon. I want a nice bike and I want to start getting into biking um and i want to like set up a fucking gopro on my bike or on my helmet potentially that's just always staring at my face so wherever i look the camera goes it's not attached to really necessarily the bike it's like to my face so so it sees me so like the stream would be my face with the back like i guess with the background yeah. in the back and just me biking wherever the fuck 
and just talking about stuff and then meeting up at some point, like maybe with some friends or something. I don't know. Things that I think about in my 30s because I am approaching my 30s in three years from now. And I don't know. I could see some like variety popping in at that point and just. Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as with the way you're established, people will just love you for you and they'll watch you. I mean, honestly, and people love, as I said, seeing streamers that they watch do one thing usually go do something else, especially getting outside. People love it. Like, it's such it's so refreshing to see that person outside and plus you're kind of like living through the streamer that's going outside you're like oh he's outside i'm kind of outside you know like i'm <laughs> i'm kind of in on it too you know yep. so i think it, it would do well uh yeah. especially when you're established like you'll it'll do fine i'm sure that'd be that'd be really fun and it, it could be even like a video depending on how much content you can pull out exactly. of it yeah okay so, yeah. he also asks um any advice for aspiring streamers and any advice for streamers who want to be partnered one day but are currently banned? what is that is he banned is he talking about himself? yeah yeah he, he got banned did what? you not see any of that you didn't no. see anything about ignoble getting banned i was uh, like i was like kind of i was like is he joking about this or no he uh i don't know we don't know the exact context because the ban message that he got just said it happened in his stream it doesn't give him a clip or a reference. It just said happened in stream titled. And he was like, the title was like send feet pics for entry. And then like in parentheses, it says for legal purposes, this is a joke. So that already looks bad. Right I don't now. know if it was. Jesus yeah, Christ. It's not, yeah. I don't like, know. Yeah. Is that actually bad? Like, I don't know. Okay. That makes me worried because if you know Ignoble, you know, he's fully trolling. Like, yeah, he's he's unhinged, but in like the best way. Like he's not. He's yeah, not that's doing not even wrong, malicious. So. I feel like, but no. And I don't know if it was the title or he was he was probably saying some sideways stuff. Like he he likes to joke that he hates women. Like yeah. he's like I fucking hate women. Like yeah, he probably just said just... that, and somebody clipped it, and then was like, I'm gonna report him for this, and then he got a two week suspension. I'm seeing it right now, actually. Yeah, two four, fourteen day suspension. I had yeah. no idea. I completely missed that news on Twitter. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's funny. But, uh, as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any advice for an aspiring streamer. Noble's already a better streamer than I am. But uh, as I've said before, don't look at numbers. Just enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Feed off of chat's energy. Comparison is the thief of joy. Don't look at someone else and ask yourself why you're not doing as good as that person because it does no good. It doesn't change anything, yep. uh, which I should be taking that advice more because I do that quite frequent. But Same. yeah, just don't compare yourself to other people. That's probably the worst. So that's all I have to say about that. Okay. All right. Ian asks, what made you come up with the banger Cuneeks G7 emote? Is that the golden one? The, yeah the, the the gnome child the golden salute yeah yeah uh and uh, then he oh wait well i can just go through them i guess tits or ass when is the hardcore iron man coming off the shelf which streamer do you find yourself watching when no one else is live at 5 a.m any tips for the one to ten viewer andy's in the category to improve and someday hit partner um the g7 someone actually made that for me i have a as he's a chatter his name's bunta uh, I was talking about the idea of a gold tier three emote one day, and uh, he's pretty versed in Photoshop. He literally just found like a gradient, 
and like overlaid it over the original and it literally just came out perfect like it just looks so good i was like all right yeah this is the new tier three emote and i think that was before i was even partnered so like that there probably got me like three or four tier threes just because a few people wanted the gold which is so cool because like to this day i probably have like 10 tier threes which is just insane to me yeah um, that people tier three ever um, I know. Like, don't expect them to ever ever maintain you just, yeah like you you like wonder like the next month when they resub a tier three you're like you didn't have like the worst buyer's remorse of all time last month like you're fucking continuing yeah, like, you, this shit jesus yeah you didn't cancel it i appreciate it yeah i don't know i i don't blame anybody for i always sure. feel like, kind of guilty when people tier three i'm like ah, like yeah, i like, should get more kind of scamming you yeah. yeah yeah literally i agree it's like you should get like some weird like not even just the tier three flare you should have like your whole a whole separate badge or something i don't yeah. even know but it is what it is uh but yeah it was just made by a viewer he did a really good job shout out my man and then uh tits or ass that's a it's like a based after dark question but uh i probably <laughs> i'm probably more of a, a butt guy uh, i've said it before and t papa asked me one night and then showed it on his stream uh he asked the same question i said you can have a nice ass with small boobies and the it's still good but you can't have big boobies with small booty and that's yeah. just is what it is no that's straight so up. that's just yeah but i'm not trying to objectify women i just had to answer that question you know for yeah. legal reasons <laughs> i love every woman they're great no like straight up oh yeah no it would be really bad if twitch got a hold of base after dark and started in examining those episodes might the, the suspension oh my might God. last a little longer <laughs> Yeah, Noble's catching a perm. I'm catching a couple <laughs> weeks. Tasty's catching a couple. Everybody in that cast is catching a little bit of a ban there. So I just, I, I just love nobody informed Twitch. I loved how Tasty. I think it was in the Hanner cast, just talking about how Base After Dark was truly supposed to be unhinged initially, and then after like the first couple episodes, they're like, all right, maybe we can't. We gotta like fucking chill. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's still toned down, but yeah. it's. It's definitely as free as you can get yeah, thinking wise absolutely. before anyone gets in trouble. Like we're still just talking shit, just absolutely. having a good time, mostly saying what we think, you know. Yeah, I have nothing to add uh, about the tits uh, or ass. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, when is the hardcore coming off the shelf? Uh, I kind of cover that. I think uh, as soon as we get to a point where I've pretty much done all the content in the game and I feel somewhat okay about my pvm mechanical ability because i just there yeah there's still so much to learn i've got like half the clicks that i want to have like i just there's so much stuff i want to get better at and reaction time and yeah we'll we'll have like 10 infernal capes before i probably have a hardcore let's just like set that as a standard uh which streamer do you find yourself watching when no one else is live at 5 a.m Ooh, that's rough sometimes it depends uh as of lately i've xqc as cringe as it is he's usually live on like some real degenerate hours lately i've found lot. myself yeah he streams like 20 hours a sesh like sometimes he's insane uh like, i look what, up to his what are his monthly average of hours streams it's like it's got to be like Dude, 250 plus like every month it's yeah it's it's gotta be some like crazier than uncle and uncle's a crackhead so yeah, yeah uh if, if if none of my like runescape friends are live probably just probably xqc as i said probably even unk it just depends you know if i'm in the mood to just listen to some tunes and just sit there and vibe but mm -hmm. most of the time that sometimes there's a few australian people that are awake at five in the morning and i kind of just hop streams i don't really talk too much at five in the morning i really just usually open a tab and play rooney or i'll even just switch to watch a tv show like i'll just go watch 
you know, I've been watching Star Wars Rebels. I'll just go watch Rebels. Or, you know, I was watching Stranger Things not long ago. So, you know, just hop between whatever TV I like to watch. Uh, it's the last thing we kind of for... already covered, but yeah, if you have anything else, just yeah, I guess uh, I guess specifically for that one viewer, like when you're in yeah, single that... digits, how can you get out of it? Yeah, when you're in the single digits, dude. I feel like That's I was rough. kind of lucky when I started streaming because I had a few of my friends from when I streamed Wizard One Hundred One. They knew how I, my account, and so they they found me and they watched my stream and kind of gave me a little bit of a good starting boost, someone to talk to at least when I was doing you know the early streams, but really the best thing you can do is just be involved like i feel like the best way to get your name out there is just be involved in other people's streams don't be a leech like you know don't take a leech approach to it like don't go into people's streams to be nice to them and expect them to raid you but just be active in other people's communities you know the streamer that likes you they'll shout you out even if you don't ask for it they'll be like yo you guys should go watch my friend and eventually you'll kind of develop your own yeah. you know space and then after a while you i mean you still want to interact with those people because it's still is good to just have those relations with other streamers in general but yeah i would say that helps the most and just doing exciting content being upbeat high energy the energy is the biggest thing energy. i feel like for having a good stream That's like nice. if you if you're in a good mood you're trolling you're smiling you're cracking jokes everybody wants to be there dude it's literally energy and it's so painfully awkward when you're pulling two viewers, but dude, it's the energy. And uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I mean, Tasty has a really good fucking point where it's like, maybe just don't start streaming <laughs> off the bat yeah. as you're growing. Like maybe like do something else that's a little bit more exposure. Like you'll, you'll get more exposure at creating a YouTube because you make a cool video and that pops off and that grows your channel rather than like, I had a good stream. Nobody gives a fuck. Like nobody gives yeah, a fuck. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. So it's, that's true. I mean, Tasty. Literally, I mean, I only found him when he first started growing. When like Exact gave him a bunch of money, and Bodhi was talking about him. But Tasty's presence grew very quickly because of his presence on other platforms. So you know that that is definitely a valuable tip: is don't stream. Go put your time into YouTube first, and then stream later. Yeah. Or anything else, you know, it doesn't have to be YouTube. You could be a TikTok guy. I don't care, whatever. And the other thing is, like, if you are going to, if streaming seriously is the only thing you want to do and that's your thing, don't go so fucking hard where you're streaming, like, 50 hours a week trying to, like, just get exposure. Like, dude, do something crazy and stream, like, three days a week for, like, five or six hours to like yeah. uh, per stream and just like have really high energy be around other streams um you know I, it's just fucking impossible when you're just pulling like two or three viewers uh, yeah just, you gotta have you know what would work actually having a very unique title and having some crazy good overlays like just making your stream look slick and having a face cam I, i'm gonna be honest i am one of those people that browses the directory I will browse from zero viewers to higher on the OSRS category. And I will only click on a stream that has a face cam. I'm sorry. It's just the way the fucking world works. <laughs> I will click on a stream that has a face cam. And if their stream looks good, has good audio, I'm sticking around. Like, it's just... Yep. Yeah. Simple as that, really. Like, it's crazy that, that, that effect that it has just having a webcam. But yeah, just... 
just yeah i agree like slow down on the streams three four days a week with you know five six hour streams where you're really in a good mood you're keeping it upbeat if the route that you want to take is just solely streaming you don't feel like you have time for anything else which saying you don't have time for anything is a terrible excuse because you definitely do but you know it just yeah I, I definitely agree though i would put the time that you would spend streaming into developing a different skill set on youtube because it's just it's just better it really is it just sucks because that's the way it is i mean i'm honestly envious of people that solely make a living off of just youtube like i love streaming yeah. and i definitely wouldn't trade it for anything but for the people that just get to upload a youtube video and then they've made their bank yeah. they i mean they definitely still bust their ass like i'm yeah. not playing that down yeah. but they have probably a good bit more of downtime or at least, you know, a couple days more where they don't feel like they have to be clicking going live or, you know, whatever it is. But, dude, I mean, teach their own. It's a grind for sure. Having solo mission on the cast last year really opened my eyes. Like the dude fucking uploads but like once a month, I swear to God. And he's making like just absolute bank, just total <laughs> bank. Like just just. Just make a goddamn video, instantly pull 300k views on it, like, just chilling. I mean... It's literal legend. I mean, even Bodhi. I mean, I remember having Bodhi on the cast, and he wasn't streaming at the time because of his break. But he was, at the point, starting to upload his progress videos on his main. Just mm -hmm. fucking makes a video. It was just basically a ramble at that point for 20 minutes. Just compiles yeah. a few <laughs> clips. Pulls, like, yeah. you know, 200,000 views. Just, like, boom. Like, done. Done. Like, that... that gets to that point if you know you're consistent if enough you're entertaining enough your your content's good enough and of course he's mm -hmm. been around for so goddamn long so it's a different story but like dude yep. that is the dream <laughs> like if everything else in your life is just to totally gone to shit you can just talk about runescape for 20 minutes upload 200 i'm views. so yeah i am very envious of bodhi's career but you can't say he didn't work for it that's yeah, for sure he worked his ass off and it just... was when it was the riskiest too Oh, yeah. I mean, and he honestly, I'm even envious of the like eras that he's come up through. Like he's seen every like he was there for like Ice Poseidon when Raj was around. Like yep. he got to see like all of those seasons. And like I yeah, I'm very sad that I decided to like not stream from like 2017 to 2020. But yeah. it was still just I don't know. In the end, it built me to be who I am today. So I can't really be that angry about it. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, sometimes I think, man, I, if, if only I had started earlier. But then I'm like, dude, I was a fucking dumbass earlier. Like, I would have fucked something up, I feel like. I, I feel like I would have done something, made some mistake. If, if I had started when I was 20 or something, just being a 20-year-old, just totally being a dumbass or something, or even younger, I cannot, I cannot imagine what it would have been like to be Curtis, like MMORPG, that literally started streaming, I think, when he was like 16 or 17. It's like, God. dude, your brain isn't developed yet, and you're on the public, on a, you're streaming publicly to hundreds of people. It's just like, damn, that is so risky. I feel like, like you don't even know who you are yet. Yeah, no, I, I think it'd be even harder coming up that way because you really don't have any like self identity. Like you, yeah. you have to figure that out while streaming. I just. Yeah, I I'm, I agree. I I like where I picked it up. I picked it up at like 22. I I think it's that's fine. I'm yeah. I'm pretty well developed. I still don't exactly know myself all that well, but I think that's just part of life. You kind of yep. just discover that as you grow. But yeah, that that would be hard. I'm I am glad that I have my break. It's just a lot of missed uh you know opportunity. 
Okay, here's a topic from Mock, Real Mock. He asks, Would you rather fight 100 gnome children with your fists or one giant gnome child with your feet? What's your skincare routine? What do you want to be when you grow up? Jokes aside, do you take a tactical or go-with-the-flow approach to streaming managing your brand? Ooh. Uh... For the question of fighting a hundred gnome children with my fist or one giant with my feet, I'd probably take a hundred gnome children with my fist. I just feel like my feet are so inoperable. Like I'm, I'm not that good of a kicker. I mean, I did, you know, I ran cross country for three years in high school, and I've got pretty nice legs. But I don't know about being able to do much with my feet there. I think my <laughs> fists are very bony. I'm very scrawny, so I'd probably be able to put the work on a hundred gnome children with my hands. So I'd probably just, I'd probably take them on by hand. And if I lose, I mean, shit, at least I died to a bunch of gnome children. It's kind of tight. Yeah. Feels dank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your skincare routine? Weirdly enough, I, I literally don't have one. Like, I used to care about washing my face before I went to bed. You know, cold water, clean rag every time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that made my skin worse. Like, I feel like it made it just more susceptible to damage and like weird pimples and acne popping up because I was messing with my skin. Whereas I feel like I'm just one of those people where if I just leave it alone and don't touch my face as much as I can and, you know, clean my pillow covers because I feel like that is a good breeding ground for it to be getting nasty. So I've said it before, but yeah, just clean pillowcases and don't touch your face and you'll maybe be okay. And a lot of Coke, uh, the drink, the drink. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have never had a, a skincare routine. And yeah. uh, like hearing, because um, I was talking to Nunu Nels after last week's cast, and she also like has previously suffered with eczema. And so she could really relate with Bodhi because I think it was brought up that like, you know, Bodhi was dealing with a bunch of skin stuff. And I'm like, damn, like that, like... That is, like, the most awful thing to ever deal with in life, I feel like. Just something so apparent, nothing you can hide. It's just your skin. Your fucking skin is, like, not good. It's not clean. It's, like, I'm really glad. I'm I'm grateful I don't have any sort of, like, skin problem because, uh, yeah, I feel very bad for people that, like, really suffer with that for their life. I was even talking to Nunu about this guy I knew that like people called him pizza face because in in high school because he just had like the worst and I'm talking bad pimply face where you're just like oh Jesus like like should you be at school right now like like something like really really bad but I'm like dude he fucking went to school like that like props to him I know that takes so much courage dude I would be like in the worst place ever like I, I would be the most yeah, depressed. I would hate myself. That yeah. sounds so bad. Like I don't want to be mean, but yeah, I. No, it's just. It I, takes I literally. Oh, yeah, it does. I when I first started, I think it was like eighth grade. I, I think I got like my first bit of acne, and I started freaking out so bad. It wasn't even bad. I probably had like one or two pimples. Maybe my chin flared up a little bit, and I was like, "Mom, I need to take medication. I need to take medication for my skin right now." And so we went to the the skin doctor i don't remember the name i don't know what it's called uh and basically they prescribe me this medicine that literally just dries out your skin oh and i wait, think wait. to this Are you day about a dermatologist 
Yeah, dermatologist. I went to a dermatologist. They gave me, I forget the name of the medicine. I could probably find it, but basically it just dries your skin out to the point of like where all the acne kind of just falls off. But I feel like I'm still to this point. I don't know if it's just my skin or unhealthy, uh, you know, cons- or, uh, drinking water. Like, I just don't drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. But my eyebrows to this day will flake. Like, the skin behind it will flake. And it's, I don't know what it's from. Maybe it's just a lack of moisture and I don't drink a lot of water. So maybe it's that. But I feel like from there on, I've had that weird, but it's not like I have acne or anything crazy. Typically, sometimes it flares up, you know, yeah, stress I mean, or whatever. Occasional but zit or whatever. Yeah, I just I feel ter- I do feel terrible for people that have conditions like that because I remember how lucky I felt when I was in high school. Because yeah, I had people like that in my school that would be just decked out in acne, and I was like, dude, this is just. And those leave scars. Like yeah. their faces never really truly recover. I know. Like they may get rid of the acne, but they will always have like weird acne scars, and yep. it's just it just sucks. I feel bad. I I honestly i give a lot of props to people that can put up with that and still be confident in themselves unbelievable just like strength to just pull through that like jesus christ dude like i would get in high school i'd have one big ass zit on my nose you know just randomly that pops up just just a big zit and i'm like i look like fucking rudolph the reindeer you know even though it's like bad, but like you'd get like a zit in the middle of your forehead or in on your nose or just like on your cheek just a big inner zit and you're like dude i don't even want to go to school today because i look like fucking shit literally and then i just imagine that that is your life and it's like you just have to deal with those like (sighs) i'm sure they come to terms with it very early and they just move on and other people still just see them as that because for us getting a pimple is like the end of the world where it's like the whole <laughs> face is just covered in pimples. Yeah, oh, it makes I'm, me sad, bro. It makes me sad. I'm glad that mostly goes away into adulthood. Like people don't really, generally people don't really suffer with acne in adulthood. Cause like, I would be, that, oh yeah. It's that high school shit. But yeah, if you dealt with it in high school, people are ruthless to you. It's like, God, what a like, what a terrible time for acne to like exist in the Especially human if you're body. A girl. Like, Oh god, dude! It's I way. It was way not. worse if you're a girl. Because if you see a dude, and he's like an athletic football person, he just has a bunch of acne on his face. You probably don't even think twice. You're like, whatever. It's just a dude going through puberty. It's like, but yeah, I feel like for a girl, it's just much worse because it's just the, the appearance, the just the, the perception of it's different. But yeah, yeah. I think as you get older too, your perception of that just changes too. You're like, I don't really yeah, care if I have a yeah. pimple now. It just yeah. doesn't matter. Uh. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be uh I want to be tasty when I grow up. <laughs> Pretty Don't much. We all? Yeah, I want to be tasty, maybe Bodie. Uh outside of that, like if all else fails with streaming, I think truly I'm I am pretty much already grown up per se, but I would like to probably pursue some sort of degree. Um I really like teeth, so maybe something in like you know, dentistry or orthodontistry. It's a lot of schooling for most of that, but I think in due time, if if everything fails, that's probably what I would pursue. I'd probably be like 40 getting out of it, but I mean, most most successful orthodontists and dentists are usually pretty older anyways, so I wouldn't feel like I'm too out of place. And I mean, I'm still relatively young right now, so that would... Probably be what I'd want to do. I'd like to also, when I grow up, uh, like to be a little more fit. Like to start going to the gym and kind of building my body up because I feel like I have 
all the means like i feel like if i just literally put on like 50 pounds and like a little fat mostly muscle i would be like unstoppable i'm just gonna say it no so, i agree that with that nice. that's why we got to keep you down so you don't take over the platform we gotta keep me controlled keep re- me scrawny re- re- <laughs> real talk though i mean you are already a very handsome man and i am a heterosexual male for the most part i probably have like a percentage that i'm just completely homosexual we all, but for we the most for the most part i'm heterosexual but you're a really good looking dude and i'm not gonna lie like just a little bit of resistance training like just some push-ups some pull-ups sit-up squats and just eating a little bit more is like all you mm-hmm. need to do for the basics in fact that's literally all i don't even go to a gym and like yeah i'm not like fucking tasty buff but like <laughs> I, I i don't actually uh you know i i've had i've had a couple opportunities where people are like oh take off your shirt or whatever on stream i'll pay you 10 gifts and I'm like i can't fucking do that and i'm not going to either that's for the only fans for a year down the line but like yes sir it really is just you do a little bit of that resistance training you know like three sets of whatever the hell works for you and you just build up and you just do that like three times a week and you'll just see like drastic improvements as long as you're eating protein like you gotta yeah i need eat yeah. your protein the, yeah biggest deal with me is my eating habits i eat like one meal a day sometimes two if i'm up at a good time it's just it's very bad it's not like it's too like it's not like it's you know beating me down or anything i i know a lot of people that function on like one meal but mm-hmm. if i could if i could squeeze in two to three a day i would be i would already be putting on weight and that would be big for me even just putting on weight i don't even care if i don't have a super like nice body i just i just want to fill myself out a little more be a little more confident in my appearance like i'm not uncomfortable when i take my shirt off i just don't feel like it's anything to be proud of per se and i would like to yeah like you know it just feels better when you take your shirt off and you feel like everybody can look at you and you're like yeah man i'm i'm ripped but yeah yeah now I still got like a couple fat rolls that I'm trying to burn off. I'm trying to, I'm trying, <laughs> like I'm currently in the position where I'm actually trying to lose like eh, probably like half a pound a week is where I'm trying to aim for. So I've just barely cut calories for the most part and I don't even count them. I just, I, I've seen over the past few months what I need to input basically. And I, I used to count calories. So I have a pretty good fucking idea of what like food usually is. Um, but yeah, I'm like I'm trying to get a little bit leaner, uh, and but I'm also trying to maintain my muscles. So I just like do pretty much calisthenics, just body weight exercises, like three or four times a week, and then I literally go on walks every single day just to shed off like a little bit more weight. Nice. But, uh, yeah. See, just developing that routine is huge because just even, even just like any sort of routine is just it's just so good to have because you just build so much like. I don't know how to explain it, but you just build that routine, and it's just it's just yep. so good. And for then it's you. so That's what easy; I, it could, it becomes so That's easy. Yeah, yep. Hardest part in anything is always starting. I just gotta. I just I'm I want to go to a gym. I just know I'm not as confident in myself, so I'm just afraid to go to the gym and Fuck do something gyms. wrong. But then again, like. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just like, what does it matter though? Yeah. If somebody judges me, like, exactly. who are the who are they? Like, In fact, they're just nobody some random... will judge you. Like, l- nobody will judge you. The only people that will judge you are just like pieces of shit. Like, everyone's proud Literally. of anybody that goes to the gym. If I see somebody that's scrawny or like overweight at the gym, which I haven't gone to a gym by the way in like four years, I'm like, fucking good for you. Good but, for you. Yeah, nowadays. Literally. But that's the thing. Like, uh, you don't need a gym. You can literally do so many things at home. Especially when you're yeah. starting out, 
Like, dude, starting out, it's body weight. Body weight will do so much good for you rather than just, like, trying to lift weights and, like, fucking spraining your wrist on, like, weights. And things. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I have gotten, like, minor injuries from just being in a gym and using weights and not being prepared for it. Like, just tweaks yeah. on my wrist. And those fucking tweaks last, like, eight weeks. I'm just like, damn, Ugh. like, this sucks. Like, my wrist just is weak. Feels yeah. Like, yeah, that would suck. Yeah. I, I mean, you're right. And even being able to just build a routine at home will eventually bleed into a routine whenever you're ready to go to the gym if you feel like it. Absolutely. Uh, so that'd be good for sure. Okay. Uh, uh, the last question he had was just the whole, do you go with the flow with uh, managing your brand or do you do, do you have a plan when it comes to uh, like your streaming brand? Um, I mean, for as of lately, I feel like I kind of just go with the flow. I feel like your personality becomes a big part of your brand and like just the way you talk and the way you act is your brand. And I think, you know, at first, maybe it took a little bit of like, you know, figuring out how I want to appear on stream and how I want to act. But as of now, I feel like it's just second nature. So it's kind of like going with the flow. But at start at the start of it, I definitely think it took a little bit of like you know, figuring out to how I want to be and how I want people to perceive me, but more of a go with the flow. I would like to, you know, eventually like rebrand graphics and stuff, but everything so far has been made by me on my stream. And I, anytime you pay someone, they never do it the way I like to have it be done. So it's, it's just a matter of time until I find something I want to do again and swap all the graphics and transitions and stuff for stream. But Besides that, it's pretty much a go with the flow at this point. I just got to remember that I'm in streamer mode and not act like a, you know, complete normie and just be boring. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there's ever really been a tactical approach to, like, anything I do on stream, hardly. Now, there, there, yeah. there's been ideas, like, you know, a little Save a Saturdays was just an idea. Just, like, it'd be kind of cool to have a day that's just, like, yeah, your day, I mean, you know? Yeah, stuff like that is cool. I, I tuned in. I thought that was really sick. I, I definitely, I like to try and plan days for stuff. So I guess maybe in the sense of tactical, I definitely think out ahead of time what I'm going to be doing on stream every day. Like, mm. I'm like, okay, this day we're going to do this boss or this day we're going to do this grind or whatever. That That might be as tactical as it really gets. But other than that, I mean, yeah. I feel like the most tactical streams are Hey Jace's. He literally, like, he basically has a piece of content for every day of the week. It's like Clue Scroll so opening cool. Sunday. He's got his, like, Corp Tuesdays. He's got his Guardians of the Rift Monday or whatever the hell days they are. It's just like there's always a dedicated day to, like, whatever he does. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. You just, you see the title. If you're interested in that content or if you just like Jace, you'll just pop in any stream. But, like, yeah, and, you know and the more you do it, the more people expect it to exactly. be a thing. So then they'll show up for those certain uh events yeah. or content all right going back to the cars cincy bearcat asks what is your top car you'd like to own what is the car you're like to be able to work on the most cunique seven tattoo win would you get a cunique seven tattooed on yourself oh yeah uh like if you I think okay wait, wait, wait. The... let me let me just pause you right there i'm sorry for interrupting but no, no, you're, you're, if, interrupted you, if you guys think using your own emotes in a chat is bad and really like stuck up <laughs> imagine tattooing oh, your no. own fucking emotes on oh yourself. no <laughs> yeah real real <laughs> uh 
I uh, I made a promise forever ago, probably around I would say January of 2021, maybe February, maybe March. I don't. It was somewhere around the beginning of 2021. I did a charity stream for the uh, Alzheimer's Association. Uh, or no, it was Cure ALZ, not the Alzheimer's Association. They're kind of a Alzheimer's Association is literally a scam group. I feel like they don't put their money to anything. But uh, I did a charity stream for Cure ALZ, and um. Basically, the end, you know, goal would be that I would get a Cunique 7 tattoo. I haven't decided. It's literally been years. I just have literally, like, my money is always so strung out, and I never can justify getting a tattoo because I'm so, like, focused on trying to make sure I can handle myself and yeah. bills and food and stuff. So I uh, made the promise of that, and then I also made a promise during my subathon that I would get a tattoo of an, a Twitch emote. Like, I'd let chat pick the emote. But what I think I'm going to do for that is I'm going to narrow it down to like five to ten emotes and then I'll run like a poll or something and then I'll just have chat vote on ones. Because I feel like if I let them completely pick the emote, they're going to pick something terrible. That's like they're going to make me put like a wide heart on my body, which is just Jesus Christ. that would just be stupid. So it would be pretty fucking funny, but pretty It'd bad. be hilarious, be bad, but I dude. definitely don't want it. Yeah, no, be, like, be what good. The fuck? Like, who is that? Yeah, imagine they like I put it like a somewhere that's like unseen and then I go to take my clothes <laughs> off to have sex or something. And they're like, what the fuck dude, is that? That would Seth, just not. Seth would fucking worship you after that. He would literally worship you if you had For a real. fucking wide heart tattoo. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I I would do it for Seth. He's got to give me like a grand or something. But if he gave me a grand, I'd do it. Uh, hopefully he doesn't hear that. Uh, but yeah, so I I owe Chat a Cunique Seven tattoo, but I it's not gonna be huge. I think I might just put it on like my arm that I like salute the camera with. That'd be uh, cool. Just yeah, maybe have it like somewhere visible when I do it. I don't know. I'm not too worried. Tattoos are pretty cool. I I won't regret it because with this whole streaming thing even if it were to not work out in a year or two i would still cherish every second that i've spent so i have very Uh, high hopes by the way that streaming will be absolutely fine for you in the future you got to keep in mind like dude the the people that have really built a stream it's not in the course of three years, four years. Five. It's like these people have been doing this shit for eight to 12 years. I mean, like they're pumping out content consistently for years. And so you just got to look at the like real overarching view of like being a content creator, being a, I, I hate to use this term influencer, but just being a person on the internet. Like it takes years and years of growth for most people. Some people just fucking pop off, which is rare, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the top dogs, the category have been the top dogs for they're just grandfathered in, which is like no disrespect to them. They're still putting in the hours. They still hustle. They're still entertaining most of the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, it would be cool to see a shift in, uh, you know, the top dogs one day. I'm just going to throw that out there. It'd be cool to see uh, more of the base homies, more of like us type people more towards the top of the category, which some nights we are like. I've definitely, I'm sure on my night where I got to Zuck, I was probably like number one or two of the category at like, I mean, you know, midnight. I'll even say like, okay, I remember watching It's Will when he was pulling 80 viewers. Now he's a, one of the one of the kings of the category. Tasty fucking blew up out of nowhere because, you know, of his YouTube and he just is very, very handsome and fucking like <laughs> charming as hell. So you got that. I mean, he's already a king of the category. I think Tasty's one of the kings and like 
I think it always is switching up. I mean, Odeblock came out of nowhere too. I know that was kind oh, of a true. while ago, but like, there's a lot of people that have just. I know, like, I don't know, but but you know what is a cool thing is that it doesn't transition out. So at least you have faith that if you do get to that point, it's like you're pretty much secured there. Like you never really see foe or uh, like They'll Curtis or below. Mr. Mammal ever dropping below like 400 viewers or just fucking permanently stuck at like mostly 800 to like 1200. Yeah, which is sick, yeah. yeah. It would be awesome, like, yeah, to get to that point. Same with, like, the Bodhi thing. Like, just post a YouTube video, 200K views, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. Yeah. When you get to that Great. point, that's, like, retirement. Like, that's literally retirement. Yeah. You're just chilling at that point. Like, you could be retired and still in the game, pretty much, because there's just so... I mean, there's still effort required. Like, yeah. obviously, he still goes out of his way to be entertaining. But, yeah. you know, at that point, you don't have to be as distraught. Like, yeah. you could go live and be boring, and <laughs> people know. are still going to watch you. But yeah. Um, uh, what is my top car that I'd like to own? Uh, for me, probably a McLaren F1 because the McLaren F1 has two BMW inline six engines that make it a V12. It's literally like the European engine that goes in my M3. They basically smacked them together and made a V12. And uh, it's just so cool that BMW designed the engine for that car and it's probably one of the most expensive cars in the world. They're worth a couple million. They're just outstanding cars. They're just literal time capsules. This literally where you sit in that car is in the middle of it. Like you the seat and the steering wheel are in the middle. There's Jesus. seats on the left and right. It's so cool. It's like a spaceship. I'm, I'm looking up pictures right now showing the, the yeah, YouTube the F1. listeners. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So good. Yeah. And the, Okay, no, sorry, no, go for it. I was just going to say that uh, little thing about you uh, having mentioned playing Need for Speed. I remember on my app or on my uh, iPod Touch back in high school, I had, I think it was either Need for Speed Underground. I think it was Underground or something. It was like a mobile version of it or something like that or Need for Speed, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, I yeah. remember playing. Dude, that was so back cool. when games were like not fucking pay pay a hundred dollars for 90 gems in this fucking in-app oh, purchase God. like you just pay seven bucks for the game and you're good to go like literally such a more pure time i mean i respect the microtransaction grind and i'm thankful that they haven't been introduced into old school because i just ruined the game if they brought mtx in i think they know that so they won't ever but well they have bonds but yeah like iron man is so fucking pure like we have such a i'm saying nothing yeah no one's buying xp or whatever it's so easy it's so good i love it uh what is the car you'd like to be able to work on the most um i mean working on cars kind of a different story uh you know ideally if i had to work on like a car i i like anything bmw because i have a good bit of experience uh i would say you know probably like a base model 3 series just because i worked on so many 320i's 328's 325's like if i were to own a brand new car i'd probably well not brand new probably a few years old uh i'd probably get like a 320i to just drive every day because they're so easy to work on and i've done every job imaginable on one so That'd probably be my favorite car to work on. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, there's a, l- a fair few amount of topics that I feel like we've already kind of covered. Uh, so I'm going to kind of wrap things up with uh, a couple of questions of my own that I like to ask my guests. First one, yeah. and I feel like we've, eh, I guess we haven't actually covered it, but I want to ask you, where do you see yourself or where would you like to be in five years from now? 
And I feel like we've already kind of already touched on that, but in a way. Uh, I mean, not, not vaguely. Five years, but yeah. Yeah, no. I want to hear it. Uh, specifically in five years, uh, ideally, I would like to still be producing content. I'd like to have a very successful YouTube channel. Hopefully, I speak some of this into fruition here, but uh, uh, a successful YouTube channel, booming on Twitch still, still probably playing RuneScape, like the old man I will be. I'll probably be like, what, almost 30 then? So I'll be about 30, still playing RuneScape. I'll be looking like, uh, you know, foe or someone, uh, you know, just chilling, playing the game. <laughs> you just and, look like uh, foe all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that comes out of left field. I definitely will never look like foe. But uh, Your hair is too perfect that, for it. <laughs> yeah uh and obviously living somewhere outside of oklahoma i'd love to kick it west pacific northwest maybe california living in maybe a streamer house or content house with a few of my other friends that make content and you know just literally living the dream that i would love to be a part of so that's probably about where i'd like to be in five years hell yeah all right now i'm gonna ask you for three shout outs uh anybody okay. in the community it doesn't have to be the absolute top just any three that you feel like deserve one and why of course uh i mean at the top it has to be zoe pancakes just just because of everything she's done for me and how well she takes care of me when we all hang out and everything she's just she is i literally i i stand by this so heavily it's probably annoying but she is literally the reason i have any bit of a name Besides, you know, me putting in my own work and hours, etc. So Zoe, definitely number one. Uh, for number two, I'd probably have to throw in uh, Mick Homie. Just solely off of the fact of how great his community is and all the events he puts on for everyone. Uh, he just does such a good job with it. He's on the push for partner, so if any of you guys don't know him, definitely check out his uh, Twitch channel. It's Mick underscore Homie. He's... He's so close. He just unlocked the button to apply. He's going to apply in a few days. Uh, and I think he's doing a subathon soon. So if any of you guys are curious what a subathon looks like, I think he's going to be sleeping on it. So I would definitely oh, recommend uh, taking a gander. I, I, I think. I don't know if it's like a 24. I want to say it'll be for, I don't know if it's uncapped. It might just be a week. I know he has a job. So he might have just got some time off. So yeah, I would definitely recommend Mick. And then... uh lastly i have to give a shout out to uh tasty just for how awesome he's been taking care of everybody in base like prison joe said it before tasty does not have to be our friend like tasty has the option to I be his, to yeah he has he has his own lane he does not need to be our friends he could be just as successful without us and he still chose to be our friend and just do a good job of putting us all on on the base team and just literally just being a good dude and a good friend so yeah. big ups to tasty no i mean it, i gotta give a little shout out to tasty as well because i know he wasn't as big like not even close to what he is now but getting him on the sebe cast i just asked him like this is a little early last year i just asked him he's like totally willing totally happy to be on it and i was like fuck dude you're like blowing up like you're you're already beyond me and yet you're still willing to like <laughs> You know, go on this Take shitty the podcast time. that I just started. <laughs> like, hell yeah. That's all it takes, dude. It's, it's cool to see the progression of people you've been able to pull on the cast. It's awesome. Yeah. And we finally got to you. Uh, finally, we, we, we had to get We had to get all the plebs on, like Bodie, you know. All those <laughs> yeah, all those yeah I'm happy to be post-Bodie era, Sebe cast. That's good with me. I'm happy with it. I'm not too far episodes off, you know, just like nearly 10. It's good. Yeah, no, single digits off of Bodie. 
I think it's good. Nice. Well, Nick, I have had a very pleasant evening talking to you today. And uh, guys, down in the description, we're going to have QNeek's Twitch channel, Twitter, his YouTube. Go fucking subscribe to his YouTube prematurely. I know he's already <laughs> oh, got boy. some videos up there. Um, is there anything else you'd like linked? Uh, no, I mean, that's it. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, if anything. Perfect. Okay. Um, guys, if you would like to support the Save A Cast, it's a $2 pledge per month if you guys would like to. Or there's also one-off uh, donations if you guys would like to support the cast. Down in the description, there's a Patreon link over there. I'm also, uh, I got to say this, I'm also going to be adding some perks to the uh, the Patreon where I will announce um, kind of like the guest list where I will keep it private publicly but for the patriot for the patrons i will uh like leak who Ooh. are like the next upcoming things and things that i've i've been considering Ooh. adding a few more perks right now it's just a support center basically just yeah. give your money but yeah i'm i'm going to be amazing. adding a few things to it so that's anyway. a reason right there i would i might have to drop some money on the patreon not going to lie <laughs> so it hasn't happened officially yet but i think uh as soon as i get my scheduling down a little bit better we can start like disclosing uh months in advance so um yeah anyway thank you guys for listening as always and we'll catch you in the next one nick thank you once again yeah thanks for having me on man Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.